right, so this is a sleep with me uh, Patreon reward for the future. It's being recorded June 2019, Drew, and I don't know when we'd use it. It's a May 2019 fearless flyer. And the reason is just because we just did this live show. So hopefully you put it somewhere where you remember it. And uh, <laughs> or just uh, whoever's editing it, uh, maybe I'm editing it. Maybe it's Carl. Maybe it's supposed to. Uh, um, yeah, I guess. Uh, well, then it won't make a big difference because I'll, like, I'll have oh, it's easier. So I have a better process when I'm accountable to other people than to myself. So I probably will send it out to one of you guys said it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, uh, like, uh, but it's time for Sleep With Me, a Patreon bonus episode from the podcast that puts you to sleep. Oh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it a bedtime story. All you need to do is uh, get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to attempt to do is uh, create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Uh, whether it's thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, uh, changes in time or temperature, uh, whatever's keeping me awake, uh, I'm here to do that. Now, this is just for patrons, so I don't know if I quite need to do like the whole intro. Because you say, okay, well, if you're new... And your patron, holy cow, that's amazing. Thank you. Uh, what to expect? Uh, there's really no business for, for these patron-only episodes. Uh, uh, so, structure show, we're going to talk. I'm going to talk to you a little bit longer, and then I'm going to just run through the May 2019 Fearless Flyer. And it will be food talk, so if that's not for you, that uh, and even on the Fearless Flyer, it says, as in, this may make you hungry. And uh, so just in case you, you say, well, that's probably not for me or it's probably better for a daytime listen. So that's about like a so structure show. Yeah. Intro, uh, Trader Joe's, uh, Fearless Flyer. Uh, and uh, what else? Uh, structure the show, get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. You don't need to listen. Uh, that uh, goes for everybody. Oh, there's the two things. You don't really need to listen or pay attention. And particularly with these ones, it's kind of just moving slowly through something. And uh, so that's cool. And then you don't need to listen. Oh, no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here for about an hour to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, like, uh, I'm glad you're here. You really do empower the show, those you who support it on a regular basis. Uh, uh, you know, I always think about like, huh, how these all of these people uh, listen to the show, benefit from it, and then it's like, okay, this is hill to kind of get a uh, or investment, I guess, on your end. And I think it's like the word A P A T H Y that we're up against, and not anything else. Uh, so I appreciate it because there's literally, uh, I mean, by the time you hear this, will be way past this. But when I'm recording this, I think it's over 120 million times the podcast has been downloaded and only about uh like four or five million of that probably came before the patreon so i mean maybe 10 or tw- not even 20 i don't think uh, so couldn't have been possible without you that's really true i know i say it a lot but it really is a truth like uh there would be no sleep with me uh, without you uh, the collective you and if you're a part of it whatever your part you're playing You've overcome 
you've made the decision, uh, like to participate, uh, which is kind of like the biggest, uh, the hill to climb. And yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm glad you're here. Now, as part of the intro, I say, well, how do I pick topics for the show, right? How did I happen upon the fearless flyer? I have no idea, um, what it was that, uh, like made me start uh, doing Fearless Flyer recaps, I said, or whatever it was. I don't know if it was someone else's idea or if it was mine. I mean, I know I talked about it a lot on the show, and I think initially it was like going shopping, so maybe it was just a natural segue. And I think the first one we did was a holiday one, probably in like 2016, I would say, because then, yeah, 2017, 18, 19, yeah, that would make sense. Uh, so the holiday 2016 one, because it's like a, I'm a highly engaged Trader Joe's customer, and I guess we'll like things that make it trouble for falling asleep. This fearless fire always has a ton of good stuff, uh, and, you know, I want to be a person that can live in the gray, grounded world, but I too de- do, 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 do tend to jump to extremes, and so uh, it is interesting when I say, okay, uh, it's not always easy for me to say, okay, Scoots, uh, let's live in this grounded world. So, like, the Fearless Flyer, well, it's not flashy. It's really well-written copy. And I say, ooh, I want to try that. Ooh, I'd like to try that. Ooh, I've never had a, a brie in a cauliflower crust before. Okay, well, we could skip that one then, you know. So, yeah, yeah. So, I guess, uh, like, uh, but I'm always thinking of looking for stuff that's, like, kind of soothing and meandering. A lot of times I prefer story-based content just because it has a nice middle beginning, middle, and end. Where tra- and the good thing about the Trader Joe's ones is that it, uh, it does have an ending. And I guess it's like I'm talking to you and telling you about it. So it kind of does fit a lot of the things uh, I like about making the show. So, yeah, without further ado, what, what do you say we get to the, 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 the goodity-goos? Uh, so this one is uh, like always free and worth every penny from 2019. On the cover on the bottom left side is a hand reaching out for cool. And on the top left side is like a picture of like maybe a pear, maybe an, uh, maybe, I don't know what else you could say. And it says uh, cookie butter ice cream uh, is the first thing. This is more or less exactly what it, you think it might be. Uh, yet surpassing your ice cream imagination. So it's cookie butter ice cream, humble yet rich, uh, fresh cream, Madagascar vanilla extract, pieces of Belgian speculus cookies uh, blended into the ice cream. And then the not-so-secret ingredient, uh, a ribbon of speculus cookie butter. This is a masterwork of ice cream craftsmanship, four ninety nine. Maybe make it into a milkshake, and the copy on this one is shaped like a, like a ice cream scoop of ice cream. And I will say that uh, like this is a good this is good quality ice cream. Now, if you've ever flown on an airplane before, you get these Belgian cookies. They're kind of like a cinnamony uh, flavor. I think they're tasty, and uh, I do enjoy the ice cream. But I never like uh, it takes me a while. I don't like. Uh, I love the idea of having sweets, uh, but then I don't always eat them. And that's on top of waffle cones, Trader Joe's old-fashioned waffle cones. 
you know, picture yourself, uh, now, well, okay, this is where we come up against uh, reality and intention collide uh, and cool stuff. Uh, I guess one of my favorite things about buying sugar cones uh, and uh, waffle cones is they come in a container that looks like sometimes they come in a container, a styrofoam container that you could play with afterwards. So I guess this is a pro tip that you could use like a spaceship and you could pretend maybe we'll get in there. Oh, right. Like, uh, are you the fearless flyer? Oh, okay. Wow. What planet are you from? Waffle cone planet. It's not, that's not super, I guess that's good for a sleep podcast. Uh, you know, I will tell you that store-bought waffle cones, you know, they lack that scent that brings you in. What did Walt Disney call that, like an eye-opener or something? A weenie, right, uh, to draw people in? That was something you saw with your eye that brings you deeper in? Was Walt Disney the first person to, to, to create the smell, like the smells that make you spend more money? Okay, because waffle cones definitely do that for me. Two seventy nine for a twelve seven ounce package. Uh, that's true, and we have those at home. Uh, heat beating hot by. The problem is with two of us. Uh, you know, then we have to. Eat, I don't think it's a problem with my daughter Sophia that you have to eat the waffle cones on a regular basis. And Heidi gave a shout out to these Neapolitan JoJo's. I haven't tried them yet, but it's on my list. Uh, I guess it's like, so take an Oreo, but then they take uh, f- three flavors, uh, uh, vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry combo, uh, just like Neapolitan ice cream. And, uh, however, uh, like, uh, like, uh, instead of, uh, three side-by-side creams, it's just, uh, three flavors in one cookie. The tri party, try. Part tripartite is that right? Is that the word tripartite? Nature Trader Joe's uh, was begging for this treatment. So we took a vanilla flavored wafer cookie and a cocoa flavored uh, wafer. Wait, these are wafer cookies? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Sandwich them together: strawberry clean, cream, freeze dried strawberries. Uh, I get. I guess I got to go get this. I thought it was like a Neapolitan JoJo was like a two 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 ninety nine for sixteen ounces. I don't know. When I was reading it, I was picturing something like. A, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan. A, a wafer waffle. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you know what I find with these. Okay, and the next page is the key lime pie. Now, if you listen to this podcast a lot and know that I moved last year, I had a key lime pie. Uh, that spanned two places I lived, uh, but it did get eaten this year, and it was still good. And, and again, I guess don't take you know I'm not a lawyer or a, a person, uh, but I did probably go at least uh, three to six months uh, in my freezer uh, before we had it, and it really was delicious. Uh, it has uh, the key lime, you know, it's got the green going, uh, the hue, tart tangy filling, graham cracker crunch. And awaiting your meringue or your whipped cream. And I guess there's, according to TJ's, there's a debate over which one is closer to custom. I'd say whatever you have. Uh, here's an, okay, then there's a picture of a whale swimming who says, Key lime pie, time to migrate to Trader Joe's. Uh, uh, so that's interesting. 
There's also a red dot in the middle of its spout, which is spouting. The whale's spouting off. Uh, do you mind if I call you spouty? Uh, here's one I do have, and I have enjoyed for L-U-N-C-H, and I will give you a little pro tip, because uh, I put this in R-A-M-E-N. I don't know why I'm spelling it out. I guess that would be for a regular episode. Uh, simply seasoned tuna burgers. Uh, this is, is uh, they're uh, line-caught albacore tuna from the Southern Pacific Ocean. Uh, it's uh, seasoned with mirepoix. Uh, carrot, celery, and onions, and uh, formed into patties. Uh, 18 grams of protein, and they're ready to go right from frozen. And so what I do is I have it with the ramen, and I give you a little pro-ramen uh, or noodles. Now, it won't go good with a cup of, like, cup-based ramen, so you need a non-flavored. We don't really want to have a chicken or beef ramen, and I can't have shrimp, but you have uh, so you take a metal bowl or a glass bowl, right? You boil your water, and uh, or you make your ramen. You p- prepare your broth, right? And you could use bone broth, I guess, if you're looking. Maybe a chicken bone broth would be all right, or beef. I guess I'd have a tuna and a beef broth myself. Uh, and then you want to take a Trader Joe's Cruciferous Crunch, uh, which had, like it is so good, and uh, it gives you a, a burst of, of vegetables. And a little bit mouthfeel. Uh, so you put that in the bowl, just a cruciferous crunch. And you chop, like, I guess I do cook the tuna burger uh, first. I guess I do do that. And then you cut that into chunks. You put it in the bowl with the cruciferous crunch. And then after your ramen's done and the water's still high, you pour the water in there. Leave it for about five. Uh, or if you're doing a cup of soup, you just combine it all in that bowl. Put put a lid on it or, you know, uh, a pot or um, something, you give it five minutes, and then you're ready to roll. And that's a simply seasoned tuna burger for lunch. It's, you know, fairly healthy. I know ramen might, uh, but you could try a fresher noodle. Now, sweet potato fries uh, are ubiquitous, according to Trader Joe's. Now, I've only grown, these things have grown on me. You may not know this about me, but I'm, you know, very uh, tuber uh uh, you know, potato, regular potato is my tuber, and uh, so sweet potato or yam is not my cup of tea. Uh, but I've been wrong before, and Trader Joe, like, I've never had these sweet potato fries, but I have had them in places, and I said, uh, I am what I am, <laughs> I am what I am, uh, uh, because uh, they said that I'm, I've been wrong before, and that's when I say I am what I am. I wonder if there's spinach fries for a Popeye, but they've been pretty good. So I would give it a try. Like, uh, I wonder what their, um, it's a, well, if I'm going to have fries, you know, but, but they might bake up pretty good. Okay. Here's another one. Now, if you're in Alameda, I got, um, something uh, different for you, but, uh, Euro slices or gyro slices, uh, <laughs> this is, uh, there's also a unicorn next to it who says whales like key lime pie and is looking towards the next page and is in a suit uh, and standing upright. And then there's a quill saying, have you heard the one about the unicorn in tails? Uh, oh, cause it's in tails. Uh, and this is T A L E S is, uh, I don't know. I think there's like a hidden theme in here uh, in this one. Uh, 
So, but Eurosilases uh, share the same beginnings. It's true. Uh, oh, Euro, G, the Greek G-U-R-O-S translates to turning. And I guess uh, this talks a lot about the soft Gs, uh, so we'll save that for uh, the Illusionist podcast. Uh, so primarily beef with a little bit of lamb, savory seasonings. Uh, and I have had this before. And, I, you know, I like my Euro crispy, and uh, I can't really remember if it was good or not. I mean, you need your tzatziki, you need a pita, and you need cold vegetables, in my opinion. And how come I can say tzatziki, but, like, I can barely pronounce any other words? I don't know that either, but uh, uh, let's see. It's, it's just interesting, but it's pretty good if you're saying, well, it's not going to be an easy dinner to prepare. But I had, like, so this would be my strategy. You get the Euro meat, you get a, you choose your flatbread, you know, you could, whatever they call that, uh, pita. Uh, but Trader Joe's also has a, a couple of other good flatbreads you can make. One that's like, a, I don't know what it is. It's like, a, it's in a tortilla size. That was the one I think I used because so you almost, I almost made mini tacos, uh, then you get the tzatziki sauce. Now, I think that has onions and cucumbers in it, but you're going to definitely want some onion, some tomato, and maybe a little lettuce, and you want to keep that in the fridge cool until you're ready to eat. And then I guess you have your dinner. If you have a whole wheat pita or something, then you're really uh, you're in good shape. Uh, so I guess it could be. It's only three ninety nine for 8-ounce package. It's probably enough for two. Uh, this jalapeno sauce, they're really pushing this, uh, this season and I haven't had it, uh, jalapeno sauce. It's a green sauce, uh, and I just find myself like, this is the kind of stuff like, uh, I mean, how long is it going to take you unless you love a sauce, uh, even if you like it, uh, like what's up with the sizes of hot sauce and stuff, you know, it's like, uh. I don't know because it, it it feels like like it reminds me of the passing of time when I have these things of hot sauce in my fridge for ages. Yeah, but this one looks like a pretty good. It's uh, I just haven't bought it because I say, well, if I'm gonna have an impulse buy, it's fifty percent jalapenos, but it's not overwhelmingly spicy, smooth and creamy, no dairy. It's vegan, and uh, it's not. So, it's like a sauce, uh, so I don't know. Um, it's three forty nine. You, they say you find it in your hot sauce, but it's at the aisle caps all the time now. And I guess that would be a good sign. Like, I haven't heard any Trader Joe's employees talking about it, but uh, it, uh, it's, uh, that, that, uh, um, but, uh, you know, the fact that it keeps getting displayed either means they get, they bought too much of it or it's really good. And here's the Tazaki, uh, T-Z-A-T-Z-I-K-I. It's a Tazaki, maybe. Uh, it's a cucumber garlic dip, so tzatziki. If, you, if you're, uh, it might help you spell other words too. If you're going for uh, scripts, uh, T Z A T Z I K I. Uh, tzatziki. Can you use it in a sentence? Yeah, Trader Joe's tzatziki cre- creamy cucumber garlic dip. Uh, I guess it doesn't have uh, uh, onions. Uh, Kefir cheese, sour cream, Persian cucumbers, uh, flavorful herbs. Uh, now, I have made my own tzatziki before, and it actually is tasty because you need dill. Have I ever talked about my relationship with dill before? 
Yeah, well, you could talk about it, but uh, like I just like remember, I think I talked about it a long time. I made like there was one time I bought fresh dill, and I made this chicken dish, and I said, "Well, that one tablespoon of dill is good. Four have got to be better, because for a lot of things, like for me, garlic, basil, basil, those make you know you say four or ginger, but for too much dill is like it just swore me off dill for like twelve, thirteen years." And then I read a recipe for making your own tzatziki, or is it tzatziki, whatever, tzatziki. That's what I would just say if I, uh, um, but I, I, uh, I made my own. Now, that did have slices of onion, cucumber, uh, dill, lemon, garlic, uh, and uh, yogurt. And it's pretty good. It's just that you have to, then you want to make sure you're eating those, because you could have it with salmon and then the, the euros too. So maybe not, maybe don't buy the sauce. Uh, it's a three forty nine for a 12 ounce tub. Uh, organic tropical fruit blend. This one's come up on the show before too. And it's, uh, let's see what we got. Uh, uh, pineapples, mangoes, strawberries, and bananas. Uh, well, that sounds like it would make pretty good. Uh, I should try to buy that. I've never had it. Good for smoothies, frothy freezes, uh, uh, different bases, uh, like uh, uh, 16 ounce bag, 349. Below it is an uh, octopus with glasses on. Uh, then we have fully cooked organic quinoa. And uh, quinoa, uh, like uh, craze, has captivated Trader Joe's uh, uh, customers. Uh, everything quinoa is hot, so naturally froze it. Uh, so it's pretty easy to cook quinoa. Uh, already a best-selling dry grain. Uh, this one heats in the microwave four minutes or less. Uh, stove hops in five. Uh, like uh, grown in Bolivia. And uh, you used to have this theory on the podcast. What was it called? Like that... Uh, like like grain colonists, uh, like uh, maybe that was, I think it was something like that. It's like really are we like uh, finding these super grains and then, you know what I mean? I mean, like, I, I don't know, but but it, 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 it seems like quinoa is already past that point. I wonder if quinoa is still considered a superfood because it doesn't say that in here, but uh, it used to be like uh, that was like one of the first superfoods. Or maybe they said, yeah, once you were super, not anymore. Uh, sorry, quinoa. Because once you, like, uh, how about organic rainbow cauliflower? Uh, half a rainbow of cauliflower colors. Uh, classic white. Uh, uh, truly vibrant. Uh, quick frozen. Oh, so this is frozen. I'm trying to clean out my freezer, so this is going to have to wait till next year. Organic Italian spaghetti. Uh, a Durham wheat from southern Italy, uh, 129 for 16 ounces. Uh, you could try the spaghetti sauce with mushrooms. I don't know if I've tried that one or one of your favorite uh, uh, meatballs or Italian sausage. I mean, I do like, especially using leftovers, uh, like some leftover sausage. And uh, I, I can't have spaghetti by itself. I guess I have to have meatball. Like, uh, I need something of substance. I don't know if I talked about this on another podcast, but they have these meatless meatballs that I've had with pasta that are really, really good. I don't think it's pea protein, uh, but it's supposed to be good. 
And the next page is a um, scuba diver on a bowl of uh, something, like of some sort of like a tomato sauce or something. And the fish are saying, take a plunge. Yeah, but it's just a liquid. It doesn't have any. Um, this one says organic, thick and chunky salsa. You know, for me, there's like, like I've never had, uh, like, I've always been neutral about Trader Joe's salsa. I don't eat a lot of uh, tortilla chips with salsa, so then I'm, like, looking for it as an additive, and then I just use it, end up using it in rice, uh, because they say, well, this salsa didn't really do it for me. So I guess when it comes to salsa, I'd say make your own. Um, uh, here's one. How do you fit 105 cups of coffee into a shopping bag? Uh, well, they have their new wake-up blend, organically grown, uh, let's see, committed to uh, farmers who are committed to organic and sustainable agricultural practices, excellent coffee beans, uh, $14.99 for a big 28-ounce 20, can. Uh, the price hasn't changed in uh, since 2011. Yeah, I mean, I guess I usually stick with, like, the Trader Joe's, though I have had, I don't want to throw shade on Trader Joe's, uh, shade-grown coffee. Yeah, but, uh, like, usually I buy the French roast, it's like five ninety nine, And then for the weekend, I buy the vanilla-flavored, uh, because uh, I said, well, I want a vanilla. And I've been making cold brew coffee for probably a year now. And, uh, like, uh... But, but just for the first time this past week, uh, like, I uh, could taste an off taste in the, um, the French roast. Uh, it's ground because I don't have, a, like, a grinder. I broke my grinder. I forgot what I was grinding. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I, like, and, and I've tried other Trader Joe's coffees, and they just don't do it for me. I'm very particular. So that's a little bit about that. Organic spaghetti sauce and mushrooms. We covered that, right, or did we? Yeah, we did, right? So saucy, one of the fish is quoted as saying. Starting to wonder if there's like some hidden messages in here. Uh, organic raw California almonds. Uh, like, uh, I guess I just prefer, like, I prefer toasted almond. Um, I mean, I guess if you're shredding them up, uh, I don't know. They're just a little too chewy for me. Thanks for asking. Uh, that's like, that's why. I like a good crunch. Uh, and the 50% less salt ones are just amazing. So that's like, if I'm on the almonds, I have to point you towards those, in my honest opinion. Uh, organic sriracha and roasted garlic barbecue sauce, that does sound good. But again, I have the same issue with barbecue sauce. Like, I find it in my cupboard, like, from four years, you know. So, organic elote corn chip dippers i did have this and this is pretty decent it tastes it's a spicier cool ranch uh let's see what they have uh throughout mexico vendors sell mount watering scorn uh on a cob known as elote uh, elotes typically come slathered in mayo or a crema sauce uh rolled in cojita or nejo cheese a chili powder with lime juice uh and that's a the Cool Ranch Doritos uh, a bit. Organic or crumbled feta cheese. Uh, I, I think I could probably use that at some point. Like, uh, I don't know. I do, like, uh, I've had so many, you know, the, like, you know that I can taste the goat and goat cheese if, if you know me well. 
And I don't think feta is a goat cheese, and I do like it at a restaurant or on a Greek salad. But I guess I'm not, I don't trust myself with feta. I mean, except when, like, Green Chef sends it, then I use it, like, like as part of, like, a structured recipe. Organic chicken drumsticks. We tried this test at home, and it didn't work out. Uh, just, a, like, drumsticks, they don't do, ju- like, some people would say they do just fine on their own, especially at one ninety nine a pound. Uh, but, and I did a couple experiments, and I said, well, kids love drumsticks. Uh, but drumsticks kind of are a different method of cooking than if you're going to cook any any other parts of the chicken. And I think they're better as like an I, I don't know like like they're not they need a part they need to be part of like a panelpy or something of other chickens. Uh, organic uh, dill kosher dill pickle spears. We just bought the whole um pickles and they're really good. Um, yeah, but these ones are uh, three twenty nine. They're in the grocery aisle. Uh, Grass fed ground beef patties, eighty five, fifteen, six ninety nine a pound. I haven't tried these. I've tried their grass fed ground beef. Uh, I prefer. Oh no, six ninety nine. Are they frozen? Uh, let's see. Diligently to ensure price. Uh, Three portion patties. I mean, I guess this is like it. It comes down to. Uh, is uh, hamburgers are always better uh, structurally and taste-wise when you build them from the ground up. You know, you, you know, I don't like to brag, but I work with a lot of ground beefs, ground meats in general. Uh, probably shouldn't, but uh, over you know over a twelve-month period, and I just found that uh, you know mixing. I mean, this does sound like it's pretty good. Uh, uh, you know, so, so, you know, vegetation, full flavored. And I think this is in the fridge. Let me see. Stellar value. I don't want to see where it is, but, uh, I mean, I'm sure you could get a good taste in these. And I know not, you know, meat's not for everybody. So it's just an option. I guess they have six ninety nine, but they do have like a frozen, um, organic fed ground beef, uh, or grass fed that I've used, uh, but I like to mix it. I like to cut it with another thing, uh, just to cut a little bit of that. There is a little bit of a game flavor to it. And, uh, you know, kids and finicky adults like myself, like, uh, say, hey, uh, organic coleslaw kid, uh, everything for classic slaw, uh, bitter green and red cabbage, uh, shredded carrots, uh, and then it comes with a sweet and creamy dressing. Apple cider vinegar, lemon juice. It's brighten it up. Uh, everything you need. Uh, this sounds interesting. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm in the. Um, you've talked about my bags. My salad. My salad technique is a uh, cruciferous crunch, and then another, like Trader Joe's, like something mix. You know, salad something or other. So those are my base. Uh, then I like to add mushrooms. Maybe some bell peppers, uh, maybe some cucumber. You want to get a variety of colors in there. Trader Joe's sometimes has like multicolored uh, radishes uh, or carrots, uh, and then yeah, you get a. Then I, I top it off with uh, ideally, uh, what are those things called? Uh, what is that called? The um, it's like a tomato, sun-dried tomatoes, uh, and then I like a dressing. 
So that's my salad theory. Then there's a G-A-T-O-R walking through a puddle with an umbrella on the bottom of the page. Uh, organic Mediterranean salad kit. Uh, this is when it, has, it says a rustic melange of tr- textures. Uh, uh, Naples Ultra of Summary Salads. I'd have to Google what that even means. Uh, again, whoever's writing this copy is going to need to get a race. It'd do so good. Um, I don't know. I guess I have my own salad kit. So I don't, but I guess the Mediterranean style, romaine, broccoli stalks, radicchio, uh, celery. Yeah, a little bit too much. Uh, yeah. Organic English cucumbers, always good in the summer. Uh, long, thin, uh, very few seeds, thin skinned. Uh, that's what they say there, really. Say, I don't know if that, uh, some people call them burpless cukes. Now, I don't know if this is controversial, but I don't shave my cucumber or whatever skin it. Uh, uh, I like, uh, like, uh, so I prefer to buy a cucumber where we could just eat the skin. Uh, but cucumbers are really great. They really do add a lot. Uh, or, you know, it's not kids' lunch season, but they do, it's something you put on lunch. Uh, organic sandwich breads. We've never had a lot of success at our house with uh, Trader Joe's breads, other than, you know, the breads that aren't supposed to, you're not supposed to eat all the time, like uh, 100% sourdough, you know. So, I don't know, they have a, a white bread, organic, organic whole wheat. Uh, so I'm not really an expert. Then on the bottom, they they have uh, on the bottom left side of this, they have three tulips. Uh, the diver who says dive in on page twenty three, a butterfly who says look what I've discovered, and it says curious. Okay, trust your gut with probiotic supplements. That kind of takes too much uh, thinking for me. It just to try to have some kimchi or some uh, uh, sauerkraut or yogurt. Uh, Coconut body butter. Well, I don't mind if I do. Uh, 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 Trader Joe's 2012. Uh, I guess I wouldn't mind buttering my body up, but then I would, like wouldn't be able to get in bed. Uh, uh, pure coconut oil, skin-soothing ingredients, aloe vera, shea butter, and vitamin E. Oh, it doesn't leave you feeling oily. Uh, 549 compared to $20 in other stores. Uh, ultra hydrating gel moisturizer. Uh, like, uh, like, uh, let's see. A gel formula, skin soothing ingredients like aloe, green tea, birch leaf, and milk thistle. Oof. Sounds pretty good. Uh, holy grail of modern ingredients. Uh, uh, yeah, this sounds pretty good. I might have to buy this. Uh, Similar products cost as much as 50 bucks. Hashtag totally true. They're selling a tub of it for eight ninety nine. Uh Huh? Uh, salmon and sweet potato dog treats. I don't know, we don't think we've had these ones at my house. Uh, just uh, too many, like, I guess because of my sweet potato bias. They say, well, if I was a dog, if I, since I'm like, uh, I mean, I have fur like a dog. So if I was a dog, I'd probably say, well. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, couldn't I just get the salmon by itself, you know? Yeah, chocolate croissant. These are really good. I like this ready to proof. So you take it out the night before and they grow. Now, I'm not a big chocolate croissant fan, but they do have a uh, almond one that I like. 
And other people in my house uh, do like the, my daughter. She likes a chocolate croissant. So you just like let them rise overnight. Uh, then you bake them. Uh, you could egg wash them. And it really comes out really uh, nice. Uh, the Neapolitan puff cereal. Yeah, you know, I got, I've gotten, uh, I've been unhappy with a couple of the cereals I bought there, so I really don't buy. If I'm going to buy cereal, I'm going to go to the big box, you know, big supermarket. I, I buy from big cereal only. Uh, cold brew coffee. So I could give you my cold brew coffee tips, uh, but this one, ready to drink, shelf stable. So this would be good if you could, if Trader Joe's, like, if you if I was at a hotel, I'd like to get this and make sure I had some in my room. Uh, cold brew coffee, uh, steeped for 12 hours. This is how I make mine. Uh, no additives, uh, reconstitution, bold and rich, uh, 32 ounce bottle, ready to go. That's about how much I drink a day, but, uh, 32 ounces. I think that is probably what I drink of uh, cold brew. What I do is, uh, I've talked about it, uh, Melissa Melissa sent me a cold brew kit. I, I use that, and then I also just use my French press. Uh, and I, sometimes I'll make it for 24 hours uh, just because I forget. And if I get it, you know, I'll, I'll try to get get going on more. Uh, Greek low-fat yogurts with toppings. Uh, they have vanilla and coconut, uh, coconut cream with uh, coconut almond uh, or vanilla comes with vanilla extract and vanilla beans and a fudge pretzel topping. It sounds a little bit like dessert. Uh, mint watermelon black tea. I did almost buy this, but I didn't get it. Uh, it sounds interesting, but I already have, I, I'm trying to get my way through my tea, like all the tea I already have. So by 2020, maybe I'll, maybe next summer I'll try that. It might be a good sun tea though. Uh, soft and ju- juicy mango. This dried mango. This is really good. Uh, and uh, just good for a snack uh, or good for lunches. If you forget to, if you don't have a, a fresh fruit ready to go, you give a couple strips of mango. Uh, fish would say we have no time to stash the gumbo, but I would say you have some time to make lunch with mango. Uh, how do you decorate a cheesecake? That's like a picture. It's a uh, a baker on top of a cake playing um, croquet. Uh, pollo asado burrito. Is this frozen or not? Uh, let's see. Refrigerated. I've never. I think I don't think I've ever bought a, a, a made a, a burrito from. I mean, a frozen one. About frozen ones before, but I've not. So I don't. I can't say. Especially living in California, it's tough to get a burrito from a supermarket. You know, but sometimes you got to have, you know, something to eat for dinner. Uh, Corn and wheat tortillas, uh, I think their tortilla chips are pretty good. Uh, So I've had those before, $1.99. Burrata, prosciutto, and a regular flatbread. I love a a, a regular. Uh, It sounds, what do you call someone that goes to a bar uh, in Ronkonkoma? Every day, a regular. Uh, Ron Cogham is a place on Long Island. Um, Mount Sibilini uh, National Park. I love Sibilini. Oof, that is a beauty. That's beautiful. Mount Sibilini. I'd just go up there and I'd say, uh, pleased to meet you, Mount Sibilini. Uh, very nice. Uh, I don't know. This, so this is kind of like a pizza, but 
Yeah, it's it's like a pizza, but it, it doesn't have cheese on it, I think, or it has Parmesan and pecoran, you know. Well, it has five fine Italian cheeses. Uh, burrata, burrata, burrata. Uh, creamy chicken and poblano ravioli. Now, this does sound good. Uh, uh, feeling is made from uh, chunks of breast meat, uh, cage-free, all-vegetarian, poblanos. Uh, ooh, this, uh, I'm going to have to try this one. This sounds really good. It reminds me of the days when I used to, I think I overdid on breadcrumb chicken a couple, like maybe 40 years ago. I remember I did a podcast episode about it. Uh, it was making so much breadcrumb chicken and pasta, I guess I just burned out of it. Yeah, which was just kind of a chicken thighs, breadcrumb. I don't know what else you put it in anymore. That's how I thought I knew you, and I don't even know you anymore. Uh, gluten-free white sandwich bread. I guess, again, if you're looking for a sandwich bread, that's the place to go. Almond butter, granola. This is really good. But what I ha- what I find is that uh, it's 5 grams of protein, 4 grams of fiber. It is really, really tasty. I just never am able to finish a bag because uh, I don't like to have granola on back-to-back days for some reason. Uh, big soft pretzels. Uh, that could be somebody's nickname. Uh, hey, Big Soft Pretzels. Uh, he's my best friend. That's so what I used to call him. Big Soft, or my imaginary friend, Big Soft Pretzels. Uh, I haven't got these yet, but it really does sound. I mean, I love pretzels at a theme park. So, I mean, I love a soft pretzel. You would have to get some cheese dip. Uh, and even say, or take a pretzel stand approach, serve with mustard, queso, or aioli. Yeah, I've never had a pretzel with aioli before, but that sounds interesting. Oven-baked cheese bites. Now, these are good. I will warn you that you will eat the whole bag. It's just plain and simple. There's no uh, there's no two ways about it. Uh, uh, I mean, I guess it's that simple. Is uh, you, you, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really good. It's like uh, you'd have to buy it. It's stuff to put into words, uh, but it's like... Uh, Crunchy cheese. Oh, cheesy croutani crunch. That's exactly what it is. Uh, I've never tossed it on anything but my mouth. Because uh, they say toss it on a salad. I say toss it right in my face is what I do. Uh, so, yeah. So that's oven baked cheese bites, two sixty nine. Uh Shiitake mushroom chicken. Again, umami. I get to say umami finally. Uh Shiitake mushroom bursting with umami. Yeah, dark chicken, shiitake mushroom. This sounds pretty good. What is it? Is it cooked uh, in your freezer? Uh, like with Uncle Ebenezer. Yeah, this sounds pretty good. I would try that. Um, a barbecue chicken salad. Uh, again, that sounds like too much. Too many shortcuts there. You do it. Do I do? Oh, whoa, wait a second though. Romaine lettuce. Uh, uh, tender chicken breast. Oh, it's like barbecue chicken on a salad. Okay, because uh, I said, what the heck? Again, I think. Well, I guess if you're, you know, if you go, like, I don't like if you go to work and you like something ready to go. Then it sounds like four twenty nine. Sounds like a good option. Okay, pastrami smoked Atlantic style salmon. I think this is just a marketing mistake from someone uh, who grew up in New York State and lived in New York City. I love uh, salmon. I love lox. Uh, 
and I love pastrami. But the idea of combining the word pastrami with the salmon, I guess I'll say it. I find it just doesn't work for me. Uh, uh, yeah, like uh, it just doesn't. I mean, even if it's just smoked salmon with pepper, you know, and like, uh, oh, because it is a little bit brined. I mean, if it was called anything other, I, I probably would like the taste, but it's just a, uh, uh, I don't know. I guess it's just like a, uh, I, I, pastrami to me is not a word that can be reused. Uh, so that's, I guess, what I'll say about that. Uh, and the beets go on, uh, steamed and peeled baby beets. Uh, again, you talk about marketing terms. Uh, as much as I love alliteration, baby beets just is like a, uh, it's just not a, it's not a, I don't know. I do, uh, I don't know. I mean, again, the beets and, uh, beets and goat cheese have a similar thing, but sometimes cooked beets, I don't, uh, like where I could taste the dirt in beets and, you know, unless it's cooked out of it, uh, try a papaya, red Caribbean papaya, the, uh, butter, soft as butter. This sounds delicious. Uh, sweetest candy, red Caribbean papaya. Uh, red papaya is uh, yellow on the outside when ripe, uh, but the inside is pinkish red. Uh, let's see. You won't need a treasure map to command an ear of these papayas. Uh, so I wonder, uh, I don't know if I've ever worked with a papaya before. I guess I wouldn't know the difference between a mango and a papaya if I saw them, but I'm, so I'm have to do some research. Uh, sweet and spicy pecans, uh, Maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, I, I prefer sweet or spicy, I'd say. Uh, not both. Uh, I prefer sweet pecan, uh, in my opinion. Uh, dark chocolate ganache, mini sheet cake. These are the new, this is a new thing. They're doing these mini sheet cakes, six servings. Uh, and again, I've had to stop myself from buying these. And I mean, I don't know if a dark chocolate ganache is too much chocolate on my end anyway. Yeah, but they did have like a like a, like a party cake or something before too, and a carrot cake. And I said, no, we really don't need it. Like we don't really need to, we don't really need even if it's a mini sheet cake, we really don't need that. Uh, good idea, Trader Joe's, but uh, not a good idea for me. Uh, whole milk mango kefir. Uh, I've never had kefir before. I know someone named kefir. Yeah, that I really like. Uh, but I think that reminds me, I guess it's more milk, yo- yogurt, than goat's milk. Uh, this is from the nation's leading kefir uh, supplier, fermented uh, 12 active cultures. I might like it. I don't know. Maybe I'll buy it and make it, mix it with that. Uh, those, uh, you know, maybe I could, I'm, I'm open to new things. Uh, on the left side of the page, they have someone playing the drums. Uh, and on, on, on like, oh, making beats uh, that roll into the beats on the previous page. They say, boom. Ooh, cold-pressed pineapple juice. Does that just mean they charge more for it? Uh, uh, juiced in a slow hydraulic press. Uh, cold water, high-pressure processing. Uh, now to more pressing issues, uh, like uh, why are these cold-pressed bars keep popping up? Uh, well, you'll be hard. I don't know. Perhaps you're wondering why buy from Trader Joe's. Well, it's an easy one: two ninety nine for twelve ounces. Uh, that's why. Uh, so I, I could try that uh, too. Uh, Heavenly Village Marzano tomatoes, ten ounces. Uh, 
in a 10 ounce bag. Are those like cherry tomatoes? A snackable version yeah, of the San Mars, Marzano. And that's supposed to be the best uh, canned uh, tomato sauce you can buy. So I'll definitely try that. Two seventy nine. Uh, barbecue popped ridges. Uh, they kick off a of barbecue season. Uh, this is like, um, I think this is like their version of, uh, what do you call this? Uh, Pringles a little bit. Uh, uh, are they chips? They resemble chips. Uh, they're foundational potato and corn ridge cut and, uh, but they go, uh, they heat it in a high pressure chamber until they pop. So they're puffy, uh, Pringles, uh, with ridges. So it's interesting. Um, they're gluten-free and kosher, uh, one ninety nine. So that's pretty, that's pretty good. I mean, I don't know. Uh, then there's a hot air balloon and uh, it says question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh, because on the other page, there's a D-R-A-G-O-N who says this cheddar is even more unexpected than a fire breathing balloon. Serious. Uh, unexpected cheddar. I don't know if I've had this. It's an aged cheddar, uh, creamy, uh, but with like a taste of Parmesan. And we have a, a Parmesan, A-L-L-E-R-G-Y at our house. So probably not freeze-dried grapes. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, freeze-dried stuff just seems like a way to get like a money extraction method, but probably would be good to have, uh, so they have freeze-dried strawberries, freeze-dried Fuji apple slices, uh, and freeze-dried red seedless grape slices, uh, tangy, sweet, red freeze-dried grapes, uh, peak ripeness, freeze-dried. Yeah, some interesting stuff. I might try those. Uh, oh, here's Trader Joe's burrata, or cream plus cheese equals true love. Uh, you say burrata, I say burrata, burrata, burrata. Uh, barada barada let's uh what let's figure out what the heck it is it's uh buttery and italian hand formed uh first glance is an orb of uh creamy cow's milk cheese uh resembles its mozzarella but break open a ball of barada and you'll be delighted to discover uh, curds who congealing with rich cream this does sound like my kind of thing uh, so I will have to try that burrata. Uh, comes to each tub four ninety nine. Two two balls of burrata, the old burrata ball. Uh, that's would you be my date for the burrata ball? How about the burrata ball? Yeah, let's see. We're getting there. Milk, uh, milk and dark chocolate, sea salt, caramel popcorn. Maybe one day. Yeah, but uh, like just to, like I got to cut back on this stuff. Uh, dark chocolate, sea salt, caramel popcorn. Two amazing flavors. This is three. Milk. Oh, milk and dark chocolate flavored sea salt, caramel popcorn. Four separate elements into one quadruple threat. Uh, fluffy, chewy popcorn. Oh, covered in caramel. Oh, boy. This does sound good. Uh, Covered in milk chocolate or dark chocolate, uh, sea salt, uh, the, the, it's a snackable, or if you will, the ultimate travel candy. At two ninety nine, it's it's a sound uh, good. Uh, I love quadruple threats. Uh, we happily wager you'll love this chocolate covered wafer. 
yes, yeah, snackable candy. Like I'm, I'm a big wafer fan. Um, uh, seventy. Oh, it's just one cookie for seventy nine cents. That's uh, that's interesting. I never knew that you could buy a one off uh, thing there. Oh, it sounds a bit like a TW. What's that one? TWIX maybe. Maybe I've bought it there before. Then, uh, yeah, candy coated chocolate peanuts. Uh, so this is another. Maybe this is a triple thread. Uh, peanuts roasted, panned in milk chocolate, and then given a candy shell. Wait a second. I've heard of this before too. Uh, I think this is called M and M's. That's interesting. I didn't even know they had a ninety nine cents. Uh, uh, like, uh, the next to it is uh, someone dancing with castanets and a cake style, a drawn hat. There's always this something to celebrate at Trader Joe's, uh, cookie butter sandwich cookies. I've had these too much. They're just a little bit too much. Uh, like they're just too intense. Uh, I mean, maybe like maybe bring it somewhere and have just one, but even one is very, it's good. I mean, shortbread is my, what do they call that? My bag, man, or my thing. Eh? And I mean, maybe I'm just a shortbread purist. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, uh, I can't recommend it because, uh, I guess if I, I'd say if you were going somewhere, but usually if you go to, uh, like, it's not, how come it's not proper? Like Trader Joe's we could do some better marketing and say, show up at a potluck with a box of some of our stuff. Uh, but like, uh, that's not a thing. Chocolate chip, cocoa meringues, uh, let's see, they're, uh, whipped, you know, this again, probably something they say, did you make this? And you say, no, it's a tub from Trader Joe's. Uh, I don't know. I think meringues are pretty good, but, uh, again, not at the thing. Birthday cake, popcorn. I'll tell you what, this one's decent, but whole, it tastes a bit like fruity pebbles. So I'd say hold off until, um, until they come up with a candy corn one. Because uh, they really like the candy corn one. This one's okay, but it does taste like Fruity Pebbles flavored popcorn. I mean, that's pretty much the taste uh, with a little bit of vanilla white chocolate. Uh, so if you're a big Fruity Pebbles fan, go for it. A chili lime seasoning blend. Uh, there's no cupboard that doesn't, this isn't good in there. Like, so get it. Uh, Okay, they're prepared, like, they're pre-marinated uh, M-E-A-T-S's. Uh, I've never had, again, I, I've just never had a lot of success with either one. They have pollo asado and uh, carne asada. And, uh, again, I think it's from living in the Bay Area. You, you just say, oh, okay, it wasn't, uh, like, it, it, like, if you're in a rush or something, I guess go for it. But otherwise, you can make your own. You go to Gallo. Probably uh, that's a, a soft pass. Uh, flowers for your mom. I mean, this was in May. Uh, and uh, jumbo bouquets, fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, don't get your mom. A, don't make sure you get your mom a jumbo bouquet and not a like a mini. You know, mini size. She deserves a jumbo one. Uh, peony tulips. I don't know if that's how you say that. Those are nice. So we bought those. Uh, uh, rose water facial toner. Uh, interesting. I don't know. I guess, uh, like, uh, uh, again, I don't know which stage of the uh, toner that goes on. Like, uh, and then there's a person in a 
T thing uh, says value, pour it on. And we get to the final page, cold brew coffee bags. So I guess this is another way to make your own cold brew. Uh, four bags for for, for five ninety nine. This might be good to bring to a hotel, actually. Actually, I'm gonna put I'm gonna buy those and put them in my uh, in my suitcase. Especially if you have a hotel room with uh, um, I guess you'd need a container to make the coffee in. So, because uh, you wouldn't want to make, I mean, maybe you make it in your water bottle. I don't know, but uh, we could f- figure that part out. Uh, uh, but it is, uh, um, yeah, it, it, like, I guess that's the easier way to make your cold brew. But uh, again, you can do it with like a cold brew maker or a French press. Uh, lemon bread, short bar, shortbread bar mix. This sounds good, but I have like a couple, you know, other bar mixes in my cupboard from years ago. And then the buy of the year 2018 is back. Uh, organic seltzers with a splash. Uh, they have three of them, but it's the lemon and ginger that is unbelievable. They also have an orange uh, flavored one, the cranberry and lime, which are both decent. But the lemon and ginger juice is one of my favorite seltzers. Uh, Two ninety nine for four cans. And uh, really, really different than other flavors. It's like almost like a g- lemony ginger ale, sparkling water. And yeah, it was 2018's buy of the year. And if you want to talk about the 2019 buy of the year, I think so far, well, who's leading it? Uh, though this might not come out in 2019, is the uh, umami uh, mushroom seasoned salt uh, seasoning. Like So far, that's the buy of the year. And with that, I say uh, good night. Thanks for supporting the show and uh, sleep tight. I'll talk to you soon. Good night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, friends beyond the binary, my $20 patrons. Uh, this podcast is just for you, uh, patrons, uh, twenty at the $20 level. Uh, so thank you for supporting it. This is a, r- a rare treat. Uh, and uh, let's say uh, you, you, you truly are the ones uh, enabling the show. Uh, so let's get on with the show. Thanks, patrons. Uh, uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Uh, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, uh, changes in time, uh, temperature, uh, routine, travel, whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off stuff. I'd uh, like to keep you company. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, superfluous tangents, uh, plenty of you know twists and turns. Uh, I'm here. I'm you know. I'm your, I'm your boar bud, and I I don't know if any of your new uh, twenty dollar patrons because uh, usually at this part of the show I say if you're new, here's a couple of things uh, structurally what to expect. Uh, you keep the show going, so I just start off with a, like a little teaser. Uh, then we have an intro. I don't know how long this intro will be because we're going to go through two free two different fearless flyers tonight. 
uh, so I'm going to leave time for that. Uh, uh, and there won't be any thank yous and good nights uh, just because this is a special uh, episode, other than a big thank you to you that's listening. Uh, for supporting the show and also getting your uh, Patreon feed set up so you could listen to the show because it's really, uh, you know, it, it uh, kind of reinforces, hey, you really are bringing the show value and uh, these uh, these uh, occasional rewards tied to our goals is uh, kind of like, uh, I, I keep, it's uh, uh, to kind of try to get, uh, People on board to realize that the the Patreon needs to grow as the podcast grows. Uh, it just keep even, and then I think you all know that, and that's why your goal is kind of uh, usually pretty. They say, okay, well, uh, the, the, like, uh, what do we like? Uh, usually, the Patreon, the twenty dollar goal is is to try to add uh, a little bit less than half of the cards that are still invalid uh, for the month. Uh, like not the ones that the long-term invalid cards, and then the ten-dollar goal is to like uh, add an equivalent number of patrons to all of the cards that are invalid. Yeah, uh, because you you're already you know do, doing a big part. So uh, structurally, what's that? Well, that's what to expect. Here's what to uh, other things to expect. You don't need to listen to this. You could listen to it during the day or another time. Or you don't need to listen at all. You listen at your leisure, and there's no pressure to fall asleep. I'm gonna be here for about an hour. Uh, running through a grocery list, uh, and uh, or not a grocery list. I'll probably be making. A, well, this will be more of a, oh, I wish I made a grocery list of this stuff. I actually, I think I may have. We'll see. I haven't looked at these ones in a while. Uh, but you know, there's like a laundry list, and laundry list is used, I guess, more figuratively. Because then I said, well, what the heck? As soon as I said grocery list, I thought a laundry list. And I said, what the heck is a laundry list, really? I mean, the way I've been trained in laundry, and actually I've dialed it uh, as I've been uh, parenting, and uh, I've uh, changed my laundry habits from even when I was young. We always traditionally uh, uh, were, uh, if you needed clothes and they weren't washed, you washed, you did a lot of laundry at my house growing up, and there was whites and, and colors, I think were the only two. Uh, I think that's the way we separated our laundry. Maybe there was delicates if, if someone wanted to wash something separately. And we didn't have a whole lot of, well, I guess we had the uh, typical laundry drama, you know, too much suds, uh, but that might have been on purpose from watching it in a movie. There was also a time, uh, this is probably a whole separate podcast episode, but, uh, well, there'd be times uh, because we were, uh, Six kids. We didn't always get the, our new new clothes, right? And so if you got a new outfit, uh, it was a big deal, especially because we wore a uniform to school. So the non-uniform days, you wanted, especially in prepubescence and puberty, you wanted to kind of look good. And so we would get, like, usually one outfit. Like, I'm thinking of the spring and the summer uh, to wear to, like, the school picnic or the dress-down day, they called it, um... And I remember I got the one I got uh, the day I wore it to school. Of course, it was like a pair of like gray off-white shorts, I think. Uh, and a pen exploded. The first day I wore shorts, a pen exploded in my pocket. Uh, and I was devastated. And I didn't really, I, should, I guess I should have asked my mom for help. I don't think there was any helping these. But then I tried to wash them with bleach. Uh, 
to bleach the stain out, and I put so much bleach in there, the, the shorts actually disintegrated. I mean, not 100%, but, uh, I mean, that'll be go on my laundry list about laundry. But, I mean, I, I can say if you had an expansive laundry list, you'd have delicates, uh, uh, colors, whites, and uh, towels, maybe. And then maybe if you added a fifth one, you'd say bedding. But usually, for me, I, I don't know, bedding and towels, uh, I'll do together for the most part, except uh, drying. Usually, that fitted sheet causes a lot of issues in a duvet cover. I just experienced that, that last week. Uh, I don't have a lot of white clothes, neither does my daughter. So we actually just do towels and bedding and then laundry and then yeah, I, I think, I can't think of it. I have like a white dress shirt from my brother's wedding over a year ago that I'm waiting to wash uh, till I have something else to wash it with. Uh, so that's, uh, that's uh, I guess that's on the list. Uh, what else? Uh, so that's a laundry list, they say. Well, you're on, I, think, I don't know. I guess I haven't heard that terminology. Maybe it has fallen out of parlance. Because uh, what do you say? I'm putting you on my laundry list? Or I say, well, I just I got a laundry list of things. That, it's more of a to-do list now. I mean, would a laundry list be like, okay, I need socks. And was it a list of laundry, like a packing list? Uh, I know some people that know what a laundry list is. They're like, scooch, it's this. Uh, and I say, okay, well, uh, I didn't know that. Because, uh, yeah, you say, well, list of laundry. I say, well, it's more of, we call it the packing list now. You say, you got your underwear, check, uh, socks. Those are the first two things I usually pack. Uh, because these are, easy, you know, they really don't have to be folded. I use a little cubic cube, uh, shove them in there. Uh, then you need shirts. Uh, okay. Maybe you dress your shirt, okay. Pants, uh, okay. What pants am I wearing? Shorts, is it going to be shorts? And the only, the main place I travel is to my parents' cabin or whatever camp, uh, and actually leave clothes there. Uh, clothes that are like, I say, well, I don't know if I want to donate this. I'll just, uh, well, actually, I don't even need to do it anymore. I just have them in a bin. And so when I go to visit them, uh, not in Florida, but in, uh, upstate new york uh i brought one my favorite bathing suit back with me so i'll have to bring a bathing suit next time i mean i have a backup bathing suit uh but yeah i have like shirt t-shirts uh short i think i have shorts so i brought i think i brought a pair of shorts back i guess this is working the wrong way but for the most part i have like a week's worth of clothes there even like uh yeah i have like undergarments even Undergarments, t-shirt, and shorts, usually, and I barely wear a shirt when I'm there. I try not to. So uh, that's uh, that's a laundry list I don't need. I say, well, what do I really need? If uh, Maybe a nicer shirt, uh, something to wear there and back, a couple extra pairs of underwear and socks, stuff to run in. And just in case, you know, whatever I wear on the plane, I would say, well, if I'm going to go do something nice, I'll dress... uh, you know, casual, like nice casual for the plane ride. And then I have that. So I guess, what was I covering there? I have no idea. Uh, I guess the laundry list. Oh, I was thinking of grocery lists and uh, lists of sleepy things, which would be kittens, uh, pillows, blankets, uh, creaky dulcet tones, snoring dogs, 
clouds, uh, smiles, maybe cotton candy if it's not near you, you know, images of cotton candy. Uh, what else would be? I don't know why I think of bears that dress as ballerinas, but that just came in my head. I don't know how sleepy that is. Maybe because you say, well, maybe I'm asleep now. There's bears dressed as ballerinas. Yeah, they're doing the LaPointe or whatever, the, uh, Poussant, uh, or whatever it's called, heel toe heel, uh, maybe tap dancing. What is that? What kind of animal is that tap dancing? I think it's a, uh, a gator buddy. They tap dancing, shuffle ball, shuffle off the buffalo, shuffle ball change. Oh boy. Yeah. So those are some, those are, that's a list of sleepy things. More like a cloud. I don't know if my brain in this podcast works in lists and works more in clouds. Uh, but yeah, here's a list of things I have to say to you. Thank you very much uh, for supporting the show at a level of, uh, you know, equivalent to what a pizza would have cost. Uh, you know, you could still get it almost, you can almost get a pizza delivered for 20 bucks a month a year. Uh, it wouldn't be, you know, but you'd be better off saying, well, let's just make our own, which will be good as we run through these uh, fearless flyers. Uh, but really, thank you so much for supporting the show. I can't, I can't uh, compliment you enough. Like, you're the uh, few of the fewest, or the fewest of the few. I don't know, I didn't, I haven't looked at uh like this is October second. I'm recording this. Uh, I haven't looked at September statistics that closely, but probably somewhere around 750,000 different people listened to the podcast more once or more last month, and there's probably 200,000 people listening on a regular basis, consuming the podcast uh, regularly, like either four to eight times a month uh, or more. I mean, there's some people that. I bet you there's probably uh, 40,000 people that probably consume 20 or 30 episodes a month. And in fact, I'm pretty much sure of it. Uh, and so let's say there's 30,000 people that listen very regularly, I mean, near nightly or more. So five, 20 nights a month or more. 20 nights in a month or more, probably 50,000, maybe maybe even 100,000. I don't know. Um, uh and then, yeah, there's like about 4,500 people that support the show. Yeah, because of how I started the Patreon, a lot of those are at the dollar level. Uh, and then, yeah, it trickles down uh, to to out of that tiny percentage. So, so thank you. Like, it really does, uh, especially those of you that believe in value for value, it's like uh, a lot goes into making the podcast. And there's a lot of stuff that goes in behind the scenes to distribute it, especially at this point that there's so many listeners. Um, and that literally wouldn't be possible because of, uh, uh, without you, the $20 sponsors and the $10 sponsors and the $5 sponsors and $1 sponsors are important. I know people have to jump around, uh, uh, and stuff too. Uh, uh, but really the, these level of sponsorships is what really keeps the show existing because there's the, yeah. So thank you. I guess I didn't mean to turn into that. So. So let's get over to Trader Joe's. So what, what do you say? Uh, so we have two of these. It'll be trip back to summer. Uh, this one's from June 2018, the Summer Times, uh, Fearless Flyer, Volume 2, Number 6.5, Always Free and Worth Every Penny. And this is a short one, so it only has a, it's a four-page uh, fold-out uh, 
like a regular newspaper. It starts off with drinks on us. They have French sparkling lemonade, two ninety nine for a seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottle. Uh, the supplier has been crafting lemonade in small, a small French village. Oh, really? I don't think I've tried this. In a, if I have, it's been a while. It comes from a natural spring inside the bottling room. Okay, I gotta get some of this. Uh, it's two ninety nine. I think that's what. Uh, uh, has kept me from that. But, uh, you know, I'll think about it. I'll definitely think about it. Uh, I think they also have pink lemonade. I'm not sure if it's the French kind. But, not, I mean, that's good marketing because they said, wait a second, the, the uh, springs inside the bottling room, the image that it evokes uh, makes me want to buy it. Uh, this one's big with Sophia's mom. She loves this. She, let me try it. Uh, coconut cold brew concentrate. Uh, yeah, 50%. I mean, I'm a big cold brew drinker. I know Melissa uh, would turn me on to it, one of your $20 patrons. Uh, and I've been making it and uh, refining my methods. Uh, it, this is good, though. Uh, it's a lush, unsweetened concentrate plus uh, natural coconut flavor for a tropical take. Uh, and it's best reconstituted with water, four ninety nine for 12 ounces or 16 it was 16 fluid ounces, which makes four 12 ounces of cof- cups of coffee. So five bucks for four uh, high-end cups of coffee. Now, this one's a must-buy and always keep in stock. I keep one in the car, usually one in my podcast go bag. Uh, but now uh, I don't know where. I know I have one in the bathroom. Mineral sunscreen stick. Uh, it is uh, 50, SPF 50, mineral sunscreen uh, stick, na- non-nano zinc oxide, uh, water-resistant to 80 minutes, coconut and avocado oils, natural wax waxes. It does get softer in your pocket, but, uh, yeah, it, it, I have tons of those, and it's five ninety nine. It's really good because the zinc uh, keeps the sun off your face. Uh, they had watermelons for two ninety nine. I'll eat watermelons at somebody else's house, but, uh, you know, it is too much work. Uh, 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 this is a hyaluronic, hydronic moisture boost serum. I don't have this. Uh, I do uh, buy their um, daily moisturizer when I remember. And But this one's eight ninety nine. It's a serum. I did try another serum of theirs, uh, but then I felt like... Uh, I felt I judged myself. I said, are you, what are you putting on uh, some sort of antioxidant serum? Who are you? Uh, snacking the day away. Quinoa and black bean infused tortilla chips. Haven't tried these. Uh, my fear with stuff like this is that good tortilla chips are so good uh, that once you had those, it's like tough to have. Like when you have something, you're like, uh, you know what I mean? I think you know what I mean. Uh, chunky salsa. Is this our spiciest salsa? I never find myself, uh, I guess the same thing goes for salsa. I do buy Trader Joe's, hey, tr- Trader Joe, cover your ears. You know, I do tr- tr- tend to buy these from time to time, maybe to use on some sort of dish, and then I never complete them. Usually they can be good to finish, you know, or add to some, uh, red rice. Uh, but I just find it, Trader Joe's, tortilla chips and salsa to be passable. Spicy cheese crunchies. Uh, I haven't had these. They're gluten-free corn crunchies, uh, baked and not fried. And I would assume they're like those uh, hot hot Cheetos. Uh, 
Yeah, because they show uh, not even the world-class shadow, shadow puppetry can disguise a reach for Trader Joe's spicy cheese crunchies with the orange fingertips. Okay, page two, flat iron steak, twelve ninety nine a pound. Uh, that is really good for grilling and marinating. Uh, barbecue rub seasoning with coffee and garlic. I think I talked about this last year. One ninety nine. I don't think I bought it this year because I still had some. And I do, do find uh, that while it's good, it's not, oh boy, Trader Joe's, I'm sorry. It's not great, and it does tend to uh, scorch a little. That's probably my biggest issue. Uncured beef hot dogs, uh, get all their, don't, here's a piece of advice. Don't buy their grass-fed uncured beef hot dogs. These aren't the ones. These say they're uh, just uncured, uh, but don't buy the grass-fed ones. Trust me on that. These are without casing, so they're 100% beef, though. I can't remember if I tried those, but uh, so I can't make a judgment. Uh, sausageless sausage, uh, haven't tried that. Uh, uh, bone in chicken thighs. Uh, chicken thighs are always good. I love grilling or baking chicken thighs or frying them. If the bone in, uh, you can leave them on the grill a little longer. And they're, they're just easier uh, to grill, though you gotta be careful with the skin on. Organic brown sugar barbecue sauce and marinade. I may have tried this, uh, but I can't remember. Grilled jerk chicken skewers with mango chutney. I don't think my daughter's a big fan of uh, jerk sauce. She's got enough jerk. She got one big jerk in her life. So, uh, uh, but yeah, so I don't think I've tried that. Uh, let's see. They have hamburger and hot dog buns, of course. Uh, again, that's another thing I, I recommend going to the, like a. Uh, a smaller market or a mass market for your, I don't know why, I just find that, uh, I think it's Trader Joe's specializes, like their bakeries are probably further out. This is just a guess, but, uh, and so they freeze everything and then thaw it. And it just, uh, some of their breads can handle it, but I find the buns just don't handle it. Well, you taste it and, uh, you just say, this is just either the mouthfeel it tastes uh, fine, but not great. And you say, if I could go to a mass market supermarket and get something that tastes just better for the same price, I'm sorry. Uh, just a handful, almond cashews, cranberries, Trek mix. I've been using the Super Berry or something. Really good. New Zealand organic cheddar. That sounds delicious. Uh, sandwich pickles, uh... I don't eat enough sandwich pickles. When I buy them, I'm like, I get stuck with them. Those sound good because you really need a pickle if you're going to have make be making burgers and stuff. Uh, they had bouquets of sunflowers and chrysanthemums. I still got to get a flower vase. Uh, so that's on my list. A lemon basil pasta salad. That sounds tasty. Citrus chicken salad. That also, I'll have to try one of these one time. Organic Mediterranean Salad Salad Kit. I think I did have this one. Shredded broccoli, radicchio. Uh, oh, no, I didn't. Flatbread strips uh, and roasted chickpeas. Maybe I'll try that if I see it. I've seen these ones. Enjoy a peppers. They start off green, but then they get this yellow-orange. Uh, but there are two peppers for three seventy nine. where uh, bell peppers are $0.99, cents, so you can get your own. Uh, you get for three bucks, you get three, you know, orange, uh, red, and a yellow bell pepper for three bucks. 
uh, two leaks for two ninety nine. I, I would uh, like if a leaks come in a meal kit. Uh, I like uh, with uh, Green Chef. I love leaks, but uh, I don't know. I guess I don't have the patience if if it doesn't come in a meal kit to cook with them. Organic sugar plum tomatoes. Uh, I, I do like uh, their tomatoes, but they can't. When you get their plum tomatoes, sometimes again it's just unpredictable. And you can get them by, like, uh, get them, buy them home, get them home in two days, and they uh, they stay good for a week or two. But then other days, two days later, they have already that milky taste. They say these tomatoes are going bad. So, yeah, you know, it's worth it because uh, you say, especially they have these uh, mini or heirloom tomatoes. Those are the ones I like to get. Precise mozzarella log, four ninety nine. Uh, sparkling uh, hard seltzer, no thanks. Uh, I thought that was a fresh bruschetta. Yeah, I, bought, I don't know if I bought that. Green goddess salad dressing. I gotta try this. Everybody says it's great. Uh, they also have a fresh uh, miso carrot dressing. That's great. I try. I finally tried that, but uh, it goes fast. So you're better off making your own. Uh, rice cauliflower. I haven't tried that yet, uh, but it sounds great. One ninety nine for a twelve ounce bag in freezer section. Uh, let's see, Moroccan mint tea. I haven't tried that, but that sounds good. Pineapple juice. I do buy these. I still have a couple. Maybe I'll have one later. Oh no, I buy the four cans. Uh, uh, this one it comes in a sixty four ounce carton, which is probably pretty good. Organic cold brew coffee, ready to drink. Uh, Nitrogen infused, it says. Uh, that sounds pretty good. Uh, ten, 10 ounce bottle, two twenty nine. dollars uh, Maple ladder cereal. We tried this at my house. It didn't, uh, it didn't make it. Uh, it. It's a blend of chickpea, yellow corn, and rice flours. Uh, kind of a bit like those old alphabets uh, were. It's kind of what I would consider, but it's just it didn't... Uh, Honey graham crackers. I didn't I haven't tried those. Peach Bellini jam. Gluten free whole grain bread. You know, my daughter talked me into getting a gluten free white sandwich bread from Trader Joe's like about a month ago. And it was these small slices of bread and it was like perfect for breakfast toasting or a kid's sandwich. And then we went through it about two weeks. And then when I went to try, I said, you want to get that same bread as last time? I, I was resistant to buying it. Uh, and I said, wow, this bread's pretty good. And she said, no, I don't like that bread. And I said, well, why'd you get it last time? She said, I thought it was something else. Uh, so that didn't work out. French vanilla ice cream. I have this in my fridge. I forgot why I bought it uh, to make something with my daughter. What did we buy it to put? Oh, we, we, uh, okay. That'll come up in another, maybe in the next, uh, yeah, but we bought it to have, uh, something a la mode. And so we still have some of that pink and white cookies. These are pretty good. I didn't buy them this year, but they have pink or white. They're kind of like those, uh, um, animal crackers with the coating. And they usually have like little, uh, sprinkles on them. Peaches and cream tart. I didn't have that. I don't even remember seeing that. Uh, these two I have. Uh, key lime pie. It's been in my freezer for about, uh, I guess, whatever, however many, many months it's been since. Uh, uh, this version of classic. So I got to eat it at some point. Uh, it's, it's been in my freezer for at least eight months. 
Yeah, it keep meaning to use eat it, but uh, I bought it. I bought it on a, a whim. I remember one time I was on a plane, and the only channel I could watch was a channel that has shark bait, whatever that show's called, Shark Tank, with the business people, and then related shows. And one of the dudes from that shark show was trying to remake it. Like, I was stuck on That was the only thing to watch on this plane. And I must not have my computer to, to do work, or I was so overworked that I was like, I need a couple hours of mindless TV. And I watched him uh, redo, like, he goes at businesses and says, you're doing it all wrong. It was a key lime pie company. This was like 30 years ago. Then this one, Cinnamon Squares Milk Chocolate Bar. I think I ate this on a live stream. It's pretty good. A bit like a Cinnamon Toast Crunch in a chocolate bar, but not so good. Again, they hit, hit it out of the park with the breakfast, whatever it's called, the what do they call it? Birthday cake bar or whatever, which they have inconsistently. That's my favorite. Cause I can tell you, cause it's, it's still in my freezer, even though I had, we had half of it. Uh, so that's it for this fearless flyer from, uh, June. It has a lobster uh, with a top hat. It has some beautiful art on it. Uh, some other uh, drum playing being with a, a parasol. A watermelon head, uh, octopus with a bunch of uh, desserts. Uh, today's less uh, lessons and uh, uh, people flying on uh, tea and uh, cold brew. Uh, like old timey swimming people from like the 1900s. Uh, yeah, flowers, butterflies. Even a couple of butterflies in there. Bernie was looking. Okay, so this one is two months later, uh, August of 2018. Winter is coming, but not for a while. Uh, and it starts off with like a, a circus uh, from the 1900s, a picture. Oh, you know what? I meant to buy these. I wonder if they still have them. Trader Joe's mini dark chocolate mint coins. Uh, they were inspired by a star-shaped sweet cookie treat we offer during the holiday season. Inside, uh, you'll find a coin-shaped, uh, inside the dark chocolate coating is a coin-shaped chocolate shortbread cookie. Wait a second. Infused with mint. Uh, well, I missed out on that. Mango and cream bars is three forty nine. Again, I don't know if you have a regular, hard, long-term listener, but I had a, a formative event with an orange creamsicle. So anything fruit and cream in a frozen bar form, I can't have, uh, like I could have, uh, like peaches and cream oatmeal, but orange creamsicle. And I don't know what it was. Like, I think up until that point, I was fine. Maybe I just had a tummy tummy at that point, And then I had a real tummy tummy after, uh, these peanut peanuts go on a date bar. I just got my daughter converted to eating dates. Uh, uh, so maybe I could look at getting this because uh, it's got a peanuts, dry roasted peanuts, a, dry, a dollop of date paste uh, with peanut butter, flaxseed meal, sea salt, uh, and that's it, five ingredients. Uh, so I have to look if, if I can get her to uh, try that, if they still have it. Uh, Kansas-style uh, barbecue sauce. I think I've had the Carolina one. Uh, uh, barbecue sauce is great for grilling. This one uh, is a long-time residence. Uh, 
it. Then we had it, and we wanted to bring it back. Uh, this one's a replacement improvement. I uh, went through an extensive tasting panel. Um, we're trying to balance the sugar and smokiness, a puree, tomato puree, brown sugar, molasses, a hickory smoke flavor, garlic and onion powder, savory notes, paprika and chipotle. Yeah, it comes in uh, two. Trader Joe's is a good place to get barbecue sauce. Let's just put it that way. It is. Uh, so I agree with uh, you. Got to have some barbecue sauce in your fridge anyway. This might be the one, or that other one they had. Organic hemp seed bars. This has a woman, like a bird woman, in a uh, pink a gown. Again, maybe from the eighteen hundreds, uh, and she's saying seed bars. Seed bars, back in the day, we called them bird feeders. That's pretty funny. That is funny. Uh, this is for organic hemp seed bars. Uh, Walt Women called simplicity the glory of expression. Uh, simply snacking is the most glorious form of expression of all. That's why our organic seed bars start with a simple presence. Uh, all organic ingredients pressed together. Grab-and-go snack. Uh, so another possible good snack. Uh, Mellow balance of nutty, crunchy, soft, and sweet, uh, versatile, convenient breakfast treat. Uh, four, uh, let's see, how many? Each, uh, oh, five bars, uh, 4.4 ounces uh, in the whole box at $2.99. Yeah, here's organic vanilla fudge chip ice cream. I guess, like, for me, like, uh, to be honest, like, I say, well, I get vanilla ice cream and put stuff on there. Or I'll get maybe a vanilla with cookie. Probably not, though. That's cookies and cream. I don't know. I guess for me, chips don't do it. I don't think they ever did. I mean, vanilla, mint, mint, chip, mint chip or whatever used to be one of the few go-tos. But now you can say, well, well you're going to put crushed Oreos in there. Keep your chips. I'll take the uh, mint cookies, you know. And then vanilla, I say, well, to me, I guess this is a... Uh, the closest thing to a grandmother's statement, I said, vanilla does just fine on its own, vanilla ice cream, or with a bunch of crap on it. Uh, why would you also put crap in there, you know? So I guess that's my opinion on that. But this one says, would you eat in a cup or would you eat it in a cone? Uh, of course. Uh, with apologies you know, on the phone or mo- moon, moon, you'd say moan. Uh, with apologies to a good doctor. We see it, I guess, any reason, well, I just listed a bunch of reasons why you wouldn't want to enjoy it. Uh, it really is good. I, I believe that. Uh, it's just, could we have called it chocolate chip? Maybe. I mean, I guess it's organic. I don't know. I haven't done tasting panel of organic ice creams versus non. Uh, here's one. Organic organic chicken drumsticks, $1.99 a pound. I did try to get into these uh uh, I think it might be an easy way to make chicken for my daughter, and I learned that uh, drumsticks are not as easy to cook as you would think. Uh, chicken thighs are way more flavorful because there's just too many, uh, I don't know, too many variables for me in drumsticks. No offense. I'd say the occasional drumstick in a, a bucket, you know, I'll, I'll eat it, but we're at a barbecue. But I think what makes you appreciate the drumstick is that it offers you some variety in the midst of different types of chicken. Uh, how about organic baby spinach, putting the super in superfood? Oh, yeah, this is what I have for breakfast every day. Uh, uh, after I uh, fry my eggs or cook my or boil my eggs, uh, I use the water or the frying pan to cook the spinach. 
So, uh, organic chia seeds. I think I might have these. Uh, no, no, I have hemp heart or something uh, to add to the breakfast bread I make. Uh, they say these are good. I've been having them more with uh, Green Chef. It says a superfood powerhouse. Uh, it's got uh, omega-3s, uh, grown in Paraguay, no pesticides, uh, 4 99 for 12-ounce bag. And you'll find them in the uh, cereal aisle. Uh, cream cheese brioche pastries. I don't know what this is. A brioche bun and a cheese danish, huh? Uh, classic brioche bun, sizable center uh, with extra sweetened silky cream cheese. Uh, that sounds pretty good. I mean, I prefer a raspberry danish to a cheese danish, but uh, I may try it. Two ninety nine. Uh, let's see, uh, hummus snack packs, two for two twenty nine. Lunchbox staple, Mediterranean hummus snack pack with pita chips. Uh, I'll have to look at this for a snack for my daughter. Uh, two twenty nine, so that's like one fifteen a serving. Uh, or pack in your own bag uh, in a refrigerated case. I will, I will check that out. Uh, Here's one of their comics. It says, Flyers digested and food devoured. The fearless phlegms uh, flopped on the sand, finally filled with the food for body and mind. It looks like it has a bunch of people napping on the beach. Uh, my brother's big into these dark chocolate power berries. Again, they just seem like a little bit pricey for me. Uh, Akai, or Ahai, uh, blueberry, cranberry, pomegranate, uh, these dark pigmented berries have two things in common. One, intense flavor, and anti two, antioxidants. Uh, and two, they're also in the dark chocolate-covered power berries. A sweet tart treat, uh, somewhere between a superhero and a super snack. Oh, yeah, you'll find other similar treats, uh, but this is the only thing you'll find at Trader Joe's. Uh, oh, the juices are all combined to make uh, sweet tart jelly. So it's not even the real berries. No offense, uh Sounds delicious, but uh, it uh, sounds more like uh, it also has cocoa flavanols, though they say. But see, just eat it. Hey, dude, hey, no, you know, no offense, TJs, but just eat a friggin' berry, you know. And maybe that's just because that's the trail mix I have is absolutely. Oh, this one I've been meaning to buy, and I haven't because mostly because of the uh, key lime pie in my cupboard. Or my freezer, but this is called, every time I've seen this thing, it's called my name. It's absolutely party cake time, any time at all. The late chef Julia Child once noted, a party without a cake is really just a meeting. We wholeheartedly agree. So it's like a party cake. I've seen this thing. It looks good. Uh, Trader Joe's party cake is here without any artificial extras, uh, it's two round layers of fluffy white cake with a rich vanilla buttercream frosting, hand-decorated with a rainbow-colored confetti sprinkles. That's what catches my eye. And they don't skip on the sprinkles either. Uh, we leave the top uh, pristine and unsprinkled so you could personalize it or just eat it all. Or if you were scoots, buy it and put it in the fridge for, uh, you know, too long, uh, It says one cake serves 8 to 10 people. I don't believe that. I would say... For, I would say you could probably get six servings out of it. Uh, one, two, I guess you'd have to go with eight. But, but yeah, I guess eight servings. Uh, so that's eight people, I guess. You're right. Uh, 
but six people because two people would watch seconds at least. Um, it's only six ninety nine. It really does look good. And they sometimes in uh, the one in Oakland, at least they'll put it by the checkout line. So then you say, hmm, what did you say? Uh, nice to meet you. You're party cake, eh? I don't party anymore, but when I do, it's pretty much eating cake and drinking soda. So, oh, boy. I like, is that a rainbow confetti sprinkles all over? Oof, oof, oof. Uh, yeah, oh, boy. Well, you know what? I've got a uh, key lime pie at home. I'm sorry. Uh, what can I say? There's, you know, only room. Uh, I mean, unless I eat you right away. So that's kind of how it goes in my house. Uh, dark chocolate toasted sesame caramels. Uh, I don't even know what this is. Uh, sesame seed. Uh, power to elevate even simplest recipes, uh, you know, with hamburger buns. Uh, without pureed sesame, tahini and hummus wouldn't be, you know, good. Yeah, stir fries. Uh, look no further than dark chocolate toasted sesame car- or caramels. Uh Soft, sweet caramel, nutty toasted sesame seed flavor, savory, sweet, complimentary combination, and layer milk chocolate with crispy, with crispy, crunchy biscuit pieces and even more sesame seeds. And then another, then another shell. That sounds pretty interesting. Again, my fear is, uh, that this will end up with all the other Trader Joe's stuff. That Like, I have some of it. I kind of like it. But then the next week I go to Trader Joe's and I see something else. Uh, that's why I stopped with that key lime pie so far. Uh, this one I think we've had as a snack. Uh, mochi rice nuggets. Crispy, crunchy. Uh, made from glutinous, uh, sticky rice. Uh, sometimes you think of uh, mochi ice cream. However, uh, it also comes in other forms. Uh yeah, this is uh, like a version of a snack they had at someone had at a Japanese airport. Uh, rice is turned into a silky smooth paste, uh, and then they stretch that into large notes. Uh, and then it, uh, yeah, I don't know if I've had this or not. Maybe I have. Uh, yeah, crispy, crunchy. I think I've had it. It's pretty good. I don't know. I've had one from there. That was a it said it was mochi rice, uh, but it tasted like a little bit like uh, what's that stuff called that uh, you uh, rice crispy treats. Here's something my daughter kind of gave up on eating grapes, uh, but these are Tomcord grapes, a uh, dark purple gem crossbreed of Concord and Thompson grapes, uh, blue black, uh, hue aromatic flavor of the Concord Thompson sweetness. Uh, Maybe I'll try them. Uh, Two ninety nine for one pound container in the fresh produce section. There's also a star down here. I'm not sure what it's from. It says you may find small edible trace seed, much like white white seeds in watermelon. Oh, I guess that's like seedless grapes. You can find that in the seedless grapes sometimes. A chipotle vegetable quesadillas. Uh, haven't tried these. Are they in the freezer section? Yeah. Three forty nine for a twelve ounce box. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess I prefer to make my quesadillas at home. Uh, let's see what's in there, though. Uh, flour tortilla, Monterey Jack and cheddar, dried jalapenos. Oh wait a second, marinated in garlic and tomato. That does sound pretty good. I don't know what makes it. I guess just because it doesn't have any meat, it's a vegetable. But the cheese usually makes me think it's. Uh, 
There's gluten-free mac and cheese. Uh, it uh, combined cheddar, Swiss, Havarti, and Gouda. Uh, it's extra thick and creamy. Some gluten-free bechamel to the four-cheese blend. Uh, uh, then there's a corkscrew rotini made with corn, rice, and lentil and quinoa flour. It's a toothsome, weighty, gluten-free mac and cheese. It's just as delicious as any of we pasta compatriots. Where people were saying, wow, that's gluten-free. Not, wow, that's gluten-free. That's gluten-free. Uh, 349, 12-ounce package uh, in the freezer section. Uh, Mediterranean-style orzo pasta salad. I think this, oh, oh, no, I haven't had this, but I've had their orzo or orzo that comes in there. They have a Greek chicken in their uh, prepared meal section that sometimes I'll get. That's really good. And it comes with the orzo pasta with olives, uh, diced onions, crumbled feta cheese. So it might be similar. Really good. Uh, what else should we be looking at? How about a uh, chicken burrito bowl? Uh I haven't had this, but it's a winner. It says a seasoned chicken breast. Maybe I have once. Brown rice, red quinoa, black beans, corn, bell peppers, cheddar cheese, and a hearty bowl. Southwest style smoky cheese. Maybe I've had this once. Uh, 22 grams of protein. This sounds pretty good to keep in the freezer, actually, for lunch. Uh, 22 ounces of pro- grams of protein. Uh, you could eat it. You could actually make a burrito or tacos or put it in a salad. Uh, 1.6 ounces, uh, 349. Uh, here's something I use almost daily, uh, moisturizing face lotion, SPF 15. Uh, it's here to protect and moisturize your skin all summer long and other seasons too. Suitable for all skin types, non-greasy, enriched with uh, alphabet supervitamins, including A, C, and E, PABA-free, non-cosmogenic or whatever which means it doesn't clog old Scoots' pores. Uh, it offers your skin broad-spectrum protection from UVA and UVB. And a four-ounce bottle, $3.99. You'll find it in our skincare section. Yeah, then it has a sun over a piece of rope uh, saying, I thought I knew Radiance, and then I started using Trader Joe's Hydrating Face Sheet Mask. It's down there on the left. Uh, how about this fresh and flashy Alstroemeria, 20 stems, four ninety nine, often referred to by Peruvian Livy or li- li- Lily or Lily the Incas. Uh, it's uh, ethereal beauty, gorgeous flowers, uh, shipped from Colombia. Have a terrific vase life uh, if you change the water because they are thirsty. Assortment of variety colors, so each bunch comes in a single color, and long straight stems with multiple blooms per stem. They look stunning, and uh, they have a greater value, uh, $4.99, get them while they last. It's always on my list is to have flowers, uh, but you know, you gotta have, I gotta get some vases, uh, vases, vases, you say vase, I say vase, I'll hit it, TJ Maxx, uh, Hydrating face sheet mask. Uh, single-use sheets are all the rage in the world, and our sheet mask is truly top of the line. 100% cotton to make the sheet. Uh, the ingredients is soaked in uh, hyaluronic acid and honey. 
rose hips, uh, camellia oils, uh, chamomile, green tea, turmeric, uh, propolis, uh, pomegranate, blue algae, and yeah, natural cucumber fragrance. Uh, maybe I'll try this out. Uh, up my beauty a bit. Uh, sold individually, portable. Uh, slip one in a birthday card for your bestie. Three ninety nine. They typically sell from three ninety nine up to nine ninety nine, but they'll do it for Trader Joe's one ninety nine for all the you know treat your face right one ninety nine. I think me and Sophia will have to have a spa day. Gluten free multigrain bread. Uh, I haven't had this one. Again, I, I I make my own multigrain bread, so I guess that's why. Um, yeah, and it's just risky, like store-bought multigrain bread, I find. Okay, this page has uh, two opera singers uh, with really big uh, mouths uh, uh, singing, so it's interesting. Uh, oh, here's a, here's their list. Uh, let's see what I bought. Uh, at the bakery, gluten-free multigrain bread, party cake. I had that... Uh, uh, on my list, uh, beverages, free trade, coffee cups. I don't have a coffee cup machine. Free trade, I don't have a coffee grinder, so I just buy the ground Trader Joe's coffee. Green apple sparkling water. I don't think I've had a green apple sparkling water. I don't think, I don't think I, all, all of all the ones, ooh, watermelon kombucha. I'd like to try that. Uh, pomegranate white tea. I drink the white and green mint tea myself. Uh, 12-month age manchego, cheese, cheese party tray, ciliagine mozzarella. Those are all coming up later. Chicken burrito bowl, chipotle vegetable. Yeah, maybe we should just go to it because there's too many, half the stuff on here we haven't gotten to. Uh, Lemon shortbread bar mix. This isn't in my cupboard, but a couple other, like a pecan bar. And some other bar mix from other seasons are in my cupboard, unmade. So one day this will be a lemon bread shortbread mix or lemon shortbread bar because I love shortbread uh, with a twist of lemon. And uh, you pull it out of the oven, pour the filling on top, and continue baking. I just looked up the lemon bars uh, for that uh, episode of uh, Good Place, so maybe I just make my own lemon bars. Half salt cashews. The half salt almonds have always been roasted almonds have always been good. Uh, you see, those are, those almonds are just fifty percent salt, just fine. Uh, cashews are nuts in the culinary circles. Uh, some people say they're uh, seeds uh, botanically. Accessory fruit uh, known as the cashew apple. Uh, let's see, myriad of ways to eat it, including Green Chef. I had it on the salad last week. Uh, these are 50% less, harvested from dwarf cashew trees, ideal crispness, roasted in rice bran oil with half the salt used in regularly roasted and salted cashews. Yeah, cashews are great. Uh, $7.99 each and every day. Nutty value for sure. You silly gooses. Here's the GT's Organic Watermelon Wonder Kombucha. It's popular, that kombucha, and we're hanging 10 on it. Uh, I may have to see if they still have this uh, Watermelon Wonder. It's buchas, organic and raw, gluten-free, vegan, full probiotics, uh, electrolytes, polyphenols, B vitamins, uh, 5% or, or unsweetened organic watermelon juice. 
which softens the apple cidery vinegar flavor. Uh, yeah, sounds pretty good. Uh, oven roasted turkey breast. I prefer the Trader Joe's smoked turkey breast, or actually Sophia does. Uh, but this is a good value, $2.99. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're like turkeys and hams are a pretty good price. And I think unless you're going to go to some actual deli. Okay, let's see what they have to say about their apple mineral water. Even the bubbliest person benefits from a little excess effervescence. Trader Joe's green apple sparkling mineral water from Stanislaus and Sonoma County. So, wow, uh, I'll have to try it, uh. Uh, carefully added bubbles and natural green apple flavor. Uh, so maybe I would like this. I don't know. Uh, I always it never happen. I always say green apple, but maybe now it's fall. They'll probably stop selling it. It comes in that uh, bottle, uh, like all the other ones do. Even though they don't have the ones I like, uh, sangria, star fruit, uh, t- tropical. Island Colada and Pineapple, those were my favorites. All gone now. Thanks for nothing, Trader Joe's. <laughs> Maybe I'll try this apple. Uh, soy protein powder, vanilla or plain. Uh, it's fifteen ninety nine. Uh, so that's a little bit of a, a stretch. Uh, 23 grams of protein per two scoop serving, too. So can't, uh, but it is soy protein if you're looking for more soy protein. Uh, salmon and sweet potato dog treats. I haven't had try these on Koa. Uh, I don't know. Her, her breath's bad enough, I guess. Uh, uh, but uh, cooked sweet potatoes and uh, salmon from northern Scotland. Uh, smoked over natural hardwood. Those are the only two ingredients. Uh, dog on it. So it's somewhere between a meal and a tra- training reward. So uh, think about it. But uh, like I said, Koa's breath's bad enough. So. Yeah, three ninety nine uh, for four ounce of resealable bag. Okay, those usually use K cups. Uh, four ninety nine for twelve K cups of uh, Colombian organic uh, free trade coffee. Here's the thing, you know, when I go to uh, places that have K cups, I guess the people, my parents, they don't. And I see my sister. I don't think any of them have a Trader Joe's. Uh, and, you know, when K-Cup, when the coffee's bad, it's doubly bad through those machines. Uh, so what is this, like, burnt, you know, this tastes like burnt uh, pencil shavings. Uh, at least it's caffeine, so it can become a tolerable being. But, okay, next up is organic pomegranate white tea, hibiscus flowers, and lemongrass. Uh Sounds pretty nice. Uh, pomegranate extract, hibiscus, uh, organic lemongrass, round out the flavors. 20 tea bags for two I've seen that, but I'm still working through tea from 2014 or whatever when everybody sent me that tea. Uh, Ethiopian Fair Trade Organic Shade Grown Coffee, uh, $9.99 for a 13-ounce can. Sounds great. Um, I just don't uh, have a coffee grinder, and I'm, I'm kind of st- steeped in my ways of drinking coffee. Okay, this one is a hit at my house. Uh, not as a hit, not as big a hit as uh, the even less expensive, uh, just regular cup of soup ramen. Uh, but they have miso or chicken ramen soup, and I've had these. Uh, 
I mean, it, it doesn't have the vegetables like uh, the like the dried meats and vegetables. I mean, I guess this one has chicken, but uh, they're good for like uh, if you have other leftovers. Um, the two new soups, just a typical, very typical cup of soup: miso ramen and chicken ramen. Sturdy paper cups that double as your bowl. Uh, they, oh, they come with like a little bit of oil uh, to kind of add it, uh, dried seasonings, uh, and then you just add water. And they're one twenty nine. And then again, if you have some uh, vegetables, like even if you have the um, cruciferous crunch, you put that in there with the chicken, or say I have the miso one with sardines. Uh, actually, yeah, that's a really good. I put in a metal bowl. And they put sardine, smoked sardines and uh, cruciferous crunch in the miso. And that's a healthy lunch with, like, a lot of protein and stuff. Uh, a Dutton Nate Bites or Dayton Nut Bites uh, is another snack. A maximum flavor, uh, almond blueberry peanuts, uh, cashew apricot, Dutton Nate bite, Bites, uh Bite size price of three ninety nine for a three five point three ounce bag. A cauliflower tabula. I'm gonna try this. A three to a twelve ounce tub for three sixty nine. I just don't know if I'd go through a twelve ounce tub. Uh, maybe though, because it's got a. Oh, they substitute the bulgur couscous with a cauliflower. Huh. That could be interesting as a set vegetable or side, especially for a picnic. Uh, and it has less uh, carbs. Uh, so if you're looking at sweet plantain chips, I think I've had these and they're pretty tasty, but I'm not a big snacker. Uh, you know, stick to my desserts, uh, but it's one ninety nine. Uh, here's this tub of mozzarella, silagini, silagini, small cherry. So little pieces of mozzarella. That sounds delicious. That's why I don't buy that. I don't know how I can avoid, you know, you make it for your caprese. But three forty nine for eight ounces. The cheese party tray, Colby Jack, Swiss mild cheddar, and a pepper jack. I bought this for school lunches before, actually. When you're, like, too busy or you don't want to just buy one kind of cheese. Uh, yeah, I've had, I think it was the end of last school year, not this school year. 12-month-aged Manchego, uh, $11.99 a pound. Uh, Rainbow Wraps, uh, it's like a red beet and uh, flour tortilla wrap, uh, $4.99. Rosemary Balsamic Beef Steak Tips, I haven't had that, uh, but it sounds pretty tasty, $9.99 a pound. Red bell peppers, I buy those, but those are the best for salad, uh, for roasting. Whoa, here's something I didn't know. 230% of your daily vitamin C. Wow, that's pretty good. I didn't realize that. Uh, uh, ricotta and lemon zest ravioli. That sounds pretty good, but I don't make a lot of uh, raviolis. Uh, fresh peaches. Uh, Sophie doesn't eat stone fruit, so... Uh, nectarines, my top peach, I mean, my top stone fruit. And then, uh, then maybe peach apricot are pretty close. Oh, wait, plums second. Pollock's probably in there. Or organic yellow lentil and brown rice pasta. Uh, sounds interesting. $2.99. Uh, probably won't ever buy that though. Uh, I, I like a brown rice pasta, but, uh. 
Something about, I guess it's just yellow. I said, maybe you should have just called it uh, golden lentils. There you go. Organic golden lentil and brown rice pasta. It just had yellow cocoa batons. We got these. Uh, Sophia loves these. Uh, uh, $1.99 a box. Actually, it's a tube, by the way, Trader Joe's. Get it right. Uh, creamy, crunchy, uh, music in your mouth. Uh, delicate chocolate wafer cookies. Wrapped in a baton with soup chocolate cream. And then my dad's favorite, popcorn in a bag. Organic air popped popcorn. Uh, just a little oil. Uh, ever satisfying. Organic air popped popcorn. Popped in uh, batches using uh, uh, three three ingredients. Kernels, sea salt, and uh, sunflower oil uh, to get the salt to stick. Uh, or you could get drizzle on some ghee, extra virgin olive oil, smoked paprika, garlic powder, seasoning salt, etc. Uh, $1.99 for a six ounce bag. And that's, with that, that's it for uh, these two uh, fearless flyers. Probably when you hear this, will be in October, and the goal for October will be a on location episode. And then maybe November it'll be. So hopefully, I don't know what the goals will be because right now, October 2nd, I'm just assessing how many credit cards are not working. So then it'll be like, uh, will by October 10th, we get back to zero. Or like how many patrons we ended last month with. Uh, and that's usually then I assess the goals from there out. Um, but thank you so much for supporting the show. Couldn't do it without you. And I uh, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, you keep the show going. Thank you so much. So let me tuck you in there. Uh, good night. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the podcaster that today I'm so grateful for that uh, moon th- moon mode on uh, iPhones. I think it's do not disturb because I got so many emails last night from the website downtime monitor uh, that I did that, but I didn't care because they didn't come. So it's time for sleep with me. The, the uh, what did I call it? The moon mode of podcasts. Uh, are you up all night tossing, turning? That's a nice ring to it. Moon mode. I'm about to slip. Hold on. I'll be right back. I'm going to slip into moon mode. It's me. I'm, I'm already in moon. I just realized that me, it, meaning moon moon mode meant something different. As soon as I left the mic, I realized there's a... I think probably... When When is moon mode the most funny when you're a kid? Like fifth grade, seventh grade? Whole other meaning of moon mode. But it, I am in moon moon... The other moon, it's time for sleep. If you're you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, uh, well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, uh, you can't get out of moon. Now I have a moon mode distraction. Uh, we do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place. Uh, where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thinking, you know, thoughts, thinking thoughts, contemplations, uh, other thing, you know, other me- brain, mental, you know, brain stuff, uh, m- mental activity, mental acuity. You don't, you know, 
that probably does not go with bedtime. Actuarying. What is it when you, is actuary is a noun? What is the actuary? What is the verb version of actuary? Is it like accounting or notarizing? Is notary public in an action? Those aren't the same thing. I hope they're close. If we lived in a Western town, would they share an office, an actuary, and a notary public? Sorry, I'm in mood mode. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's giving you wake, whether it's thoughts, feelings, people, you know, it's just circuitous logic, snoring animals or partners, uh, you know, you know, buzzing phones, you know, do yourself a favor, put you put yourself on, uh, put that moon mode on. And because it, it actually it, it shuts off if you call, if the same number calls it twice, because that also happened to me this morning. Because what happened was I like was like, oh, I don't want to look at my phone to see if the website was up and down all night. Uh, when you're listening to this, this will be like three or four weeks after this website crisis. Uh, but, um, like I, I said, I don't want to look at it. And then I must've jumped out of bed either to let the dog out or to use the restroom myself or maybe both of us. And also to give like, I'd like to try to do all three of those things while my, or two of those while my coffee, the last cup of coffee from yesterday, I put it in uh, the microwave for one minute and 30 seconds. And then ideally, as my dog, because it's cold right now, she'll come sprinting back inside. I'll be washing my hands at the kitchen sink. And then I'll grab my cup of coffee and, you know, debate getting back into bed or not, you know. But uh, this morning, all all that did occur. But then I get back in bed to to just, uh, and then I, like, uh, I couldn't find my phone. And I wasn't supposed to be using it anyway because I had other stuff I wanted to get done, you know, before I started wasting time on the Internet. But then I retreat. I said, well, let me let me do a little time wasting. This kind of does this sound familiar even at bedtime? Let me let me just waste. So let me just check a few things. You know, I got to see what's going, you know, just and then I couldn't find it. So then I retraced my steps. couldn't find it. So then I did all shucks. I said, oh, shucks, universe, you're really playing with me this morning. And then I tried to get myself to do what I was procrastinating, which is stretching or stretching or meditating. I said, I'll do those things after I get a little, you know, I need a little dopamine first, uh, universe. Uh, then I looked for my phone again. Like I said, well, maybe like I was in such a hurry to get the dog out and uh, to pee that I dropped my phone, couldn't find it. So then I have something set up with the woman that lives in my speaker, whose name starts with an A. And there's a IFTT uh, thingamajig. Uh, these aren't the technical terms, but uh, it's a wonderful thing. You could sit up and you say, hey, um, uh, speaker lady friend, could you call my phone? And she'll call your phone. And I said that, and then I got, I knew my phone was on vibrate, but I forgot the moon mode was on. So then I got quiet and I didn't hear anything. And they said, oh, the moon mode's on. I'm never, now I'll never find my phone because I already did, I was ready to give up so early in the quest, the call to adventure, the call to be distracting myself on the internet. I guess that's the call from adventure. But if so, I said, uh, 
Oh, wait, let's check out the moon mode. Let's see the limitations of this moon mode. Do not disturb, right? And I think they say if someone calls you twice, like they need to get a hold of you, it'll turn on the second time. And so I said, a uh, woman that lives in my speaker, please call my phone again. I don't, I don't think I said again. And she called it. And then <laughs> this is, uh, if you were there, if you were there with me, it'd be embarrassing. Uh, I, I was literally on my pillow. It started buzzing right under my pillow, just inches, like not even inches, centimeters, millimeters from where I sat, where I was ready to abandon my quest for distraction. And then one, I realized, okay, this moon mode really does work. It gave me even further confidence in the moon mode. Uh, you know, the, the, how well that designed is. I said, well, geez, if the random phone number that my speaker uses to call an IFTT protocol, which uses, I think, Google Voice to call my phone, uh, can get through after the second second attempt, then I'm, I'm confident in this moon mode. Also, then I went right to my couch and started writing. I think I, like, was shaking, you know, to my, like, uh, I think my distraction need had passed. So then I just sat down and started writing. No, the ex, well, I didn't, I didn't, maybe I did meditate. Maybe first I said, you know, to the person, I said, could you just set a timer for five minutes? I think I did do that. Let's say I did, and then I sat and breathed for five minutes. Uh, then I got my writing done, and uh, what was what was my point? Welcome to sleep with me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. If that level of excitement will keep you awake, then I don't know if this podcast is for you because uh, that's like just a day in the life, you know, day in the life of a. Uh, okay, don't fill in that mad lib or whatever. You know, that's the kind of wild stuff we have around here. Moon mode. The only, this is the only time. I mean, because if you're lying in bed, that can the reverse of all that can happen, you know, or the same thing. You know, and you don't want to be debating. You don't want to be actualizing or whatever those other words I used earlier. Ideally, you're not using your phone, though you may be craving it. And I think that's a perfectly natural craving or desire. As I just went through, you say, well, it's just let me check. I know it's not good for me to check on there right now because I get lost in there. You know, because you go, but, uh, so, but this, so this podcast is meant to distract you because I guess that's really what happened. Let's see if we would retrace what, what were the positives about that experience other than the, you know, the, you know, all the, uh, layers of technology. You say, Scoots, there's your problem. Go live in a cabin. And I would say if you've, you, you, like, I already have the makeup of a person that, you know, I'm close enough to a cabin, cabin bound person. But so it, I think all of the hullabaloo around my missing phone was a distraction, uh, unintentional. But this podcast is full of intentional distractions. What I'm going to do is use these uh, creaky dulcet tones. I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. Uh, tonight we'll just do a little story and we'll run through some stuff here, but, uh, uh, basically it's a podcast of which you so you don't have to take me seriously. That should be clear. Uh, you don't have to pay close attention, you know, cause it, ideally every like 10 episodes, I like to say this would be what the water cooler or the breakfast table 
experience might be for a typical podcast uh, user, a typical Sleep With Me podcast user, whether you're in a relationship or someone else at work listens, you get to breakfast, you say, well, geez, what, did Scoots, uh, what, what was up with that? Did he lose a piece of foam, did he say? or I, I don't know, dear. I think he lost his slipper phone, he said. And he was talking, I think he calls his slipper Moon Moan or something like that. Did he say he calls his, did he, does he have one of those cheerleading megaphones? Is that what he uses to make the podcast? Maybe that is what he said, that he was, maybe, I think he keeps one of those by his bed, a cheerleading megaphone or whatever they're called. And he had lost that. I don't know how you'd lose a cheer phone. And he calls that his moon phone. And he, I think what he does is he yells at the moon before he goes to bed uh, through the cheerleading phone. Yeah, that's Scooter, huh? Yep, that's a, the podcast. Maybe he's, does, do you think he stares at the moon through that thing too? Probably, probably. He probably argues with the moon, though. I can see that, you know. Oh, yeah, that's Scooter. That, anyway, you look great because you're so rested. Oh, so do you. So rested. Let's have these, you know, whatever, kale smoothies or cinnamon toast crunch or whatever you choose. So that would be a breakfast conversation about the podcast. Uh, if you're new here, I appreciate you stopping by. I know if you're skeptical, this is a strange thing. I'm a strange man. I'd like to earn your trust. And the only way I can do it is if you give the show a few tries. If you think the podcast is definitely not for you, you know, I'm sorry for using up uh, 15 minutes of your time. Uh, but ideally, I'd like to say, you know, you're welcome here, you know, to all my friends beyond the binary, uh, to everybody. You know, this is I mean, what I'm trying to create is a safe place uh, that can work for whoever it can work for uh, to take away all that tossing and turning. Uh, so uh, I appreciate your time and, and thanks so much for t- stopping by. I really hope and I really yearn to help you fall asleep. All right. Okay, hey everybody. So tonight's episode, I was I, I thought of this idea recently, and I know a lot of people are big fans of the uh, what do they call it, the real time recipe episodes. Now this won't be a real time recipe episode, but we'll kind of talk about some stuff around it uh, because, and I'll explain what Trader Joe's is for. Did I talk about? Oh no, I didn't. I'm already distracted. So. If you're new here, real-time recipe episodes where I make a recipe in, in real time, essentially, you know, with a few things, you know, powered by the magic of podcasting. But I usually take the listeners for a trip to Trader Joe's where I do most of my grocery shopping. And I guess you could say I'm like mildly, I don't think I'm obsessed with Trader Joe's, but I'm a big, like, I like shopping there. Uh, like, uh, I think the, their prices are pretty good based on, um, the co- price of coffee. That's the only thing I really, um, base my, they say, well, that's a pretty good price. You know, I buy ground, the ground French roast, it's five ninety nine, And I say, well, you can't beat that as far as I know. And they tend to have lately, anyway, I don't want to like, uh, so uh, what is Trader Joe's? So Trader Joe's is, a uh, Let's see, it didn't, this isn't based on facts, so hold on, you know, hold your horses. Uh, Trader Joe's is a, a chain of uh, grocery stores. Uh, so far, I think I'm correct. 
uh, in the Western United States. Again, I don't know how widespread they are. Uh, most of what they sell are their own brands. So Trader Joe's branded uh, stuff. So almost like a generic uh, store, you know, though a few things are different, uh, you know, are, are branded. And so I guess I'm not very good at making a delineation there. It tends to be quirky and it's smaller selection than a big grocery store, like a full-fledged grocery store, like a Safeway in the West or Wegmans or Publix or Tops. I'm trying to Pathmark, you know, those are the big ones. And so Trader Joe's a little bit smaller and they tend to be busier and they don't have, they might not have every single, you know, it's smaller, so they don't have everything you'd have at a grocery store, but mostly everything. And I don't know, I just tend to like it. And I, I've, I, I did try to get them to sponsor the show, mostly by listener participation. And they said they don't do any marketing. And, you know, also, you know, if you don't listen to this podcast, people think, you know, they say, what? You know, say, what? That sounds great. I'm glad you can sleep. I think that's usually their, and they don't say it like that, though. You know, that was my own spin. But they say, oh, that's great that you can fall asleep, but we don't market on podcasts. You know, not a huge, huge deal. Like, I still love Trader Joe's. I'd love it if they start sponsoring podcasts in general. I think the markets are pretty, pretty closely aligned. Uh, but this is not a piece of marketing. This is my, but it's based on Trader Joe's marketing and my experience and maybe you know, if you're listening with a, you know, a critical eye, you might say, well, marketing really works well on you, Scoots. And I'd say, well, great. Uh, uh, but Trader Joe's is, Trader Joe's is, Trader Joe's is, uh, Trader Joe's. Their main piece of marketing is this thing called the Fearless Flyer, which you get in your mailbox. Or you can get it at the store. It's printed on newsprint. And it's basically like a flyer. I think they probably put it out like five, six, seven times a year with all the seasonal items they have. And, they, and they, whoever writes it does a really good job. Also says, I think, that it's all rights reserved or something on the back of it. Uh, so I will be paraphrasing from it. But I thought, you know, we'd take a journey through the Trader Joe's uh, Fearless Flyer for the hol the holiday season that just passed, because I'm a huge Peppermint fan. And also, as you'll see, like, I tend to, uh, well, you'll see, like, when certain products come up. So I figured I'll run through. I don't think I'll read everything. But if, I, you know, if there's products I've tested, I'll give a little review. And, uh, you, know, talk, you know, if I have personal stories... Um, you know, that's it. So this is the 2016 uh, Fearless Flyer for the end of the year. On the front page, there's three things, uh, two of which I have not tried. One is the Rainbow of Honey. They say there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. What if it's a rainbow of honey? Uh, six different honeys in different hues, uh, each from a distinct floral source. I, I did not see, I don't I, maybe I saw this. Let's see how much it costs. $9.99. I think it comes in like little jars. So this would be a good, that would have been a good like a door gift. What do you call those when you go to somebody's house, a door gift? But I always feel bad about giving someone, someone something from Trader Joe's. 
Uh, but I didn't try that. You, you like I, I inconsistently consume honey. That's one reason. Another reason is I probably don't want a different honeys because I always have trouble, like with one thing of honey. You know, it gets stuck to the counter. I mean, I can't get honey. If you want to get like, well, I guess I got honey issues, honey. Remember nut and honey, nut and honey. That was an ad campaign back in the nineties, maybe. Also, this I don't think this is on a box of nut and honey. I think it might have been on Special K. One time when I was li- we were little, there was a guy in the back of the box that looked just like my dad. It wasn't my dad, or so my dad said. Uh, but it looked just like my dad. And if you want to know what my dad looks like, he like uh, if you've seen the movie Taxi Driver, he looks like De Niro, or he did when he was that age. Like it, like he looks like my dad looks a lot like De Niro. You know, my current father, he looks like Silver Linings Playbook De Niro a lot. Like I said, holy cow, that's a lot, like a lot like dad. And maybe that's just the essence of, uh, but so I hadn't tried that honey. And uh, then there's Winter Wassail. And I think a listener last year told me, I can't remember who it was, so I'm sorry. But they said, that's terrible. That I drank it and it's terrible. Uh, but it was an N.A. beverage uh you know, with, uh, like, like juices and spices and the, the listeners said it tasted awful. So I never tasted it. And I don't think I ever will. I don't think it like, it, it just, uh, it sounds like something that might be good if you were drinking, but since I can't drink alcohol, cinnamon, uh, mixed with apple, lemon and orange, that just doesn't sound tasty to me. So that one's out. And then the third one, which is like a peppermint chocolate bar. I did buy this at two ninety nine for one bar, four twenty five, And I still have half of it in my fridge. And this was this year. I think this is a new item. It's a dark chocolate infused with peppermint oil. So already, like I said, well, there you go. Because I, I don't find, I don't, uh. I mean, I can eat dark chocolate, and probably the good thing for me with dark chocolate, if I was, like, disciplined about consumption of sweets, like, I could, all I can handle is a tiny little bite of it. Otherwise, it's just not desserty for me. It's too chocolatey. Uh, but I found the peppermint really cut into this, and then it had a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, candy cane, you know, goodness on there. And I just love peppermint, and I do love peppermint mixed with chocolate, especially with candy, you know, peppermint candy in there. So this was a good one, but not, I guess not, it was just still intense. I never finished it. It's still in my fridge, and ideally, you know, I'll, I'll eat it at some point. Uh, so it's a front page, and let's just hop to the back page, you know, because these are the prime items that everybody's going to see. Uh, first one, this one I've tried two out of three and two big thumbs up. And then the third one, uh, very big chocolate bars. We're not kidding around. And again, I guess this goes to like my feelings on chocolate, but I did see these in the store. They're Trader Joe's commendation bars. Uh, two kilos big, 4.4 pounds, 70 ounces. And they say big, they mean it. And they have milk chocolate and dark chocolate. And I guess you get like a, just something fun. I didn't, you know, I, I I like chocolate mixed with other things, but not by itself. I, I don't know. 
or like a tiny bite, but you know, bite of chocolate. So that was a very big chocolate bar. But it seems like, cause you know, it'd be fun. How about this? Maybe next year I'll go sledding on one of these giant chocolate bars. Hey, Trader Joe's, what do you think about that? You know, if you sponsor the podcast, I'll go sledding on one of your chocolate bars. Maybe, you know, I'll, I'll always say I will. I mean, that could be fun and that would be unique. And chocolate, you know, gets more, you know, more rigid with the cold. I mean, I would do it in its wrapper uh, or we could do both, you know, depends on how many episodes you want to sponsor. You know, but that could be fun or maybe, but then I guess, well, 14 bucks, how much does a sled cost? Also, I don't know how big four, you know, what the dimensions are of a four pound bar of chocolate. I just, I kind of looked at it, but I don't remember. Okay. So the next thing on here is Trader Joe's triple ginger brew, which is gingery ginger ale. I got two bottles of these at home. It comes in like an old school uh, bottle, like you'd get some uh, Northern European beers in with the pop top that kind of stays on there. And it is delicious. It's a 750 milliliter glass bottle with a swing top closure at two ninety nine a bottle, you know, plus tax. Uh, really good sharp ginger ale. So if you like ginger ale... I, I recommend it. Like I said, I got two bottles, and uh, I think two ninety nine. That's like for for uh, is a little, little spendy, but the bottle's real nice. It's good for the holidays. And then if you, when we get to this next item, is a winner on a multiple levels. So if they have this next year, I like I, get, I highly recommend picking one up early in the season. Uh, though a year from now, I can't guarantee you'll have the same results as me. This was like something my expectation was very low. And oh boy, was my expect, I mean, my expectation, like I would have rated this. I mean, I think I got my money's worth when I bought it. I said, okay, I'll get my money's worth from this. But I got probably, uh, the cost of this item was five ninety nine, And if, if I would have, like, I'll explain it, uh, I don't know if I got $10 of value out of it. I probably did. Like when you look at if you value experience and joy, probably got 20 or $30 out of this one. And that is the Ugly Sweater Gingerbread Kit. Uh, uh, Trader Joe's Ugly Sweater Cookie Kit. That's what it is. It's not gingerbread. And in each box, there's 10 pre-made cookies, which right there, that should be like a warning sign, of course. Uh, in five different sweater shapes. And then there's um, uh, like a couple, there's a five of vanilla and five chocolate. Then there's three things of icing uh, in their own bags with their own decorating tips and then a bunch of different kinds of sprinkles. And I had bought this kind of like on a whim because, you know, in impulse, this was an impulse buy. And I said, well, maybe Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, if there's going to be, uh, depending on where I'm going in the youth situation or the, like, a gaming, a game ability of adults, you know, I'll bring this. Or if me and my daughter want to make them one night, uh, we'll do that. But I'm not really good at decorating cookies. I can bake cookies. Uh, but so come Christmas Eve, I believe it was, uh, I went over, went somewhere. And there was uh, two of, uh, I don't know what the modern, uh, but then Christmas Eve, I went somewhere and two of my nieces that are in, uh, one's in, 
uh, high school and ones in college were there with my daughter. And we had some downtime. I said, why don't you do, they said to my daughter, why don't you see if your cousins want to make these ugly sweater cookies? And they proceeded to do a wonderful job as far as making ugly sweaters. And like, it seemed like they enjoyed it. The sweaters looked really good. It was fun because I got to participate by test, you know, making sure the sprinkles tasted good. And also to warm, you have to warm up the uh, the the frosting by like uh, friction by squeezing the packet, and I did that. I did good at that. And so right there, any of those things, I would have been very happy. Five ninety nine, well, like I would I would have said ten. I got ten dollars worth of use out of this thing. But then, I ate myself one of these cookies, and I got to tell you. Now, I had a vanilla one. I, I don't I don't know if I had a chocolate one. I had more than one vanilla one, let me tell you. They weren't rock hard. So these were cookies that have been boxed for I don't even know how long. And it wasn't as soft as a sugar cookie, but it was like just the right mouthfeel that you'd want in a like a pre-made Christmas cookie or any kind of pre-made cooking. And then it had the frosting and the sprinkles. Now, the frosting... I, I believe, and you're going to sound, say this sounds as wacky as you do, Scoots, but I think I can taste uh, the dyes in a lot of these things, and it just is just a tiny off flavor. So, the like, uh, the frosting was good, and it was a really good consistency, too. And it, it, the, the fact I'm used to tasting dye in cookies or whatever frosting, so it didn't really take anything too away from it. Uh, and then they had the nice, uh, like the, the the sprinkles they had were really good. The the frosting job that uh, the, the the decorators did was amazing. And then like I had another one for breakfast the next day, or like a, yeah, I guess breakfasty time. I think I probably had two and a half, maybe three all told. So that was really knock out of the park. So, so those are our first two pages, and I'm going to dig into the, the inside of the Fearless Flyer now. Okay, this next one in the first page and the inside is it's uh, like a cookie kit in a um, mason jar. I saw those in the store. And that one, I, I guess buying pre-made cookies doesn't make me feel guilty, but buying pre-made cookie kits does. And so I didn't buy that. Uh, if I see it on sale, maybe I would. But I say, well, it's just so hip- hypocritical. Like I said, that's lazy. As opposed to buying store-bought, like, uh, cookie decorating kits. But, yeah, if we can't live in hypocrisy, where could we live? Uh, next up is Jingle Jangle Ice Cream. I did not try this. I don't know if I have. I think one of the reasons is... Uh, it doesn't have peppermint. I say, if I'm going to get a, a holiday ice cream, I want it to have peppermint in there. And I think that was just an easy decision. Also, I have ice cream in my fridge or freezer that I haven't uh, had. Okay, now this one, this is a mouthful, uh, even the thing. Salty honey toffee milk chocolate covered crackers. And I think this was one, I, I don't know if this one caught fire. I could see that they thought it might and so basically it's a saltine cracker dipped in chocolate with honey, to like a, like a Ferro Rocher type toffee on there. 
And but the thing was in the package, it didn't look any. It almost looked like a, a chocolate dipped uh, graham cracker uh, square. And, you know, I guess this is a criticism. I mean, this is a, you know, this is a run through. There wasn't enough salt. Uh, and it was a really uh, um, intense dark chocolate and maybe not enough toffee. Almost like there was more. It took like there wasn't enough cracker to, to say, like, when you have um, like a chocolate covered pretzel and they do it right, that's an experience. You say, well, this is perfect. You know, this is the perfect mix of a salty pretzel with whatever chocolatey coating. Uh, this one wasn't quite there. So maybe next year, uh, Trader Joe's. Uh, I mean, I did buy it. I did share it with some people because they said this is a unique thing to try. Uh, let's see. They're kosher certified. So that's nice. And uh, I don't know. I, I think like it was fun to share. And I shared it with people that really like dark chocolate. Um Hopefully this is the right thing. I think so. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I would say like uh, a little more salt and toffee. Okay, so that's that one. I think on this page, oh, let's see if I've tried anything. Sticky toffee pudding. I may have tried that before and it's good owl mode, but not recently. So I can't say. I mean, I'm almost positive I have tried that and... Uh, it's really good owl mode, but not, I, I wouldn't say like so good you have to buy it. Four forty nine. I'd say if you're cooking dinner for someone like a date or like a, like a rekindling type date and you make it and you like plate it nice and then do it like with a, like a nice ice cream would probably be a good, uh, but I don't know. I can't wreck. I guess like I say, well, it's not bad. It didn't blow my mind. Some of these other things have blown my mind. Okay, this next one, chocolate cherry Danish. I never seen that. Uh, probably wouldn't have got it unless it like. I love cherry Danish, uh, but uh, chocolate, uh, you know. Um, so I didn't try that crunchy truffle trio. I think that has alcohol in it, so I didn't try that. And, uh, yeah, I didn't, I don't even remember. There's so many different truffle things and we'll probably get into the one error I made last year. Uh, so that's that chocolate chip waffles. I bought these and this goes in the chocolate. I bought like two kinds of waffles for breakfast for me and my daughter for on the weekend. We have a sweet breakfast. And normally I make something from scratch, but I said, well, it's, uh, these chocolate chip waffles, she loves chocolate. She loves chocolate chips. I'll get her chocolate chip waffles. I'll get myself the Belgian waffles and we'll have waffles I do or something. Even my daughter said these were too chocolatey. The combination of the chocolate waffle with the chocolate uh, chips, she said that's too chocolatey. So for this one, I don't know, they, they like they'll have to be repurposed probably as like an ice cream sandwich with vanilla. That's the only solution I could think of because, or maybe I guess a dessert. I'm just thinking on the fly now because they're not going to fly for breakfast. Uh, you know, if a nine-year-old won't eat you and she says you're too chocolatey, sorry, chocolate chip waffles. Uh, but she was very impressed with the Belgian waffles. Uh, let's see. Uh uh, Brie stuffed with garlic and herbs. I didn't try that, uh, but I'm sure it's good. 
Uh, Canadian cheddar aged five years. I think you could use that for that beer cheddar soup recipe I made a couple of years ago. That should be in the feed uh, somewhere, and uh, maybe that's from last year. Then a grand blue cheese. Uh, we had a couple blue cheeses Christmas Eve, and, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, so I didn't try that. Then filio dough. Philo dough. How do you say that? But um, I think I did buy this last year, and I think I, I get my I got my doughs confused, and I bought it for the wrong thing, and so I was annoyed. So, and then the other thing with Trader Joe's and this kind of item is like it's not always in stock; it's seasonal. And so, Philo, Filio, Philo, Philo, not Philo. Oh, they said, for the record, it's Philo, not Philo. Oh, boy, Trader Joe's. You just lost. I hope you didn't lose any customers there. So uh, I guess they don't have anything. Let's see. Double cream brie with truffles. No, I didn't try that. Roasted garlic and onion jam. I like how that sounds, onion jam. Uh, but I, you know, I don't have a thing, a cracker and assortment. I wasn't in charge of crackers. Trader Joe's has a lot of crackers. Someone might've brought this up Christmas Eve because they, that's what we had. I think, cause we had all, all of these original and cracked pepper, poppy seed, water crackers and vegetable, vegetable and wheat entertainer crackers. That's what we had Christmas Eve. Uh, but I didn't bring them, so I'm not the only one who shops at Trader Joe's. So, the, and that's a good one if you're having like four different kinds of crackers. Um, let's see, the next page is more cheese, a Gouda, a French pave, uh, some salami trio. So these are all nuts and fruits and honey. So those are all appetizer things. And I guess, like, I would probably, if I buy any stuff like this, I would just bring it and I would forget what I brought. So I, I can't give any uh, definite uh, things on these. Great Big Gouda, though, that's a good name for a cheese. Uh, then on this page, pistachio and pomegranate crisps. I saw those, but I haven't tried those. A lemon ricotta. And uh, no. They say it represents a blurry line, I guess, because, uh, yeah, what are you going to use it for? Um, but you know, that, a Greek olive, uh, stuffed, uh, triumvirate, that, that would be good for having olives for people to pop in their mouths, but I didn't see that. It even gives you a t- tip to deliver the jar as a host or hostess gift when you're invited to a shindig at a foodie's friend place or presented in a basket of tasty treats. Uh, I love Greek olives, uh, so... And this one I have tried, Trader Joe's uh, Fondue. And they have a couple different ones of the Swiss Elemental Cheese, or however you say it, mixed with, you know, those those different cheeses. And uh, we we had it, my daughter and I, we had it for dinner one night with uh, broccoli and bread. I think that's what I made. Did I have any meats? I think just like a couple of good pieces of bread that I toasted in the oven. And she, she didn't, she, she liked the cheese, you know, it was a little bit risky, um, cause it's some intense tasting cheese. Um, but you know, it worked. So that was a hit, but that was a couple weeks ago. We had, uh, I think it was right around when I was prepping for Thanksgiving because we had a dark pumpernickel or dark, dark rye. And then a, uh, what do you call that other one? Uh, sourdough. 
so that's a good weeknight meal. Here's some pre-made appetizers, uh, bacon wrap dates with goat cheese. I don't eat with goat cheese. You may have heard, like, in goat, I can taste the goat, and I'm not, this isn't anything against goats and goat's milk and goat cheese. I just can taste the goat in there. And I don't know if that's from desensitized. You say, can you taste the cow? I said, I can't. I can taste the goat, but I can't taste the cow. So I don't know. You know, I, I drank a lot of cow's milk as a child, so I don't know. But, it, like, uh, I just find goat goat stuff to be a little gamey or a little goaty. Uh, so that would be the downside of that. Bacon wrapped dates sound, sound pretty good. Cocktail pups, got those. Uh, yeah, I have them in the freezer right now. And then uh, we'll probably wrap, though, like one day night when I'm desperate for dinner. What I will do is those, those uh, like, Pillsbury, I think Trader Joe's has their own version of those croissants. Uh, you take the, you know, or, like, flaky, they're called flaky layers. I don't know, you know, they make you make your own dinner rolls. You wrap the hot dog in that, and then your kid will eat them most of the time, or you give them for lunch the next day. So I have those in my freezer. Uh, I did that last year. Mini Brie at Crote, Crote, C-R-O-U-T-E. What does that mean? It comes out near the top of us. It's close. Uh, What is it? Uh, uh, Bite-sized portion. Oh, and a puff pastry. Oh, boy, that sounds good. Uh, We did have a baked brie on one Christmas day, I think, uh, someone made it, and they but they made it from their own. They made their own puff. Uh, they baked. They made their own dough, or maybe they used pre-made pie dough. But it was good. And then when I was in the uh, Czech Republic, uh, I liked to eat a lot of smazny sear, smazny sear, which is fried cheese. Uh, and uh, that was delicious, deep, you know, deep fried cheese or fried cheese, smajani sear. I, I think that's close. Uh, then they have some more. They have a lot of appetizers, pistachios, uh, scallops wrapped in bacon. I don't know. I, I can't buy scallops in a store. Like, the only time I'll have scallops is at a restaurant. I don't think I've had scallops in a long time, but it seems like they got to be... Um, you know, and then they have pre-made cocktail stirs uh, with the gherkin. There's some handy chili pepper, red bell. That's a good idea to save time. And those come in a jar. You know, I can't have that. But, you know, if you want to do that for something, that's a cool idea. Uh, holiday ham. And I'm not a big ham fan either. Wow, it's really getting to know me. I don't know. I, 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 like, uh, ham's a little dry for me and a little salty. I, I don't know. I mean, I remember when we would get ham as a kid, it would probably be like Easter ham, I think, uh, would be the big deal. And I think that was it. I said, well, I don't need any more ham in my life after that. And I've had the honey-baked ham, I think, or some other ham, you know, at different people's houses. Uh, and it doesn't do it for me. Also, one time when I was in England, I thought I was ordering a steak, but I ordered a ham steak. You know, I'm afraid of, like, uh, serve, serving staff, waiters and waitresses, so I didn't ask. 
because it was it, it was grilled, and they just bought me a grilled piece of ham. And I was expecting, so that was like, a, you know, you live and you learn. Uh, so that's out. Fresh cut pineapple rings can't go wrong with that. Uh, I have to. Li- oh, because because you get them with ham. Or, you know, that, but uh, 350 for 14 ounces, I'd have to look at that. That sounds a little pricey. Uh, they have t- tamales. Now, they have these all year long, and actually sometimes I'll buy them. They have a chicken and green chili and then a pork and red sauce and then a vegetarian with cheese and green salsa. I do like the pork and red sauce uh, tamales from here. Now, they're not going to be like legit tamales. Your boil is making. Uh, but it, like, if you're in desperate for lunch, you, like these are great because I like, just let me give you a little, like, uh, my little tip. They come in six. I think they come six to a package. Let me see. A six for six ninety nine, and two of those make a nice lunch. And because they're, uh, they're tamales. So they're in corn husks. Like what I do is when I get the package home, I open it up and then I put two each in a container I put four of them in the freezer, like if it's uh, like close to the week, you know, or I'll put them all in the freezer, but two, two and two, and then I'll have them for lunch. And if they're frozen, you know, you just put them in your bag and then they thaw by lunchtime. You can really, they're really easy to heat up because, uh, because of the corn husk, uh, the, the, they come out of the microwave nice. Uh, so that's an, you know, that's a, that's a good lunch. Uh, and especially if they're in the freezer and they say, I got nothing for a lunch for me, it's usually, uh, ramen. And then like, believe it or not, last week I ran out of ramen. And then again, this Tuesday, I forgot, I said, I have nothing for lunch. And then I get, I say, okay, I got to stop on the way to work. And then I never remember. Um, stuffed lobster. I'm allergic to, uh, what do you, what do you call those shellfish? So I can't have that. Uh, holiday la orange. Uh, those are navel oranges. Uh, I don't know. Uh, why, how did orange, how do oranges in the holidays? I like oranges, like, like with cloves. Does anybody do that? We used to do that. My mom would do it. And I think she was taught me that. And they, like, you take an orange and then you take cloves and you stick it in the orange and it smells good. It smells like holidays. So there you go. Uh, holiday fruit spread. I didn't have this. We did have someone made their own, uh, apple chutney, applesauce. Yeah. But, and that was good. So a fruit spread is probably good, good too. And then this one I did have, uncured bacon-wrapped porchetta pork roast. And it's uh, six ninety nine a pound, and you uh, roast it, I forget how long. And what I did, uh, you know, you roast it for, I don't know if you roast it for a few hours or what. Uh, but, you know, if you if you take it and then you put, uh, you can buy a bag of small potatoes or fingerling potatoes at Trader Joe's and then some carrots and maybe an onion that's quartered, and then you put all that down, and then you put the pork roast on top of it, however you're, you you do your roasting normally. You get yourself a dinner right there, and you just stick it in the oven. And it comes, my daughter liked that very much too. She said, Dad, this meat is good. So, And then you have, like, you have everything. You have your starch, you have your vegetable. You know, for the adults, you have some onion to add a little flavor. 
And, you know, you could have a salad first. And Trader Joe's makes, you know, you can, like, they have bagged salads or they have everything to assemble your own salad. Okay, this is all wine and stuff, so I can't even look at that. Uh, another page of wine. Okay, here we go. That's the next thing. Okay, here's chocolate mint black tea. I bought this. I haven't drank it yet. Uh, uh, so I don't know how it is, but I, I did buy it. Uh, just sounded like an interesting idea. Uh, chocolate mint black tea. Though I still have the holiday tea from last year. Uh, I've only had part of that holiday tea. So we'll see how long, you know, tea lasts forever, right? Uh, then there's this thing called Blackberry Spritzer. I thought about buying this, but I never did. It's a uh, packs of juice of 17 blackberries and a hint of lemon juice into a 750 milliliter bottle. And it looks interesting. Like usually I just buy the sparkling apple juice instead because they're right next to each other. Because they say, well, I'm not going to buy two bottles of this Blackberry Spritzer. And if it's good, then it won't be enough and I'll be disappointed. And if it's terrible, then I'll be disappointed. Uh, so, though I have bought, like my goal, I didn't pull this off because I brought some of these for the holiday, for Christmas and Christmas. You know, I did, my goal was to buy enough, um, what do they call that, uh, Sparkling grapefruit, grape juice, uh, so that me and my daughter could celebrate every month. Like, we'd drink a bottle of that. Like, on Friday night, we'd pop the cork. Uh, luckily, my daughter doesn't listen to this podcast, but, uh, you know, I think I have three, like, it brought three, and then, I, like, it felt bad, you know, they, we didn't drink them at dinner. You know, that's always an awkward thing when you go to someone's house, and I, like, uh, and then the, the, what you brought doesn't get used. I said, well, the, I mean, that's like really cool. It has the foil and the cork pops and, you know, it's very visceral for a kid. And because they can't drink, like it's cool to be able to drink out of a champagne bottle, even though it's only grape juice. And, you know, we can pretend we just won the World Series or the NBA championship. But I didn't have, I couldn't, I couldn't put the words to say, you know, we didn't drink that grapefruit juice. You mind if I take it with me? I mean, the worst is if you get caught by your host, like, taking stuff back, you know. I mean, I guess they probably wouldn't say anything. They'd just look at you, uh, you know, with sad eyes. But I didn't even do that. Most of the stuff that I brought, I was in charge of sparkling beverages this year anyway. And most of the other stuff I brought, uh, like, I drank. So just not that. But I still have more at home. Uh, then there's a cinnamon roll wreath. I didn't see this. I probably would have bought it, uh, a wreath of cinnamon rolls. Oh, no, it's in the freezer. That's why. I'll have to look. I don't know. Cinnamon rolls are another tough commodity. Like, the ones that come in the tube are always terrible, though I buy them, like, once every four or five months. Uh, you know, they're in the tube, uh, like, with the uh, dinner rolls. And they come with their own frosting, but there's something chemical about them that I don't like. So I don't know if a frozen one. Oh, it does have a proofing process. I might have to pick these up if they're still available. Uh, so I guess that one's pending. Then there's another tea, which I bought uh, because they said it sells out. Candy cane green tea. Uh, decaf, delish, desired. And they said they've had it since 2009. I never heard of it before this year. 
but uh, I bought one thing. I was I did tell myself like it was out of stock the first time I I went there after reading this, and I said, "Oh boy, I missed the." And I didn't say, "Oh boy," I said, "Darn, I missed the candy cane green tea." It really blew it, and. Uh, Missed that rush, but then it was there the next time. But then I had to say, don't buy two. Please, Drew, just buy one. They said, but we got to stock up. It's going to sell out. And I said, just buy one, please. We we still have the tea from last year, and we have the autumnal tea still in there. And also there's tea in the freezer from the time you were at that mall. And they said, you're right, you're right. I'm doing good on the listener's tea, but yeah. Okay, I'll only buy one. So I have that. I just haven't opened it yet. Uh, that sounds cool. Candy cane green tea. Uh, what does it say? What's so special about this tea? It's a really delicious mix of decaffeinated green tea blended with vanilla bean, cinnamon, wait a second, and peppermint. Okay, we'll see, I guess, about this tea. Uh, this one has sold out uh, this year. Peppermint hot chocolate. Believe it or not, I got to give this one a big F. And it pains me to do so. I bought it like uh, two years ago, and I wouldn't buy it again because uh, uh, one, it's uh, there's not a lot in there. It comes with a tin, but then there's a plastic bag in the tin. And then by the time you get like it's see, if you give me a tin, we'll just put the freaking powder in there. I can't get a powder out of a bag back into a tin without making a huge mess. But, uh, you know, they don't, they say, well, geez, we got standards and stuff. And then, I don't know, like it didn't give, it said, well, just the spoon recipe, I think, was unspecific. So it said, well, just spoon as much as you like, you know, between one and four. And they said, well, just the freaking bags of hot cocoa that we've, for the last 30 years, is the agreement on how to consume hot cocoa. Now you want me to just spoon whatever I feel like it? What the heck? And then the final blow was that it just wasn't peppermint enough. Like I said, well, like how much, like I kept having to add more uh, to get my desired peppermint level. And you can blame these uh, coffee places for that because they really do a good job of peppermint and the heck out of what they make. Okay, there's the next thing that will be another embarrassing thing, but we'll, so we'll go to that one next, last. Wintery blend, blend coffee, that was pretty good. I just drink it in the Trader Joe's, uh, but it's it's probably good in a little shot glass. I don't know if I could drink it every morning, but it has, like, spices and stuff. And then see this one, chocolate, peppermint, almond beverage. That sounds good, too, but... uh uh, 32 ounces for a dollar 79, but it would depend on, uh, uh, you know, how, how peppermint it is and then how much sugar it's like, if it's going to be like a same amount of sugar soda, I might as well have soda. And then speaking of health issues, nog for your noggin, two ninety nine a quart at Trader Joe's and they have light eggnog and regular eggnog. And as any physician will tell you, uh, I've drank a lot of eggnog this season Still, ha- I've been drinking it since uh, before Halloween when the store started stocking it, and I'm not like I'm not trying to be funny. I've drank an obscene amount of eggnog, obscene uh, this year. And you say how obscene, Scoots? I'd say probably ten ten gallons. I'd I would estimate ten gallons of eggnog. Okay, so stop laughing. I'm serious.
and maybe a half gallon of it, maybe three quarters, maybe even a gallon was light eggnog. The rest was full force. And I never drank eggnog when I drank alcohol. I think I've talked about this, but just because it just seemed like a, well, it seemed like it would just take up too much space in your stomach. And, you know, I wanted to drink other stuff that was more, you know, said I'll get around to drinking the eggnog, but I never did. Uh, and then I said, I don't even know if I like it, but, but then it's now that I can't drink alcohol. This is something like a forbidden fruit. Of course I overdo it. And I've like, uh, maybe probably next year I'll never drink eggnog again. Uh, but this year I've just been drinking it. Like it's like a little milkshake every night. I have uh, eggnog, eggnog and I pretend it's a milkshake. And I have found there's a lot of variety in taste, and I, I have yet to make my own egg and eggnog. I will at some day. Um, but uh, the Trader Joe's one's pretty good. The light one, I wouldn't go. You know, if you're going to drink it, you might as well drink the full poison, full strength nog. And you might say, Scoots, what other nogs have you tried? And I'd say, well, let me see if I can remember. Great question. I did the one from... Uh, what is it called? It's not Albertsons anymore. Rallies, whatever that eggnog is called. Sunnyside. Maybe that's what that's called. Or maybe that's what Trader or Safeway's eggnog. I tried that one. And then I tried some gourmet ones. And the way I determined the gourmet versus regular is the price. A regular store to half gallon is about two ninety nine, And then the gourmet brands are four ninety nine. And I'll be honest, like a, like eggnog is so overpowering and intense and like bad for you anyway and sugary. Uh, you like it's nice. I guess I didn't think I'd go on an eggnog tangent, especially at this time of year when you really don't need it. But you know why make a sleep podcast? You know? so. Uh, it is nice to have two of them because then you can do an eggnog tasting by, by nothing by yourself in your kitchen. Uh, I don't have any cats, so I guess that's an upside. Though I do have Ko, she's pretty much like a cat. Um, trying to figure out how to, but so uh, I don't know if it's worth the investment. Like, uh, like it wasn't like I tried a couple different ones. And you can tell the taste difference, and you can tell the difference, believe it or not, between the sugars and the high fructose in that. Uh, uh, but there wasn't anyone like eggnog, you know, because it was like, like uh, they're not all the same. I guess I can say that, but there wasn't one where I was like, oh, boy. I mean, at this point, I've had so much that I probably am just like, uh, please, please, Drew, don't buy any more. And I said, well, we'll see when we go to the store if they still have it. Uh, but I've consumed a lot of nog. As I said, at least six gallons. I can confidently say, you know, more than 10 gallons. One, two, yeah, probably 10 gallons, maybe, maybe even more, probably more. I would hope, yeah, I guess a gallon, let's see, November, eight, a gallon a week. Ugh, yeah. So that's something, you know, that'll be 2017 with the NAG, I'll be go NAG free and then I'll get a cholesterol test, you know, in, in March once that NAG gets out of my system. Okay, we got to kick it up. Okay, cocoa grazed almonds, glazed almonds. I didn't try that. Uh, 
Um, cinnamon star cookies, I bought these, but I haven't tried them yet. Uh, they're a bit f- firmer than their cousins. It was a pronounced cinnamon, cinnamon flavor and a subtle hint of, hint of lemon. And I probably will try those at some point. Those are sealed, so hopefully I didn't check the date. Uh, uh, gold coins, I didn't buy those. Uh, double dark chocolate gingerbread caramel cookie bar, I didn't buy that because of dark chocolate. Here's 10 out of 10, butter cookie wreaths. I ate, like, I've eaten two tubs of these, and I have one more left. This is a 10 out of 10. It's those butter cookies. They're not fancy cookies. They're delicious cookies. They're also cute cookies, according to Trader Joe's, because they have that. They're wreath-shaped, and they're the ones people make, and they have, like, the crunchy red and green, like, sprinkles on there. And they're delicious. That's all, that's all I need to say. Those are great. Uh, artisan crafted English toffee. I didn't buy that because usually someone always gets almond roca, so you can just eat a little bit of theirs. Uh, jingle jangle. It didn't, this has too many things in there. It's a tin with pretzels and like uh, popcorn, like too many things. Uh, I don't know. I just, like, I don't find, like, uh, once you get into, to, yeah, and there's like a lot of dark chocolate. Then this one, chocolate marbles. Now, this year, these are $4.99. I still have a box and a half of these from last year. Uh, they're two half circles of chocolate uh, filled with different flavors. And uh, I don't know why I bought, like, I bought these last year. I don't know why I bought two, because I still haven't, I only ate half of one box. But the boxes they put them in last year weren't that great. This year they had, they're in a little bit better box, I noticed. Uh, and you could say I've lost my marbles, but I do know my marbles are, or my Trader Joe's marbles. Uh, gingerbread sticks, I haven't tried those. Uh, eight in a bag for two ninety nine. And then the gingerbread house kit, I did not buy one this year, but if you listen to that episode about uh, stuffing, I do. Ha- I did have one from 2015 and 2016, and I did bring, so then I brought these and I t- told the kids that, that, that decorated the cookies, they said you could also make these gingerbread cookie houses, which you can't eat them, because one's from 20, oh no, one's from 2014. And one's from 2015, because now it's 2016. So, yeah, one was from 2014, and one was from 2015. Both expired, but still, one was still boxed. One I had unboxed during the recording of a podcast episode. And the, But those didn't get put together, They get, but they did go left at the, one of the houses I was at. So I don't have to deal with that shame anymore. You know, of hoarding gingerbread because you can't really throw it out. And I did say to myself, like, one day me and my daughter in July will make a gingerbread house. And it'll be hilarious, but we never did it because, you know, because of me. Okay, I got to kick it up here. A gingerbread uh, cake and baking mix. I haven't tried that, but maybe I will. Uh, gingerbread flavored dog treats. Cole liked these. Uh and they come in a 16-ounce box. They're hard dog treats, and I did give her these last year. I didn't buy them this year because she has a couple other favorites uh, this, of Trader Joe's dog treats. So, I just and, like, they're big, so they're better. Like, it's like giving your dog, like, almost like a meal as a treat. Where I, like, I like to give Koa, like, a bunch of little treats, you know. You know, I say, this will make you like me better, right? 
uh, chocolate chip pan, pantone or pan, panettone. This my, I think this thing gets lumped in with food, uh, fruitcake in my internal system. So I just never have it. Uh, so I don't even know what that tastes like, regular or chocolate chip. Uh, chicken and salmon dog treats. These look like, uh, it's only five ounces for five bucks and COVID would eat that in like a few bites. So it's a little pricey. Oh, macaroons. I didn't see these, uh, uh, chewy and crispy chocolate. But this is like a different kind of macaroon de fez, vets, F-E-T-E-S. Oh, they're in the freezer. Oh, I think I've seen these. Maybe, uh. I just didn't buy them. Uh, oh, Tenenbaum potato snacks. Uh, these are one ninety nine. I did not see these this year, but at my brother's, uh, we had lunch there because this is a genetic thing, except my brother does it in uh, the Halloween Thanksgiving Trader Joe's thing. Him and his girlfriend bought all the pumpkin pie spice stuff, and then they had a big dinner as a lunch party where we just had every pumpkin pie spice thing uh, for brunch. I guess it was brunch, yeah, like pumpkin uh, pumpkin spice to lunch. Even they, there's even a pumpkin pie spice salad, I think. And uh, But he had had the Halloween potato crisps, and they taste like uh, they're the reconstituted potatoes made into a chip. Uh, what was it called? Munchies were the ones they had back in the day. And they're pretty tasty. I think that's what they are. Potato crisps, yeah. Uh, then there's a Lubuchkin. I don't know what that is. Cookies, it's a different cookie. I don't think I've seen those. Uh, almonds and hazelnuts. Uh, maybe I'll buy them. if I go. I'm probably going to go to Trader Joe's tomorrow. Uh, cedar and Basalum candle. I do did buy this. It smells pretty good. It comes in a tin. Only thing is, I like I'm not. It sounds so sensitive. Like uh, I don't do well around candles. Whatever chemicals make candles smell make it hard for me to breathe. Uh, like it, like if you burn the candle, you know it obviously makes it hard to breathe. But just something about that, those chemicals. Uh, but so what my goal usually is is I have that candle above my toilet. And when I go to work, I say, let me remember to take the thing off. And then my bathroom will smell good when I get home. And I can put the lid back on. But I never remember. Uh, so that'll probably end up in my underwear drawer. So my underwear will smell like cedar and balsam. Also, that was my favorite suave uh, um, uh, hair shampoo. When I started buying my own shampoo, is balsam, balsam, balsam. balsam. In something, it was by Suave. That was my hair shampoo. I have to pick some of that up, you know, get back to the old. Maybe i get some VO5 hot oil while I'm over there. You know, this is so good. This episode's going long here. Okay, uh, this is like gifts. They had a grooming kit and a shaving kit. Uh, uh, ivory pillar candles, poinsettias, uh, skin care. None of that we really bought. Oh, boy, this isn't a holiday one, but this is one I buy a lot of, uh, well, twice a year, head-to-toe balm, B-A-L-M. And I, this is what I balm myself with when I talk about putting the balm on. This is the balm. Like, I'll use badger balm, like, around my chest, if like a nighttime badger balm if I'm bombing. 
But like when my arms and my legs and my back are dry, I cover it with this balm. And it's formulated with high quality gentle on skin ingredients like shea butter, mango, seed butter, cocoa seed butter, or corn or oat kernel flower extract, apricot kernel, macadamia seed nut oil. And uh, it's pleasant, mild fragrance, orange peel, lavender, rosemary, and eucalyptus. It's gentle on the nose, too. And it really is a head-to-toe bomb, they say, and it is. So, like, I use it. I mean, the problem is I don't know if it's my skin is so dry, but I really got to put the bomb on. Uh, those nights when I feel too tossy and turny. Uh, there's a hand cream trio I haven't tried, and then amaryllis amaryllis bulbs and wax. I don't know what that is. And then there's this white pine moisturizing soap and lotion. My brother's girlfriend had this, and it smells great. Uh, but I just like I, I, I like I, I go through hand soap too fast. So I don't buy it by the container like that. Gelato filled Pantone, pan, Panetone or whatever. It sounds pretty good. I didn't see it or buy it. Uh, popcorn tin. I gave that to my dad last year as a gift. A big spender I am. Uh, but we had it one day when we were sitting around. Because uh, last year my, I had family visiting. Uh, caramel cheddar, white cheddar. Olive oil and kettle. That was a hit, except for one of them. I don't know which one. Wreaths they had. Uh, chili chocolate. I didn't, I've never tasted that. Mint cho- mini chocolate mint stars. Whoa, those are mint stars? I did not know that. I missed those, but I guess they're dark chocolate. Oh, that's probably why. I think I had that last year and I didn't like it. Uh, here's another one I've, I have two, two tubs of. I've had a half a tub of this, a crispy peppermint chocolate chip cookies. I bought a second tub mistakenly before I'd opened my first because they said, well, these got peppermint. I'm going to love them. And I don't dislike them, but I haven't binged on them. So that probably is like a, it's good for my health that I haven't ate a whole tub of cookies with a, a giant pint glass of eggnog. Uh, but at the same time, it doesn't exactly, like, it's not a strong, if I'm not binging, then it's not a good recommendation. Say they're not bad. But if you get, like, it comes in the same tub, those butter wreath cookies, just buy those. Skip these. Buy the butter wreath. Buy two tubs. Buy three tubs of those butter wreath cookies. Uh, at three tubs, that's when you'll get burned out. That's the end of the Fearless Flyer. But I have one more, pro- two more products I want to talk about because they're still in my cupboard. Uh, from the past past holiday seasons. One is like the dark chocolate-covered peppermint JoJo dipped in candy canes. So this is a like an Oreo that Trader Joe's makes at that time of year, but it has peppermint filling. Uh, then it's dipped in jo- dark chocolate and like peppermint chunks. And maybe five years ago, I was obsessed with these. And I burned myself out, uh... I think it was because one time I had it with orange juice. You ever have like chocolate and orange juice? It's like a huge mistake and you can't really come back from that. And I don't know if that really happened or that was a a dream, but I I still have one box in my freezer. And then before I started recording, I started, I went through my cupboards. I found one in the back of my cupboard, a half open, like half eaten box from probably 2014 
Though I do think I got one box as a gift last year from someone. Um, I do like those are good up for planes. If you're going to be traveling around the holidays, bring one of those boxes and give it to the uh, flight attendants as a holiday gift because it's sealed and it's good to have one or two. But I think the dark chocolate, like I just burned out. I don't think I could ever eat one of those again. And for a time, and they were the greatest thing I'd ever tasted in my life. And usually this is where it goes wrong. And you'll hear with this next product. And then I'll, well, I'll talk about the product and then I'll talk about how it goes horribly wrong for me. Uh, these are, I'm a big lover of white chocolate and peppermint. And this last year they had white chocolate and peppermint covered pretzel thins, which is a flat pretzel, like a chip, a combination of a pretzel and a chip. And I think two years ago, I got hooked on these, and but I had only bought one or two bags. And they said, these are the these are the cat's pajamas. And then last year, I said, well, I want to have one bag of these a month. So I tried to buy 12 bags over the holidays, you know, so they wouldn't catch on and think I'm a freak. Like the first couple of times I bought two bags, so then I'd have a bag to eat and a bag to save. And at some point around April or March, I just gave up on eating those. So I still have like, and I didn't buy 12 bags, but I think I still have two unopened bags that are probably expired. Like the chocolate marbles I looked, those expired in March uh, of last year or this year, 2016. So last year. And then look at the pretzels of the Trader Joe's deep chocolate cookies. I couldn't find an expiration date on those. But, you know, that's the method I like I usually do. It's like, well, if I like it now, I'll probably like it in June. So I should stock up. And uh, so I think I'm single-handedly, obsessively keeping Trader Joe's in business. Uh, but, yeah, there, there's your – like, if this works, if people like this, then I can do a run-through every once in a while. Fear, this is a Fearless Flyer run-through. Uh, thanks, everybody, and good night. All right, hey everybody. So it's time for a fearless flyer review. When you're hearing this, of course, it'll be out of date, you know, because I'm uh, uh, that's why CYA cover my rear end with this, these fearless flyer reviews. Uh, but this one is dated May 2017. As I said in the intro, I, I had one. Let me run through. I barely remember anything about it, but it like a. Uh, and what would be funny, like, I can almost guarantee I'll find it as soon as I get off uh, of uh, recording this episode. But between the holidays and May 2017, I think there was one other Fearless Flyer that came out that I remember. And it was a coffee-themed one. And I don't know any if I haven't looked in this Fearless Flyer to see if there's any coffee-based items in here. But I can tell you that uh, there was a few in the... Uh, um, the whole the whole theme was fearless, like, and I didn't really read through it because uh, I have a couple issues with coffee-flavored things. I like them, but I have an issue with it, and then maybe I have an issue. I don't know. You know, I I got issues, just like, the, just like I say and just like uh, the old 97 sing. Was that Doreen that said that? I don't know who, which, which song that was, but... Uh, like, like, so let me just run through my memories of the, the whatever month, the, the late winter Fearless Flyer coffee-themed one was. But let me lay out my objections, which are mostly based on my own problems anyway, of coffee-flavored items. It, like, in, in a, like, I just thought it was a little intense. Uh, 
Like, here's here's coffee flavored items I like, but maybe I don't have that much of. When you do coffee flavored ice cream right, that's good. Coffee, I like cold. I like coffee. Oh, cold brewed coffee. You know, this is a sleep podcast, so I won't. I don't go in depth, but it, it seems really pricey for me. So, like, for me, even the idea of, like, $2, because, I mean, having a fancy coffee drink is one thing. I'll pay for that, uh, especially if it's, like, the ones that are pretty much like a milkshake or whatever. But uh, usually I take my coffee black. And then at some point we talked about maybe that, uh, like, right around the holidays, I put some creamer in there. So maybe now around my fourth or fifth cup of coffee... I'll have some sweetened creamer and the flavored creamer. It's not even cream. I don't know. It's the artificial one with artificial flavors because it tastes, you know, because it tastes good. Um, oh boy, this is like a, this is like a, so I guess that's it. Like, I mean, my main issue is like as a sleep podcaster and a person that drinks a lot of coffee and it has like brand, you know, that, uh, like I, I tend to be like, a. On this podcast, I use lulling, soothing tones, but I'm in my regular life, I don't. So I tend to be pretty high strung. So I try to cut off my caffeine consumption right around noon on work days. Maybe I'll have some iced tea up until like two o'clock. And then after that, I don't like, I try like definitely no coffee after like 10 or 11. I think that's another advantage of drinking mostly black coffee is at some point your mouth, you know, your mouth gets sick of it, uh, uh, for that day. So then you just say, like, especially because you're heating it up and, you know, I guess we could go, well, yeah, I don't know if we talked about this in depth, my coffee, it, it might as well, if we're, I guess this is coffee talk. Well, the, the, I guess we will have enough material for an episode. So let me just go into my coffee, like a uh, ritual. And I feel like I've talked about this before, but just in case, like, so I drink black coffee I buy my coffee at Trader Joe's. It's five ninety nine a pound for French roast coffee. I don't think you can beat that anywhere. I mean, maybe you can, but uh, and that's ground. I used to have a grinder. I haven't like uh, the grinders are really loud, and I like honestly worry that I'm doing something to my hearing. And I would ne- like there's zero percent chance of me buying bean coffee in a store. And grinding it. Now, some listeners have sent me coffee, and I've, you know that's a gift. So I have brought that to stores and ground it myself. But uh, like, if I was buying whole bean coffee, I would buy it. Then I would get home, and I would need coffee, and I'd realize it was still ground, and the beans were full. You know, not ground. So the coffee I drink is Trader Joe's French roast ground, and usually I try to buy it a bag, a pound every time I go because then sometimes I'll forget. So then I always have coffee. Yes, I like it. Like, I mean, coffee is like a, it's a, a habitual thing or whatever you want to say. I don't want to use the A word, but my body is used to consuming coffee. I think that's it on the coffee. I, I really like the flavor and, and I'm not like a super coffee. Um, like I can't, like, I can't really like, um, I just don't like burnt coffee and, and like uh, or, 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 or over roasted. Not, not not that it's dark, but you know when you uh, you burn a roast or scorch it or whatever, and then you're still still selling that. that Trader Joe's have never had that problem with this French roast. Have uh, never made a cup of coffee and been like, oh boy, this is going to be like I'll still drink it, but uh, 
But here's a couple other things. I know I've talked about this now, but uh, so usually, so I had a coffee. I've had two different coffee makers, like the old school, uh, filter coffee makers. At some point, I think my second coffee maker may have broken or maybe not, but, uh, or maybe the pot bro- broke, but I moved to a French press. And I'm on my second French press now. Uh, this one's a metal, uh, like a stainless steel one with uh, like a vacuum, you know, so it keeps it keeps it warmer longer. Before that, I had a glass one. I don't know any notice any flavor differences that way. But so usually I drink one and a half French presses a day. Now this may, like if you're a serious coffee connoisseur, this is going to maybe upset you. But usually the first cup of coffee I have every day is from yesterday's coffee. Well, not usually. If I don't, then I'm in trouble because when I get up, uh, like uh, usually I meditate, then I drink coffee. So if I don't have coffee that can be microwaved, one one minute and 15 seconds, that's how long I can, that's like uh, the temperature I take. It's so usually the French press will have a half a half a French press left. Usually it's like one and a half or two cups. And once I start that second cup, I'm boiling the water for my new French press, which I'll consume. Wait a second. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Maybe I drink uh, half. Oh, yeah, yeah, and I drink half of that. Yeah, no, that does make sense. I guess I only drink one French press a day. It's probably not true because I don't make two a day. I'm not good at this math, uh, but sometimes, like, like when the water's boiled, I'll still have extra, so I'll fill up, like, a portable, because usually my portable mug that I drive with has coffee in it, too, and I'll drink that. I don't like pouring coffee out, and one of the reasons is because if you run out of coffee or the water's not boiled, and then you, and I don't have, like, I get, I'm a real grouch, uh, so... I don't know. It might not be an ideal system, but it works for me 90% of the time. And so that's how I consume my coffee. I think that's about it. Like, then I make my second French press. By the time that's ready, I'm done. I'm out of co- yesterday's coffee. I learned this system from a woman I shared a cubicle with, Joan Kay, in Freeman. I don't know if anybody from the library is listening, but you, you know Joan. She's the best. And she taught me that system because we, we like, uh, work for the county. That, you know, you don't get, I don't think in many jobs you get free coffee except for these great tech jobs. I don't have one of those. Uh, so you buy your own coffee. And we had a coffee club. And I think for a long time, me and Joan were the only members. Uh, and I'm about as reliable. Like, I, like, it's easier for me to just put $20 into the coffee club when I remember. So poor Joan's in this coffee club with me to begin with. Uh, but she taught me, like, we'd still make a full pot, pot of coffee. And they'd be like, well, like, she she would get to work before me. And I'd be like, did you already make coffee? No, I'm drinking yesterday's coffee. And that happened for a few days or something, maybe when I was new. And then, she like, uh, like I said, well, that makes sense. Like, uh, let's just drink yesterday's coffee first, and then we'll start to, on today's coffee. Now, I don't work at Jones' location anymore, so I don't have that experience. So that's why I'm, like, uh, consuming my coffee differently. I just get up a lot earlier now so I can consume all my coffee before work and then on the way to work. Uh, so that's it about the co- my, me and coffee. Now let's get to Trader Joe's and coffee. 
So I really don't know what, uh, like I saw, I, I remember seeing like some of their coffee based, uh, products during this promotion. I think they had a coffee flavored Jojo that I thought about buying, but I didn't buy that because my main fear is if, if you can't have it, like what if there's caffeine in it, right? Like, uh, that's my whole thing with coffee ice cream. I like it, but I'm like, well, I don't want to be up. Like, it, like so if it's uh, for like, the best time to eat ice cream is, like, around after dinner if the sun's still out. And I don't want to be stuck awake because I had so, – so that's the thing. I avoid the, the coffee items. But there's two coffee items. Uh, one I've been using for at least a year is this uh, – they have a coffee rub for your meats and your fishes – and I think it's called like a coffee garlic barbecue rub. And I, I, I do like that rub. And I do have issues with it too. So, whole, you know, Trader Giotto, you better cover your ears. Uh, but uh, it does scorch uh, or burn. Or maybe they're using the scorched coffee. I didn't even think of that till just now. And that maybe make my make my blood scorch. But um like, so it's like a, it's something you put on like red meat. I, I put it on chicken and here's a pro tip, uh, pro am tip, uh, you know, put it on chicken thighs. If you eat chicken, uh, you buy like a pack of chicken thighs and and then you like uh, put, put this on there, maybe throw some vinegar and olive oil and there's a marinade. And then you could do this with chicken breasts. I'd probably pound out the chicken breast. So it's easier with chicken thighs. I realize we've had this conversation before that chicken thighs have more fat than chicken breasts, but they have more flavor. And they're also just way easier to cook. Um, they're way more forgiving because they have the fat content. But so marinate the chicken thighs, throw them on the grill, or, you know, if you don't have a grill, you can fry them or bake them or whatever. On a Sunday or a Saturday, and then pack them up either individually or you can chop them. Then I like to just put them in one container. So then you'll have about four, five, six uh, chicken thighs, and then you can have them for lunch either on a salad or in leftovers, like the Blue Apron. Like sometimes I'll have uh, some starch leftover, whether it's potatoes or rice. Or a pasta, and then you just put your pasta and chicken thighs uh, that are already flavored, uh, and there's salt in there, so that you're good to go. And then you can eat it cold or hot. Uh, you can reheat it. Uh, but the only thing is on the grill you have to watch because whatever something on there can get scorched, and then it gives you a little bit of a bitter off flavor, which I'm kind of adjusted to. It might be the garlic, uh and I don't know if the Trader Joe's science team is probably not listening to his podcast or cares, but, it, you know, otherwise you'd have amazing product, but it's still a pretty good product. Uh, then Trader Joe's was, uh, presented me with a challenge. Uh, and again, I don't know if it's going to be in this fearless flyer or not, but uh, a few months ago or maybe six months ago, they came out with this granola, uh, which, of course, and now I can't like almond butter granola. So it's a bag of granola with, made with some sort of almond butter as part of the flavoring or the construction. I don't know. And I don't always eat granola every single day. Actually, usually only eat it on uh, Thursday mornings and then maybe Friday morning if I need. But, but uh, like just because I'm in more of a hurry. But I really enjoy that with milk. Uh, like uh, that'll be a part of my breakfast uh, or my main part. Uh, 
or like, like I, I don't eat a lot of granola as a snack. Uh, I tend to just like it as a cereal and it's like got uh, almonds in there and granola stuff. And I did look at the bag and I think it has something like nine grams of sugar a serving. So it's really not that high. Um, I don't think, I mean, when you look at a soda, it's 30 grams. So, and I don't know what a serving is. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but it has, it has a little bit of fiber in there. It has the nuts. So it has good, healthy fats and it just tastes good. So that's been one of my things I usually will buy it if I'm out of it. And it has a Ziploc bag. So it will usually last like a month, uh, or three weeks that it takes me to eat a bag of it. But then as part of this coffee promotion, Trader Joe's had a, um, like a coffee granola. And I said, oh boy, like I have, there you go. That, that solves this conundrum. I have coffee in the morning. Let me have this coffee granola in the morning. And I don't know what they called it, uh, but it was pretty good. It wasn't as good as the, uh, the almond butter one. And I can say that because I had the almond butter one. This is a Friday night, so I had it Thursday morning. And I said, yeah, this is my baby. I'm back. Uh, I said, I liked that coffee. It was, it was a good new taste, uh, the coffee granola. But almond butter, I'm back for you. And I don't know, like, uh, I just, like, I mean, that's just a personal preference. But it was a good granola, that one. I'm trying to think what other products. I think there was a coffee scrub. I could try that if they still have it, uh. The next time I'm there, I don't know, make, I could scrub my elbows or something. And I'm sure they had a lot of other coffee products, like probably like a, a new coffee ice cream. Oh, those cold brewed coffee drinks. Uh, I've thought about buying them, but I say, oh boy. And I think I did buy one once, not there, but somewhere else. And I just felt like a, um, and I know cold brewed coffee is supposed to be smoother, less astringent or something. And I get it, but it's like, uh, I don't want to be upsold on something and I'm used to paying a dollar 85 for. So I think that's it. I guess I'll think if I think anything else, I'll interrupt myself. So we're, let's take a look at this, uh, May 2017 fearless flyer on the cover. It has two, what are these drafts uh, talking? One says, Joe, you've gone plaid. And if you mean I stand for excellent products at outstanding prices, then indeed, uh, that's the comic. Uh, I don't understand it. I don't know if it's, like, super ironic. Uh, I guess Joe, Trader Joe is the, the giraffe, though. Um, it says, uh, always sticking our necks out in the name of value, which I agree. I mean, I love it. This is, like, pretty much free advertising for Trader Joe's. If they were paying for this, I probably could live off a few months of my entire life expenses for this. So, but I, I, I mean, it is like uh, where I do all my shopping. And yeah, I guess you got me. Like, you play, like, if Trader this draft's playing me for a fool now that I realize it. Uh, but whatever, it's a win win situation. Because uh, I think I have a crush on one of the Trader Joe's workers again. So, they, that, I mean, it is a win-win. So, let's see what else. Uh, happy anniversary, Charles Shaw. So, that's for their two-buck chuck wine, which is now two ninety nine. Since I don't drink wine anymore, and my memories with Charles Shaw, I should probably just skip over that. But for anybody who doesn't have a Trader Joe's, a uh, little late for me to explain it, but... Uh, I'll explain to you Chuck, two buck Chuck and tra so Trader Joe's is a, uh, a supermarket where most of the products are store brand products like Trader Joe's brand products. 
I have no idea. At some point I read an article, so I don't know if the Tesco or Aldi or like Trader Joe's is related to that. So the Europeans, uh, we may be related to you in some way, uh, but I'm not positive on that. So again, you know, send, send a letter to, uh, like a daytime podcast, uh, like, um, your cease and desists. But so that's what Trader Joe's is. They're known for having a very good bargain. Cause five, as I said, that's my marker five ninety nine for coffee. That's very drinkable. That's tough to compete. If you go to the mainstream supermarket, I think you, if you get out of there five ninety nine, you're lucky, but it won't be drinkable. Or you'll be like confronted with a choice, you know, or too many choices, whatever that's called. So two buck chuck is this Charles Shaw wine, and you could probably Google it. Um, but it's Trader Joe's is like massively purchasing, like unsold wine or something from wineries. Uh, and then putting it in their own brand bottles so uh, they can sell it at a very low price. It used to be $2, so it's called Two Buck Chuck, for an entire bottle of wine. And they have it in all the wine varietals. Uh, and most of the time it would be drinkable. Sometimes I don't think it, like for me, it never mattered. So that's why I got to skip over it. I got to move on because, uh, yeah, I'm just because me. So let's see, organic fair trade coffee. Oh, I don't drink anymore. That's in case anybody's like, uh, that's why I can't, I can't be talking about wine anymore. Holy cow. Luckily, the, ne- the next item will totally take my mind off it. But so, uh, not this item, but the one after it. Then they also have organic fair, fair trade coffee, seven ninety nine for a 14 ounce can. So that's, maybe I'll try that. That's the breakfast brew. The only thing is, I like I've bought other coffees from there. I'm so used to the French roast that uh, wor- it's worrisome. But then here's an item I do like: chocolate chip sandwich cookies, uh, and they come three ninety nine for an eight ounce box, which I think has four of them in there. Uh, they're chocolate chip cookies with ice cream and uh, like a vanilla ice cream. Wait a second. Wait, this might be different. A thin, thin layer of chocolate filling is spread generously between two crispy buttery chocolate chip cookies. Very buttery is key here. I'm going to have to go over there and look at this. Because uh, one I'm used to is kind of like the Nestle Toll House ice cream sandwich cookies, which are chocolate chip. And they they, they just have two nice big soft cookies uh, with uh, ice cream. And then they have... Uh, Chocolate chips around the outside too, and those are delicious. And they're just like the ones, uh, the brand name ones. You know, they're just good enough when you bite in. It's not. Uh, it, there's they're chewy, and I don't know they're 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 five star must purchase product. Occasionally though, you can burn out. Like right now, I'll be honest, I'm burned out of them, and I haven't had them in like six months. Uh, but for a while, it was like my go to comfort. You know, d- dessert. So. Uh, so that's the front page. Then let's jump to the back page. Uh, and there's some, this is some good bulk purchase items on here and, and re- the items I do purchase. Uh, so there's a three cheese Pomodoro pasta sauce. Sometimes, uh, simple is the best way. Uh, this is a, like a great example. They say slow cooked olive oil, garlic and basil, Parmesan, Romano and Asiago. And you know you could cook it up with something. It's two ninety nine for a twenty five ounce jar. 
And this is in my regular purchase rotation, I think. Uh, I'd have to see the jar in front of me, but I'm pretty sure this is. So when I make pizza, every Friday I make pizza with the, what is the the um, cook's name? I don't know the person's name, but uh, like the no-need pizza dough recipe. I make my own pizza dough. I use the no-need pizza dough recipe, Bon Appetit, uh, plenty of places to find it. And this is, but I don't use pizza. Well, sometimes I'll use Trader Joe's pizza sauce, but more often than not, I guess now I'm on a try rotation. So when I go to Trader Joe's, I'll, I'll like uh, every other week about, maybe every month, I'll either buy Trader Joe's pizza sauce that comes in a jar, Trader Joe's, and of course I don't drink, but when you cook like a Trader Joe's a vodka cream tomato sauce, doesn't have any vodka taste at all. Because I drank, you know, I drank a bottle of it. You know, I'm just kidding, but uh, it's a really nice creamy tomato sauce. If you like a creamy tomato, and then the Surrey cheese pomodoro sauce, all of them make great uh, uh, pizza sauces. And actually, you'd be surprised when you put a creamy tomato. Uh, if you were looking to impress anybody, they'll say, "Wow, this pizza sauce is different, but it's great." And, and like they don't know it's creamy pasta sauce. Uh, no, not, not Alfredo sauce. This is like a tomato-based sauce. Uh, now, you do need, if you are making your own pizza, make sure to have uh, garlic powder and onion powder. You can get garlic powder at Trader Joe's. I don't think you can get onion powder there. But anytime you're making pizza and you're putting a store-bought sauce on it, it needs a little boost of a little sprinkle of uh, garlic powder and onion powder. And again, that's going to be the thing that makes a real difference. Like if you want to impress your kids or, uh, you know, imagine, imaginary dates or whatever, you do, you know, like uh, put my case studies aside, it, it makes it taste a lot better. And actually, I might as well go on because I do uh, bring these uh, pizzas to, uh, well, especially like, uh, let's see, um, well, let me get in. I guess let's let's take a little tangent here because... Um, you can use these no-need pizza doughs if you have to go to, uh, like, if you find out you have to go somewhere and bring a dish. Uh, it makes it so easy. Now, here's some way to take what I'm saying and make it even easier and use Trader Joe's, which is at Trader Joe's. And I think I've, I think this was one of my first uh, real-time recipe episodes. Uh, uh, yeah, so listen to it. But there's Trader Joe's in the frozen section is frozen non and they have a garlic naan and a regular naan, N-A-A-N, naan, like uh, if you're eating an Indian restaurant. It's a wonderful flatbread, but it's frozen, but it's already baked. Uh, and those make amazing last-minute pizzas uh, for, um, what is it called when you have to bring a dish? Uh, potluck, if you, if you get invited somewhere. And here's how you make it for a potluck. And I think I've shared this on that real-time recipe episode, but it's really easy. You get the garlic naan, you get one of those three sauces I talked about. Make sure you have the garlic powder and the onion powder. And you heat your oven up as hot as it'll go. Then, uh, like, like uh, you get whole milk or mozzarella. And if you want another cheese blend, uh, that's fine. But buy the whole milk mozzarella ball, shred that. And then uh, usually you could cook it on like a sheet, whatever, a sheet pan. 
and you, still, you need olive oil, which hopefully you have at home. I just ran out. My life is like in a bit of like chaos because I don't have any olive oil in the house. Uh, but put some olive oil on the sheet pan. If you have like a brush, spread it on there. Then put the naan on there. Then put the sauce on there with a spoon, just like you're making a pizza because you are. Then... Like, also, don't listen to these if you like, don't listen to the whole thing before you make your shopping list. Then put a cheese on, or put the garlic powder and the onion powder. Then you're going to put cheese on there. Then to the side, what you're going to do, you're also going to buy basil and tomatoes. And then you're going to slice, thinly slice round tomatoes and chop up some basil and garlic. Yes, you're going to use garlic twice. Uh, Unless you're going to somebody's house that hates garlic or something, and you could chop up or rip up the basil, and then you're going to make a nice margarita pizza. So then you're going to put the tomatoes on the cheese. You're going to take that brush and you're going to brush the tomatoes with the olive oil. You're going to sprinkle some salt and pepper on the, you know, not too much, uh, but right on the tomatoes, so it's soaking into that olive oil. And then you're going to put the basil, on, like, on the tomato and on the cheese and stuff, and then the garlic uh, on the tomatoes and the cheese. And then you're going to stick it in the oven and, you know, just keep an eye on it. I, I can't remember because I haven't. it's been a while since I made a margarita with the naan, but it'll cook pretty fast. You want your oven preheated for, like, 30 minutes at the top, uh, highest setting. Also, I'm not a chef, so don't take any of this as cooking advice, you know, legal advice or anything, uh, but uh, that you bring that to a party, and you don't you don't even like, uh, and you cut it into whatever size. You can bring two, and uh, it, you, believe me, you'll be the bell of the friggin' ball. Or you can listen to the real time real time episode, real time recipe episode, probably a few years old, because you can also use the lavash from Trader Joe's. But the issue with the lavash, lavash is. You got to use it that week because it, it's not frozen. The, the good thing about the um, naan is you keep it in the freezer. So you can keep it in there for six months. And then, you know, every six months is about how often I leave the house, you know, to do something other than work on the podcast or go to work. So, like, that, that's, you know, then I need it. I say, oh, boy, I got to bring something to this freaking house. So that's this three cheese pomodoro sauce. And there's also sea cell ridge potato chips. Uh, which I think are probably good if you're like, I guess for me, I'm not a big potato chip. I'm not a big snacker. Uh, I mean, like, unless I'm like obscenely hungry, I don't do a lot of snacking. I mean, except desserts, uh, after dinner and desserts, I'm a dessert lover. And it's not that I don't love snacks and potato chips. It's just like, I'm so busy. Like I don't really even have downtime to be like, oh, I could use a snack. But these, like these kind of chips, again, I've talked about this on the Trader Joe's episodes before. You'll be surprised at how good a Trader uh, Trader Joe's potato chip, especially anything. I guess most of potato chips, and maybe like, uh, you know, depending on the flavor, uh, go with uh, what's this stuff called that's made from chickpeas with hummus. But I owe yeah with a ridge cut potato chip you probably need like something like maybe a little what's that like the onion one, like a French onion dip which I don't know if Trader Joe's I bet you they do have French onion dip so I would go with that sea salt ridge potato chips I haven't had them but they sound good. As a matter of fact I just don't like plain potato chips I mean I guess that's like blame it on the kettle cooked you know uh, and over flavored chips but uh, plain potato chip. 
without delivering some sort of topping, whether it be hummus or uh, French onion or some cheese. And again, maybe a plain potato chip and a cheese-based thing don't go together anyway. Uh, or whatever, you know, I don't, I don't know. That's just not who I am. I guess I'm a picky person. But here you go. Pack your, pack your wallets because I'm going to really save you some money now, maybe. Because it, and maybe we're going down controversy lane because the Trader Joe's sunscreen options are here. And I have multiple bottles of both of these, the SPF lotion and the SPF 30 lotion and the SPF 50 spray. Now, I will say this. Unfortunately, we don't live in Europe. In, in, uh, like, like, uh, so we have to kind of, as consumers, uh, especially with your, when you're a parent and you're constantly on the move, you kind of got to decide what you're going to consume and like, uh, where you're going to, anxiety is going to lay. And my anxiety always lays on the side of like, uh, have, always have sunscreen and always have it on when you're outside. Now, we don't have the same sunscreen policies here as they do in Europe, and I think they're a little bit better in Europe. So I'm not 100% sold on these sunscreens, uh, but I don't want to get into it because I don't really know what I'm talking about, and I'm losing my voice. Uh, that was interesting. Big sunscreens just come in and, like, uh, made my voice go bad. But uh, but anyway, like, uh, so I buy both these sunscreens. The spray is, uh, they're both five ninety nine. And one is a spray because my daughter hates putting on sunscreen. And one is a lotion. And I, I like the viscosity of the lotion. It's actually a very high viscosity lotion. And uh, I guess I have to put my, I don't know, like, uh, so I like keep like a spray and a lotion in the trunk of my car and in, right by our front door. Uh, because then always you say, look, let's slather some sunscreen on here. So, and it's just five ninety nine again for the spray. Like, otherwise, at the big supermarkets, you kind of got to, like, uh, you got to go up and then you got to see what's on special because usually, like, uh, again, you got all these choices and then you, there's, like, I, I don't know if there's a monopoly. Again, I, I'm always accusing these companies of monopolies, but it's more of a sunscreen oligarchy or whatever. And then you, like, say, well, that's $8.99. That's, then this is on Club Special. This is just easy. You get the spray and the lotion unless you only use one. Um, or, you know, you're really delivered by your sunscreen, which God bless you if you are. Like, uh, I don't have the discipline to do that. And, and then you can get the sunscreen you want wherever, if you're buying it on Amazon or from a local shop or whatever. But this is just like uh, for your harried consumer. Just grab one of each and then you got freaking sunscreen. Like, uh and if you're going on vacation, I don't know if you can take these on planes, but holy cow, five ninety nine. I mean, if you've ever been in anywhere, and then you're like, holy cow, like uh, that's a really good price for sunscreen, in my, in my opinion. Okay, so let's uh, let's just run through here. Uh, so they have spiraling into me- meal time. Uh, where they're talking about carrot spirals in their freezers. I haven't seen this. They talk about rice broccoli and rice cauliflower. Uh, there's, oh, I might have to try this. Two ingredients in every bag, carrots and sea salt. Uh, they're steamed and cooked uh, and have an al dente texture. So, it's a, oh, I guess it's almost like a carrot spiral pasta. 
pasta pretenders, they call it. Huh, interesting. I've never tried, and I never tried the riced uh, broccoli or carrots or whatever, broccoli or cauliflower. So I don't have any experience with those. Uh, oh, you can cook them in a skillet from frozen. That's pretty nice that they're frozen. So maybe I'll try that. Uh, then this next one I have tried, Euro slices or gyro slices. Um, it's three ninety nine. I did buy these. I think gyros or gyros are one of those uh, things uh, that are better suited towards the professionals. Like, uh, it's really hard to get all of the, um, like, you got to get the, the cucumber sauce, and then you got to get the filling, and then you got to get the meat right. And I tried it, and I just couldn't do it. I think I tried it twice, but the meat is good. And Trader Joe's does have some decent pita and flatbread options. Um, but uh, so I don't like, uh, I guess if you want to make your own Nero's or Giro's or Gyro's, uh, go for it. I, the meat is good, but it's just, I think, the totally pulling it together uh, to me is risky. Teeny tiny bag of avocados, two sixty nine for a bag of six. That's a pretty good price. I don't know how small they are. Um it's one place that Trader Joe's, like, their avocados do feel pricey, probably because they're, like, uh, they grown someplace locally or considerate. Like, but if you go to a big supermarket, uh, usually the avocados are a lot less uh, expensive and they're riper. And that's another issue I have with avocados is if, uh, if they're, like, uh, not ripe, then I forget about, you know, you miss their window. Okay, chocolate almond butter, butter tart. I don't have that. Uh, that sounds a little bit too intense for my taste. Uh, Korean-style barbecue sauce. I, I haven't had this. I think I've seen the bottle. Sweet and savory with a kick. Uh, um, uh, $2.99. Uh, so I don't know. Like, think about it. Uh, Trifore Colore Pasta. Three-color pasta. I don't know. Now I look for, when I buy my pasta, I'm looking at the usually I look at the label to see uh, what the um, I'm looking for like a multi grain or something that has uh, what do you call that stuff uh, fiber in it. So usually if I buy pasta, which is rare anyway, I, 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 like I'm not too worried about the color or the look of it. Uh, organic chicken drumsticks still one ninety nine a pound. Now, now this one, oh boy, Trader Joe's, I feel bad sometimes. I used to buy these, and for my daughter's dinner, if I was going to have, uh, like, a, like if I was going to have some other kind of chicken, I would buy her these drumsticks, thinking that kids love, love drumsticks. But I think I just loved drumsticks as a kid. Uh, maybe because it reminded me, you know, I pretended I was a Viking. I'd never been to Disney theme park, so it wasn't that idea of having that giant turkey leg. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it was just like... Uh, like, you think kids today, I don't want to say that, but, like, kids that are raised, like, even me, I was kind of raised in the era of, like, uh, boneless, skinless chicken breasts. And, you know, kids that, 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 that like, uh, that were raised in that kind of environment, Wonder Bread environment, I'd say. Like, Nancy, if you're raised Nancy Reagan style, no offense, but uh, you don't get exposed to, like, uh, bone-in chicken in that experience, which is actually more flavorful but it also has other things like you got your car, you know, you got the skin, you've got these other textures that kids might find unappealing. And especially if you're not, I, I, I always buy them. I'm like, oh, drumsticks are so easy to cook. Uh, 
But then I realized, like, well, if you're only cooking drumsticks, um, otherwise they're not. So, but one ninety nine a pound is pretty good if you can, if you can cook them right. And and then I guess if you take the time to um, marinate them. Okay, so that's that. Uh, organic broccoli florets in a bag. I I buy my broccoli. Um, I buy heads of broccoli. What for a while I was buying. Um, and Trader Joe's doesn't make it anymore, and there was an off flavor sometimes, so I could see why they don't make it anymore. They did have a carrot, cauliflower, broccoli, and a steam in the bag, uh, but it did. So then organic ranch dressing, eh, like, uh, like um, if you if you like ranch, I'd go for it. But uh, I don't know. I guess I save my ranch for restaurants, uh, teriyaki, seaweed snacks. I don't buy those. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, three forty nine. I guess because it's like eating paper. Organic chia bars. Um, let's see how much these are. Two ninety nine. Oh, for a five pack. Uh, I don't know. I guess chia is one that I've never gotten into. I guess it's really good for you, but um, I don't know. Again, I, I'm one of those people. The mouthfeel of chia is just not for me. Organic uh, fair trade raw honey. I might buy this. I did buy, I don't know if it was this one, but I did buy raw honey. And I do, I'm trying to up my honey intake because uh, I've been drinking. It committed also, I don't, th- I don't think this was like a New Year's resolution, but I've gotten back on having, uh, what do you call that, iced tea for, for my drink. Uh, usually, like instead of caught, like around 10 or 10 30. I'll drink a iced tea until lunch, and I'll put a little honey in there. Yeah, so I think I've had this honey in there. I try to make a simple syrup of honey. Did I talk about this in a podcast episode or maybe just with friends? Uh, uh, because that way I know it's like I can pour it right in. Like I use like a thermos, and I put a – actually, I buy my tray – like I get like a half a tajava or whatever it's called, which is a black iced tea. And then Trader Joe's. I think I've talked about this. I think I talked about it maybe in another podcast episode. And then I buy uh, Trader Joe's has these jugs of uh, half green tea, half white tea with mint. So I'll make uh, half green tea, half white tea, half black tea, and then lem- like uh, lemon and then uh, honey. But the simple syrup honey. Uh, I haven't quite figured out that recipe yet, but it, but it just it makes it easier to pour. You know, if your honey uh, isn't isn't flowing, and, and to like dissipate within the drink, um, organic argan oil. Don't know what that is. Uh, I think it's for your body. Seven one point seven ounce. Probably wouldn't get that. Uh, there's a pirate on here. He says, "I we've sailed the seas to bring you argo oil." I see the cold brew latte dessert bars. Uh, Frozen treat. I might actually get that, but again, that would be the issue of uh, when are you going to drink it. Uh, French ice cream. Uh, that's good. Seafood paella. I'm allergic to shrimp, uh, so I try to avoid. And I try to avoid, or I'm allergic to shellfish, uh, so that probably is not my thing because uh, it probably has uh, shellfish in there. Mac and cheese pizza bowl. Pizza, mac, and cheese. Uh, that sounds interesting. Uh, I haven't even seen that in the store. I'd have to think about trying that. Barbecue chicken pizza. 
Trader Joe's does have, like, I, 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 like, I think frozen pizza when you're buying in a store is just like, uh, like that's a desperate move. Uh, like, you can ask yourself the question on your own. No matter if you get the ones that are supposed to be rising in your oven or they're just frozen and you just cook them. Have you ever had something, a piece, pre-made pizza from a supermarket that's been better than tolerable? And I would say the answer is no. And, and the only ones I've had that have been decent have been Trader Joe's has like a Greek pizza. And it's never, the consistency and mouthfeel are only tolerable but it has like a, like a different Greek like olives and stuff that I wouldn't replicate at home, and olives always pack a very flavorful punch. Uh, a Mediterranean, maybe it's called the Mediterranean pizza, but like uh, that one is decent, uh, but mostly because it's so flavorful. So take it from me, just avoid that sriracha pot stickers that has um, shellfish. Uh, roasted corn with coheated cheese. That's uh, like these are. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. I don't know. Is that frozen? We're selling it in fourteen ounce bag. Yeah, so it might be frozen. My freezer's always full, so that's one issue. Uh, vegan tikka masala. Tell you what, if you want to make a like a. Uh, these, these, I think this is the one that's really popular, uh, and people buy it by the case. Uh, but I don't know if I've ever had it. Uh, raspberries, whole pineapple, uh, vegetable spring rolls. Those are the kind of vegetable spring rolls might be good for your kids' lunch if you want to mix it up. Uh, green onions, 99 cents a bag. If you start working with a uh, blue onion, you're really going to start to get hooked on green onions. So that's good. Fresh spring roll. So there's another spring roll option. Oh, here's something. I have southwestern chopped salad. So, like, uh, I do sometimes buy salad kits, and this is one I bought. And it had a little bit too much uh, going on with it. Um, it had cheese. It had pepitas, like pumpkin seeds. It had a sauce. And it had it was like a chopped up salad, like a, like it says a chopped salad, and it was just a little bit too. I don't know, it didn't do it for me, and my daughter absolutely loathed it. I mean, I think maybe the issue was this: a chopped salad, but it has toppings. Like the main thing that catches toppings are the leaf leafy greens. Um, so if it's chopped, it's just a big mess. And especially I eat my salad on a plate. So that might be an issue with the chopped salad. If you're in a bowl, you might be in better shape because you could be spooning it and getting everything. But on a plate, like, I guess I need the structural integrity of leafy greens. Hearts of palms medallions, I don't know what that is. Uh, living butter lettuce. Uh, it sounds interesting, but it sounds like a, like a... I don't know, like that you're like, uh, I don't know, no, like, uh, okay, let's just move on. Uh, Heavenly Villaggio Marzano tomatoes in a bag. I'll probably get those this week. I haven't tried them, but I love, Trader Joe's has a couple other small plum tomato options. Uh, And, you know, the canned tomatoes you're supposed to buy are the San Marzano tomatoes. Uh, They cost more. But they're supposed to taste more. Fresh mozzarella. I love fresh mozzarella, but I don't buy it because um, 
just a little too spendy. Uh, Persian cucumbers, sweet and seedless. It sounds wonderful for a salad uh, topping option. Uh, just a handful of olives. Uh, uh, that's like for an pasta platter. So if you're having a, a party, that might be a good option. Wait a second. They're 99 cents. Uh, so that might be a snack size. Two serving package. Uh, oh, yeah. So uh, dried Montgomery cherries. That's another option for your salad topping. Sweet and tart. You might have to chop those up. Uh, they talk about a bunch of wine. Uh, eight fl- sunflowers for three ninety nine. So that's a pretty good deal, it's, you know, because you could, you could spread them around. You could give four people two sunflowers, seven people at work. Uh, how about that? Bring them to work. Just spread them around. I've always meant to buy flowers at Trader Joe's. I just haven't, uh, unless I was in a desk, you know, where I needed them for something, uh, which, you know, that doesn't. Uh, but they're pretty good price, three ninety nine for petite bouquets. Uh, Angus beef, ground beef patties. Um, you're better off just making your, like, just buy ground beef or uh, make your own patties. Uh, choice premium ribeye steaks. I have bought steaks at Trader Joe's before. They tend to be pretty decent. Uh, jerky, uh, I haven't had much luck with. They keep making me do that. Bavette steaks, craft beer marinated bavette steaks. Uh, I haven't seen that one. I'm going to have to keep an eye out for that. Fresh cheese tortellini. Now, that, that's another real-time recipe we did. Uh, $2.99 uh, for a 10-ounce package. That's a pretty good deal, and that, that'll make a tasty, uh, a tasty meal, even if, if you just have some, like, bacon... Or something else, and then that three cheese pomodoro sauce. They said well, that would be good with uh, chicken. Salsa verde. I do like the salsa verde. If you're making those um, uh, chicken thighs in a, a pan, and you're like frying them, you could like uh, degrease, deglaze the pan with uh, that, and then it adds a really nice sauce. It thickens up. Uh, jalapeno chicken sausage. I haven't tried that. That sounds decent. There could be grilled chicken strips. You just do that yourself. Whole grain, crisp bread, tra- trail mix. Trader Joe's has decent trail mix. Uh, like the thing with trail mix is you just got to remember where you put it and then make sure you're eating it, consuming it on a regular basis. Uh, triple cream brie. That sounds good. Ooh, artichoke jalapeno dip. That sounds pretty good. I haven't had that though. Uh, Roth pistachio nut meats, uh, simply nutty bars. I was buying those last year. My daughter didn't like them, and they're four ninety nine uh, for five of them. So then afterwards, I said these are a dollar a bar, but they're pretty good. They're mostly nuts. Uh, so yeah, this is like the nut section of the Fearless Flyer. He says, speaking of nuts, scoots, uh, refresh body wash. I tried that. I didn't like. Uh, doesn't it's not very good for bubble like if you get a body wash and you have a kid, it better make a good bi- bubble bath. Uh, no offense, uh, but like uh, you'll you won't get my money if I buy a body wash. You know you could fool me once uh, and maybe I'll forget like after a year or two, and buy it again. But if you if you if you, you uh, I don't use a body wash, but if I buy it, then maybe I will once in a while say, Ooh, I'm using a body wash instead of soap, man. This is a Look at world, you know. But most of the time, I'm using it for a bubble bath for my daughter. 
Maybe she uses it to clean herself. Maybe it just sits up there. I don't know. But if you like, uh, if you're giving me limp, like a low bubbling, uh, it, it just drives. I said, "What the heck did I? You know how much did I? How much soap did I just put in there?" I mean, it is reassuring to give your kid a bath, like put a kid in a bath uh, with soap in there, because then you say, "Well, maybe they'll counteract, you know, when they're peeing in there." You know, at least they'll like, at least they'll stay even because you'll have the citrus smell. But if you have the bubbles, then you don't even have to see it, and the kids can play with the bubbles. So I think I remember that not having great bubbles. Low calorie lemonade. I make my own lemonade when I remember. With uh, I just make a simple syrup with uh, lem- like uh, lemon juice. I think it's like one cup of sugar, half a cup of water, half a cup of lemon juice, and then some lemon rinds. Uh, melt the sugar, leave it to sit, and strain out the rinds, uh, or whatever you call that. It's zest, they call it. It's really the rinds. Uh, I guess you're zesting the rinds, uh, zested rinds. Uh, but that's good. And then you can make a low calorie or high calorie. It just depends on how much you add. But they, they, I like a limeade, but I think they do have a low carry limeade. Sunflower oil, I don't know what that is, don't have it. Mexicali salad, uh, maybe I'll try that. Uh, cultured salt, salted butter, that sounds fancy. Uh, oh, oh, almond Danish pastry, I've been looking for this, I haven't seen it, I love that thing. So when they have that, uh, I think that's the one I like. It comes in like, no, oh, that's the Kringle. Uh, I guess that's maybe that's different. Um, I love that Kringle. They have it at the holidays. So uh, you've heard me talk about it. I'll, I'll eat it over. I cut it into four sections. Maybe it's two sections. Yeah, no. And then I freeze half of it. Uh, it oh man, that is the best. It's like a Danish, uh, but better for because it's from Dan. You know, it's a Danish pastry. Uh, pine nuts, my daughter's allergic to those. Uh, almond butter granola, you already heard it from me. That stuff is great. Uh, so for three forty nine for a 12-ounce bag, really over time here. So I'm giving you like a lot of but I want to get through this. Birthday cake candy bar, I want to buy. I'll definitely buy that. I, never, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, that sounds great. Uh, <laughs> man, I might drive there right now. Uh, just for that, uh, marshmallows. I, I still have marshmallows that are a couple years old in my cupboard. You know, afraid to even open the bag. Honey graham crackers. Like, uh, I, I personally, I think s'mores are overrated because this is all their s'more, uh, than they have chocolate. I think s'mores are more about the anticipation and the production than the consumption. It just, or maybe it's just that, uh, I've never had a s'more. I think I, I, I tried, like, the cinnamon um, uh, graham crackers once, thinking that would help. I think it's just a dryness. Maybe it's just getting the chocolate wrong. I don't know. Um, Four-pack of pineapple juice, uh, $2.99. Sometimes I'll buy that and have that, like, a mocktail with the pineapple juice and uh, coconut water. And that tastes pretty good. Unsweetened sunflower seed spread. I don't know what that is. I do have sunflower seed butter, though, uh, that I do eat in the morning. Your toast. Uh, well, that's just a bunch of different breads. Uh, here's healthy and delicious uh, hummus. Uh, it tastes great with chips, I tell you that. Cream cheese, uh, pastrami-style salmon. 
Those are good for if you're having a brunch. We get some capers, though. Everything but the bagel. That's a season, bagel seasoning blend. Uh, I haven't tried that. Irish breakfast tea. That sounds good. Organic coconut almond chia cereal. Not a chia fan. And coffee. So that's it. That's it with the Trader Joe's Fearless Flyer review. And, you know, mostly me chatting by chatting you up. But I hope, you know, that it can carry you forward to your next shopping journey. Thanks for listening and good night. All right, everybody, welcome to another uh, episode of the Fearless Flyer Review, where I review the Fearless, Fearless Flyer, which is kind of like a, somewhere between a catalog and a piece of marketing. It comes in the mail, and they give it out to the store, Trader Joe's. And Trader Joe's is a smaller... If you're an I don't know if they take investors, but I was like, uh, with all this grocery store stuff going on, uh, Trader Joe's is really a good job, like making money per square foot. I know that much. Uh, I read that somewhere in the news. Uh, apparently, they don't make enough to pay me anything, and so I pay them. So this isn't a sponsored. If it is, you know, if it is, you'll hear me laughing uh, in some sort of sub in. But uh, so Trader Joe's is a smaller grocery store. Most of their items would be considered store brand or generic. Uh, the generic might be you know, like because they name the stuff uh, and they try to give it nice packaging. So it'd be more store brand. Uh, not that different than Costco has Kirkland Signature. So I guess that's a little different, though. Uh, where Trader Joe's, it's like Trader Joe's or they have Italian stuff, Trader Giotto. And so they have this way of letting people know, like of steering your attention, I guess, called the Fearless Flyer. It's printed on newsprint or paper, and uh, it kind of goes through like what like what products they want to highlight or what seasonal products they have or what new products they have. And when you look at it as a piece of marketing, it really is brilliant. It's kind of like it has a nostalgia element. Uh, it has a lot of humor, and it also highlights stuff. It, it does entice you. I mean, it, or at least it entices me. I can't speak for everybody. And so every 50 episodes or so, I'd like to go through the Fearless Flyers. Uh, this time I have, like, we'll be looking back on the summer. As you're listening to this episode, we'll be in the uh, pumpkin season. But we'll probably do those, you know, after. This is a look back always, uh, you know, so I had time to test stuff out. And, yes, I do most of my shopping I use a meal delivery blue apron and then Trader Joe's. Uh, that's how I do. I don't like the big super supermarkets. Uh, I mean, I find Trader Joe's it offers very good pricing as well. And it, as I say, like one of my, like I look at the, uh, the milk my daughter drinks, the cost of a pound of coffee that tastes good. Also, I think cheese sticks, uh, like whatever they're called, string cheese, like uh, you think that even is like a good barometer of uh, value. But so Trader Joe's is just a small supermarket. I, I think it's spreading across the country. In some places, it might be over busy. Uh, where I live, let's see, there's a Trader Joe's like in my area next to a big supermarket. Now, you do have to go to a big supermarket or something if you need something like uh, bleach or distilled vinegar or, uh, as we found out in one episode, wow, Worc Worcestershire sauce, stuff like that. Trader Joe's it doesn't have everything. Uh, so we, I actually have two Fearless Flyers here from the summer. They really were uh, going hard. Uh, 
And this time I was trying to highlight some of the art on it because it starts with the Summer Times. It looks like a newspaper, a tabloid newspaper. And it's from uh, June 2017. It says, We Dive in Deep and Keep It Light, uh, Volume 1, Number 6.5. And I don't know what that means. Also, Fearless Flyers trademarked, uh, but I'm, you know, this is free advertising, so don't bother me, please. And it has like a beautiful, like, um, watercolor on the uh, header part of the page, along with uh, some sort of uh, crustacean. Uh, like a, a shrimp or something in a top, it doffing its top hat and cane, and then some birds flying, and then the um, the shrimp or whatever saying, "Are you Scandinavian?" And then it says parentheses swimmers, page four. Uh, so let's check this out. First front page, we have uh, a taste of refreshment as the first section. It talks about the watermelon effect, which is just Trader Joe's watermelons for two ninety nine. They didn't purchase any watermelons this year, but it says a thump will reveal a hollow sound, and the, the rind should be dull and easy to scratch. Uh, they do like watermelon. I just find like uh, it's just me and my daughter, so we're buying a whole watermelon. I don't know. I guess I don't love I like watermelon. I don't love it uh, because it doesn't get hot here in the northern part of California. Uh, or who are we kidding? We're in the middle of California, I think. You're the upper, the bottom of the top 33% or whatever. Northern California, I guess. Uh, but it, uh, what am I like? Uh, what's this? Ge- mistaken geography class? But so, yeah, I don't buy a lot of watermelon. Uh, this is another one, Organic Mango Lemonade. I haven't tried this, mostly because uh, I make my own lemonade, or try to. And I'm not, like, I like mango occasionally, uh, but again, it's not, like, something I crave. Like, you know, when you're eating somewhere, you say, hmm, what is that taste? And they say, well, it's a mango lemonade. You say, hmm, it's good. Uh, I think, like, there's this, uh, yeah, like, so... I haven't tried that, but now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, oh, I could drink that. 64 ounces for three seventy nine, uh, And so when summer's over, you can create it in an instant with just a tiny taste. Uh, then they have uh, like a nice hand with a spoon full of matcha uh, powder, matcha tea powder. And this has kind of been a big thing, at least in the Bay Area, for maybe five or six years. I still, I think I've had matcha tea. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing it, and then, you know, like museums have started these night events. I think there was like a, uh, one of the nighting events was called matcha. I don't know if I'm, I mean, it looks like M-A-T-C-H-A. They have matcha Jojo's, which are their sandwich cookies, like Oreo Hydrox. Yeah, these are more two crunchy golden biscuity cookies with a sweet cream filling flavored with real matcha green tea powder. Enough said. So if you like that, I mean, it's probably gone because this is from June 2017, but maybe next summer. And uh, I like I don't like I guess I don't know the difference between matcha tea and green tea. Let's see what it says. Unsweetened matcha green tea. It comes in a little green can, unsweetened, uh, refreshing matcha green tea. Crack open a can and uh, oh, so this is in a can. It's best served chill, 99 cents each can. So that's a tr- like a matcha green tea. 
So I think I had it maybe the last time was I had a tea shop with my brother, and I think I like it. Um, it's like a powder, green powder. I don't know if it's a superfood, okay? My brain, part of my brain just asked me, is this considered a superfood? Maybe we should buy a bunch of it. I don't know. But let me get to, like, literally the buy, like, I'd say the buy of the summer is coming up after one more thing that I literally just tried. So I have some personal experience of these next two things. The first is honey mango cream shave. Uh, the cream for a clean, close uh, shave, leaving your skin smooth and refreshed uh, with pleasant sense of mango and honey. Uh, gentle, creamy, non-foaming, foaming, uh, paraben-free, vitamin E, aloe vera, 349 for a squeezable tube, a smooth value, they say. And I literally just bought this yesterday and used it. I haven't shaved with a razor. I I know uh, the last time I can remember shaving with a razor is April of 2016. I know since then I shaved one other time with a razor because when I got to work, people thought there was, they said, what's going on with you? You okay? And I said, no, I shaved with a razor because uh, usually I just like trim I don't know. I, I like to be, you know, I'm, I'm an introvert. I like to be cloaked, uh, even with a little facial hair. But, you know, I'll just trim my, you know, I'll, I'll use a re- electric thing, beard trimmer, go down to one. And then once the kids at work start making fun of me, then I trim it. I just let my hair grow. Yeah, but at the time it's recording, my brother's getting married. So I wanted to shave like a, like a few days ahead of time, you know, so I didn't do it the first time before the day, you know, before his wedding. So this, a uh, couple of days ago, I picked up this guy said, I need shaving cream. I had, I had gone so long. I'd had some shave gel in my shower. And the only time I'd used it was twice in the last 18 months. So literally twice in the last 18 months. And because of the exposure to whatever humidity or whatever in my shower, it didn't work. It, it had stuff in there, and I tried everything I could to get it out, but it was. It said, "No, this is we've been sitting around too long." Uh, so I bought this honey man- mango sh- cream shave thing, and it, you know, w- like I did a pre-shave with an electric, and then I shaved, uh, and it had been a while, so it wasn't exactly. I did get a very smooth shave. The stuff smelled wonderful. And I probably the jury's out, like, because I'll shave two or three more times for the wedding. Uh, but I really did like the smell. I said, hmm, this smells really good. And it, sh- it seemed to do good shaving. It's just, I guess I have, like, a, you know, I have baby soft skin, by the way. Uh, th- that's why I got to cover it up. That's, like, the only thing I can remember about Archie Bunker. I-, I think, like, I was a little bit too young for that show. And we studied it in a class in college, you know, about uh, Archie's... Uh, belief system and uh, kind of kind of like uh whatever not too important but i remember one episode the one thing he kept secret was that he had baby soft skin and and uh, his wife edith revealed that uh, uh to his neighbors or something and um so uh, i guess i'd say I'd, i don't know if i'd grade this i'd say well i think so far so good but this one, this next one is the deal, the deal of the summer. And I have bought two of these and I'm, I've had to tempt to tell myself not to buy any more. And as someone that like does a lot of walking, care, like have multiple backpacks and that records podcasts on location. And again, at the price, at this price point, you really cannot beat this. And when you think about, uh, 
people that overthink stuff. This is called the mineral sunscreen stick. And it's formulated with non-nano zinc oxide, meaning its particles are large enough uh, to create a top-of-the-skin barrier, water-resistant up to eight minutes, uh, blended with coconut and olive oils or avocado oils, natural waxes, and other stuff. Doesn't leave behind a chalky white residue. Pomba-free, fragrance-free, never tested on animals, Five ninety-nine a stick. And it's one of those little rectangular sunscreen sticks. And I have one in my, like, uh, go kit for recording on-location podcasts, along with uh, headache medicine and cough drops and lip balm. Because that's the worst if you're out recording a podcast uh, and you realize you don't have sunscreen. You know, like, uh, and then for backpacks, when I walk from one work location to the other, it really is. And five ninety nine is like if you go to supermarket, you don't know the ingredients. Uh, but I don't think it's like a zinc oxide, which is the best, they say, especially if it doesn't leave like a chalky white residue. And so this is one, something you can keep with you. And I wouldn't use this if you're going to the beach or anything, but this is like good for your face, your ears and your neck and your arms uh, when you're caught without sunscreen or you need a second application because you're spending the day, you know, cruising the town or whatever. Uh, so that's the buy of the summer. Uh, and, and, I mean, as long as they have it in stock, I'd say if you see it, pick one up. Okay, what else is on the front page? Ode to O's is strawberry yogurt O's. I haven't had these. I guess these are like a bit like Cheerios, but they're made from coated in yogurt. I don't know if I could eat a box of these. Uh, crunchy, freeze-dried strawberries coated with yogurt. The O's are coated with yogurt. It does sound good if it makes your milk uh, taste like strawberry like strawberry quick. Yeah, but it's a risky buy, I mean, in my opinion. Like, I would rate this as a hold uh, if I was a stockbroker and, and wait and see if somebody says, you got to eat these. Or if you eat it at somebody's house and it makes the milk turn pink and then you can drink the milk, uh, then I would upgrade it to a buy. Uh, they do have um, cinnamon, a version of Cinnamon Toast Crunch uh, that I do purchase from time to time. And that's good. I'd rate that as buy. I think this is good. Like, uh, I could get a show on CNBC now, the tra- like the Trader Joe's Hour. Hopefully they would pay for that. Because uh, I don't think like Ted Turner like allows this nonsense like I do, where you just give away uh, the farm. Oh, also there's a cool uh, like 1920s mustache uh, person man, I think, uh, with a um, a helmet, uh, a pith helmet that has an umbrella attached to it. So kind of like those umbrella hats you see people wearing. And he also has the tie on, a nice profile shot. And it says, before Trader Joe's mineral sunscreen stick, this invention was quite clever. And then they say, take a dip of longboard tortilla chips, uh, 100% organic stone corn, white corn. Uh, tortilla chips, uh, I don't buy a lot of chips in general. Uh, so I can't really give a view of that one. And then roasted tomatillo and mango salsa, uh, tangy tomatillos, green chilies, uh, sweet tart mango, corn, black beans, and a pinch of ghost chili to give it a kick, uh, uh, two ninety nine. I did buy some salsa that may have been this one. It had mangoes and uh, corn in it. 
and it took a while to finish the jar. So I'd say a hold uh, for mango lovers, definitely a buy. I'd upgrade it to a buy if you love mangoes. I love tomatillos, and I find in, you're just if you like tomatillo salsa, you're probably better off just making it yourself. And I guess we could talk about salsa for a minute. The, the, the gulf between even Trader Joe's, as much as I love them, uh, between jarred salsas and fresh salsas from a taqueria and then like premium salsas that are locally made. I don't know the brand we have here in Calif- Northern California, but I know it's like a little bit more pricey. Uh, but when you have one of those salsas, uh, like uh, especially with chips, these premium salsas, I think the one in California has like stick figures maybe. And it, it comes in a plastic container uh, instead of a jar. Maybe it's something that has to do with like pasteurization or like because uh, you got to put it in a jar, you got to heat it up and stuff. Uh, but you just, it, it's just a night and day. So, see, if you're a salsa fan, you know, spend, that's something you should spend your money on or make it home. And if you want a great way to make your own salsas, I think um, uh, there's a book, uh, Everyday Mexican, I think uh, that's uh, pretty good. I think I've used some recipes from there before to make salsa. And then there's a, also a picture of a strawberry with a hat on it. It looks like a. Like a hat has a bow, and it says, what's in a name? Is that by which we call a strawberry, oh? Also, I'm just seeing on the bottom right corner, it says NorCal. So this uh, flyer is for the Northern California. That's interesting. Never noticed that before. Uh, let's hop to the back page, because uh, this is only a four-page one, but, uh, you know, that's the next level of, uh, you know, featuring and they have, like, an Alice in Wonderland character standing in front of a coffee cup. Her neck is gone. She's gone tall. And it says, uh, six quite possible things for breakfast to sunrise. Uh, let's see. Least Cafe. Uh, coffee's light uh, roast uh, showcases the blends of Kenyan, Tanzanian, and Ethiopian coffees. And emulates a roast from North. I haven't tried that. Seven ninety nine, uh, but it comes in a can. I don't know why I don't trust coffee in a can. Plus seven ninety nine. I like my coffee at five ninety nine. Um, and some listeners do send me coffee, so um, yeah, yeah. I don't see any way reason to strain. I've been drinking a lot of cold coffee thanks to our listener Melissa. And uh, I guess if the coffee comes up again, I'll talk more about that. Um. Then avocado citrus yogurt, uh, whole milk Greek yogurt, buttery soft avocados, blood orange juice, uh, and cane sugar, 99 cents in a 5.3-ounce cup. Uh, doesn't sound like it may taste. Uh, um, yeah, so I'd probably skip that, um, and I know my daughter probably wouldn't eat it. Uh, shortcake biscuits. I love shortcake. Uh, Mama said shortening bread, and I said yes. I love it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I've seen this uh, uh, in the bakery section. Maybe I did. Maybe I tried to make strawberry shortcake. Yeah, no, I, ha- I have bought these. I made tried to make strawberry shortcake. I'm gonna buy these again. A ten ounce package of four. Yeah, these are good for strawberry shortcake. Uh, 
uh, copious amounts of real butter, cut by hand, uh, rich yet laced taste. These are really good, actually. Now I'm remembering. It's been a while. I highly recommend them. Uh, then mango black tea. I think we covered enough mangoes. Carrot juice, the three ninety nine. Oof, the thirty two ounce bottle. I don't know. Uh, there's one point when my ex, she, she had bought a juicer, and we drank a lot of carrot juice. I can see the uh, peel in it. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Something about my gut, like similar to that. I don't like zoos because I think I was a zoo animal once. Maybe I was a carrot, but I like carrots. Maybe I was like a juicer, or something. Maybe I was just carrot shards, uh, like carrot pulp uh, in, in a previous life. I don't. Uh, I don't know, so I, I'd have to pass. Uh, I guess, like, if I started making smoothies or something, I think, like, I did for a while, I was buying, there's a purple carrot and beet juice uh, or something, or purple carrot something juice uh, that for a while I was buying, but this was, like, five or six years ago uh, to make smoothies with. Uh, that was when I was still drinking, so I was constantly obsessed with superfoods so trying to counteract uh my drinking problem. So now they kind of feel like, well, you know, I'm going to eat, I'll just eat some vegetables. Uh, peach Bellini jam, uh, has Prosecco in it. So I probably couldn't drink that. At, uh, cause it's supposed to be like a drink. Uh, I don't know about peach jam anyway. My daughter, believe it or not, my daughter doesn't like jams or jellies. Uh, so we don't have, I, I do. Sometimes I'll, I'll be in the mood for like a PB and J, yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't have a lot of jams around the house. Uh, uh, then nutritional yeast, uh, uh, active yeast culture and simple sugars, then deactivated, fortified with B vitamins, uh, three grams of protein. Never tried this. Uh, sprinkle on your favorite foods like cheese. Uh, I don't know if you, you do this, so like, let me know about it. Uh, is it good? Uh, think about trying it. Uh, then turmeric, this is a supplement. Uh, I think you can buy turmeric, though, like in Trader Joe's, uh, like powder to mix in stuff. Um, it's from the turmeric root. It, uh, it's supposed to be good for you, but, you know, I can't comment on those things. And here's a dessert. Oh, here's a, there was a picture of, a, like, a lavender flower that has a, a spoon that says, let's jam. Uh, this is Dessert Ed Island, uh, six-month-aged six manchego cheese. Uh, that's a sheep cheese, so I avoid those. Like I said, it, I can taste the uh, goat and goat cheese and probably the sheep and sheep's cheese. Um, mango and cream ice cream. Uh, I, you know, I think I've talked about this in other podcasts. I had a bad experience as a child with a creamsicle, an orange creamsicle, so I, and I'm not kidding. I was permanently traumatized. Uh, so anything even remotely close to the flavor of orange creamsicle, they can never uh, get even close to. Like one of the few things that has like me, you know, hundred uh, percent. And people laugh at this, and uh, like people in my life, uh, my daughter even, and they say, "Ha ha ha! What do you mean you can't taste an orange creamsicle, Dad?" Like, no, no, you please keep it away from me. I don't want to see it. I don't want to smell it. Uh, I just had a bad run-in with an orange creamsicle, or maybe I just don't like them. And then, uh, so I don't know why I ate it. I, I know it was at Sylvan Beach uh, somewhere in the '80s, uh, 
And that was it. Me and cream skills were done. And so anything with a cream and a fruit, uh, like in a, um, I don't know, especially in a like a artificial way like that, keep, just keep it away from me. That's if you want to stay on my good, like it's not even my good side. If you come at me with the creamsicle, it's over. So mango and cream ice cream just sounds too close. Brie bites, uh, that sounds good. Um, but I don't know if I need to be eating brie, you know. Uh, then we have coffee, ice cream sandwiches. This sounds good. I didn't buy it. I think I, in the past I talked about my policy with coffee, ice cream. And actually in my freezer right now, I have like a cold brewed ice cream popsicles or creamsicles. Uh, and they're pretty good, but I just occasionally eat them because, uh, never the right time of day. I feel like, uh, but these are brownie crisps, coffee, ice cream with coffee syrup, Colombian coffee extract, and ground espresso. So it sounds strong. It may be a little too much chocolate. I mean, I'm like a, a would want a vanilla cookie and coffee together. And I don't know about a brownie crisp because the thing of an a la mode situation for me, brownie a la mode is great, but it's like... Uh, Brownie needs the right density, and it's got a heat, so then it's melting and something's been caramelized. Uh, so the brownie has to have some give to it, um, and then it has to be vanilla ice cream. So I guess I would say a whole, I mean, that would be like a open to your, you know, to, uh, investors on their own. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Key lime pie. I love key lime pie, but I don't know if I've ever bought it at Trader Joe's. I mean, to be honest, I'm trying to buy a lot less uh, sweets at Trader Joe's. Um, and it's not easy. Uh, so, like, this will probably be on my list because uh, it sounds delicious. 17 ounce keep high, 549. Uh, I love it with a graham cracker crunch. So, I would say buy, you know, depending on what your sweet policy is. Uh, then a jalapeno limeade, uh, sweet, spicy, and sour. I love limeade, but again, I like to make it myself. Uh, and uh, this sounds like a pretty good 32 ounce bottle for 229. But I guess in my case, I would look at the thing and say, well, if I'm going to have something like this, I'd rather just have soda because soda has caffeine in it. And, uh, uh, I guess that's kind of a simple way to look at it, but a lot of these sweet drinks, if I'm not making it at home, like a lemonade or limeade, and I consider it some sort of cheat or like a luxury, you'd say, well, would I want jalapeno limeade or Dr. Pepper <laughs> or Mr. Pibb uh, or cherry cola? And it, to me, it's a no-brainer, you know. Uh, kitchen sink dunkers, these are the best things since sliced bread, they say. Uh, all butter cookies uh, with everything but the kitchen sink, chocolate chunks, pecans, raisins, sunflower seeds. Uh, a little bit too much for me. I mean, I love uh, shortbread, so I might try this. Actually, maybe I should open my or butter cookies because maybe this is like a different version of a pecan sandy, which I love uh, with milk. I've talked about that too. But then the raisins and the chocolate chunks, they say, well, what's the ratio there? Yeah, so I put that on hold. This is all against a melange picture of like a, like a big circle with a beach shot and spoons and forks and cheese and ice cream and birds and sun and glasses. Uh, 
And at the bottom, we have a Scandinavian fish trying to get to the key lime pie. It says, if only I could reach the pie. And it has Scandinavian swimmers, uh, not uh, quite gummy in texture, candy class onto themselves, roosting with fruit flavors, uh, spirulina and fruit and vegetable, oh, colored with spirulina fruits and vegetable extra extracts. Uh, there's a blue dolphin, a red lobster, a seahorse, and a rockfish. Uh, and that's funny. They say rock flavored. Just kidding. Tastes like orange. Uh, each uh, 14 ounce aquarium themed receivable pouch, two ninety nine. That would seem like good something good to bring to the movies because uh, you could put it in your pocket. It says it's resealable, so I would say like if you're if I can't I can't buy them because they still have uh, some Sour Patch Trader Joe's. Yeah, uh, but if you're in a position to buy them, I would say go for it for sure. Okay, so now we're on the inside. Uh, this is Grill Ed. So I guess this is like education to grill or not to grill. What a ridiculous question. Tis nobler in the heat to cook the burgers and dogs of outrageous flavor or to go further with steaks and skewers. Uh, and by grilling them thus to eat, to socialize, to enjoy, and by enjoy, say we're stuffed. Uh, hashtag gay Hamlet. And let's start with the imagery on this. There's a beautiful uh, painting of a woman with a tattoo and pink and purple hair done in watercolor and kind of a plum-colored outfit, a really lovely picture. Uh, and she says, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Stellar uh, Drinks. Uh, and then there's a fork, uh, two forks uh, with some fruit in the middle. And let's see what they have on here. Six pieces of organic chicken. Uh, I do buy this from time to time, split breasts and four drumsticks. I used to buy more. Uh, the only problem with drumsticks is I thought my daughter loved them, but uh, she doesn't love them as much as I thought. So, And drumsticks can be tricky with skin uh, to cook if you're grilling them. It takes a lot of attention. Um, then they have all-natural premium Angus Top Sirloin. I think I bought that, twelve ninety nine a pound. Uh, I think. Then they have organic grass-fed fed ground beef. Uh, I do. That's six ninety nine a pound. Fifty dollars, fifty cents less than last summer. Uh, I don't know if this is the one in the freezer section. I have bought that a few times, uh, and it, it's pretty good. Uh, turkey burgers. I haven't tried those. Uh, uh, grilled jerk chicken with mango chutney. I love jerk chicken, um, but I haven't seen this, uh, so I really can't comment on it. Uh, I don't know if it's already cooked. Uh, yeah, I think it already is. Uh, these organic grass-fed beef, uncured beef hot dogs, uh, I think these ones I bought, and they're, like, uh, off the charts good. They also have the Applegate Farms ones, usually at Trader Joe's. And between, like, there's also these jumbo dogs they have. I don't know if these are the uncured ones. Um, they really do. Uh, I mean, I'm coming from upstate New York where we really had good hot dogs. And I know we've talked about this before, but they do have good hot dogs at Trader Joe's. And those Applegate Farms ones are really low in uh, saturated fat for kids, and they're pretty tasty. 
If they don't, it's an adult hot dog. I think they're pretty good, but the Trader Joe's jumbo ones, they have a really nice, uh, natural skin on there. Now they have Trader Joe's hot dog buns. I don't recommend those unless you're like, uh, just shopping for convenience, which I normally am. I think it's because Trader Joe's uh, freezes a lot of their baked goods and then ships them and then lets them thaw. And I don't think hot dog buns, uh, they probably need more chemicals. They don't need natural freezing. Uh, they think that's just part of being American, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, like, I think if you really want a traditional hot dog bun, you got to go to the big supermarket and get the ones uh, that are shelf-stable for thousands of years. Uh, Sliver almonds, I uh, haven't tried those, but those are always good. Uh, then they have condiments, uh, sharp cheddar slices. They buy those all the time. Uh, spicy dill pickle chips. Mmm, those sound pretty good. Uh, only dill, dill pickles. Again, uh, sweet pickles I don't like. Uh, maybe because there was this service called Sweet Pickles as a kid where you'd get books and stuff, and I never got that, and I was jealous. But I don't like uh, sweet pickles or relish. Mango chipotle barbecue sauce, probably pass. Uh, reduced guilt guacamole. I think I've tried this. I prefer make my own guacamole. Really, dude, this is a tough, fearless flyer. Uh, organic potato chips, those are pretty good. Trader Joe's does have good kettle-style crunchy chips. And organic coleslaw, I haven't tried that, but that sounds pretty good. Uh, $1.99. Then they have a little nuts comic uh, showing a bird standing on a jar of nuts. Uh, how do you get your nuts to stay so fresh? Uh uh, I guess it just shows you closing the bag. Uh, fresh little bags keep them fresh. Bolly wants some nuts. Uh, maybe it's other, like, uh, this is Rainbow Ends Trail Mix with uh, candy-coated uh, chocolate, uh, turmeric, spirulina. Oh, at least they have how it's colored. Turmeric, spirulina, and red radish powders, and then coconut wax. Roasted and salted peanuts, almonds, uh, and raisins. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll try that. Okay, and then uh, the saladish days. This is on the next page. Uh, a cauliflower pizza crust. I think our friend Melissa that listens to the podcast and a few other people said that that was a winner. Uh, I haven't tried it yet, but I know a few listeners have said the cauliflower pizza crust is good. Uh, but I haven't tried it Uh Quinoa Cowboy Burgers. Uh, I've tried their tricolor quinoa. I've tried that. That's uh, but this one is a vegetarian burger, quinoa, black beans, uh, and seasonings. This might be good for breakfast. Uh, might have to. Maybe I'll have to look at that with an egg on top. Uh, depending on like the ingredients, um, you know, with vegetarian burgers, you really got to look over the ingredients, in my opinion. Uh, then burritos. I don't know if I've bought a, are these frozen or fresh, uh, uh, in the refrigerated case. I never tried those, but they have, uh, pork carnitas, uh, carne asada. Uh, so that might be worth trying. I have not tried it and maybe a chicken one, chicken asada too. Oh no, no carne asada, just chicken asada. And, uh. Hand-rolled, three ninety-nine each. Uh, so it's a little bit less than a normal store-bought. Like, a, I guess a burrito in California is kind of like, why don't you just go to a taqueria? Uh, let's see. So down here we have, uh, they have a person diving into a bottle. 
and then a person like swinging on. And they have a nice pencil, and they actually have the end of the comic with a flying squirrel and a bird saying four ninety nine for that rainbow uh, trail mix. Uh, uh, salad palette super greens. I never saw these uh, broccoli. Walnuts, edamame, green beans, and feta cheese. Uh, that's why I don't, I'm not a fan of feta. Uh, corn, basil, and burrata ravioli. Uh, sounds interesting, but not uh, sweet and spicy mango dressing. Mango jicama slaw, tropical mango salad. You get the point? They did a lot of mango purchasing. And then mini carnations, uh, so Trader Joe's is another good place. I don't buy flowers. I don't think I have a flower vase. Uh, let's run through this August one. I feel like the Purple Joe's Maze Flakes. Did we go through this one? Uh, I feel like I talked about those. It's like a Purple Corn Flakes, Purple Maze, uh, or Organic Sriracha and Garlic Barbecue Sauce. I have that. That's pretty tasty. Uh, these are a good snack. Peanut Butter Pretzels, two ninety nine. Those are a good snack for your kid's lunch. Uh, if they eat peanut butter, mandarin orange chicken, is that the same as the flavor? Uh, is that the same as the orange chicken in the oven? Um, that's legendary. The Trader Joe's orange chicken, maybe that's a, like a, the frozen one. It's a little fried chicken with a mandarin orange sauce. Uh, okay, this one is going to be controversial. Carne asada authentica, authentica. Uh, I have had this, and I don't, um, uh, I can't recommend it, to be honest. I, I hate to do that, but I straight can't recommend it. Um, it's just not uh, awesome. You can go to uh, a local grocery store or make your own carne asada. Um, uh, so I hate to totally burn Trader Joe's, but uh, I think, like, if you're desperate or something, but I have not found a way to cook it where it tastes as good as, like, something you can get locally. Uh, but here's a nice side, uh, cocked lemon rosemary chicken. I've had this a few times, baked it in the oven, and it's really easy to prepare, and you can prepare some potatoes under it. I, usually, I think I put potatoes under it, um, and it really comes out delicious. Uh, $3.99 a pound, and so easy to prepare, and it's already seasoned and everything. And I go with a strong buy on that. Uh, dark, dark chocolate peanut butter cups can't go wrong. Thirteen roses for five ninety nine can't go wrong with that. Uh, we're just pressed for time, so I'll just go through brewed ginger beer. Uh, this is stuff is good. They have Reed's ginger beer and Trader Joe's brand ginger beer, kind of like ginger ale. Uh, and I try not to buy soda, but uh, when I do, when I'm, it's a nice, it's a nice ginger. It's good, and it's a hundred percent. You know, it's just just soda. Unexpected cheddar. I've never had that creamy cheddar. Um, huh, I'll have to try that. Uh, here's a little thing. It says, uh, "Did you know Trader Joe's first introduced our private label product in 1972 it was granola." Guchun Hujang, Gacha, Ghost, Gachunjang, Gochujang almonds. Uh, I, I know I've had this uh, this uh, sauce with um, some Blue Apron meals, um, and it's good. I can't pronounce it. Um, it's a Korean uh, fermented com- condiment. 
and it's delicious. So maybe I'll try these almonds. I don't know if I want my almonds super spicy though, but uh, $4.99. Uh, seems like a thing. Seasoning salt. Oh boy, one ninety nine strong buy. Uh, if you don't already have seasoned salt, uh, this stuff is really good. Uh, and there's no MSG. Uh, it's good. It, it really is uh, tasty to mix into stuff uh, that you want to season with seasoning salt. It has that nice. It, I haven't tried it on fries or potatoes actually, but uh, it's delicious. Yeah, green dragon hot sauce. This is kind of like a green sriracha. I bought this, but I haven't really used it, uh, so I can't really give a. I'd say put it on put it on hold. Orchids. I should probably buy that because you don't need a, uh, a thing. I, I don't know if I've seen those there. Uh, just mango slices. That would be probably be the mango item I would actually buy. Uh, eight pockets of pita. Uh, they have uh, pita bread, and I think they have whole wheat and white uh, pita bread. And those are pretty good. My daughter's not totally sold on pita. I remember as a kid, my mom would make uh, pita, like, uh, she was into pitas, like stuffing a pita for dinner. I think with six kids, that's like an actual fun thing, like tacos and pita. I don't even know what we would put in there. Yeah, Fearless Flyer debuted in 1985, according to this. Uh, Trader Joe's Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. They have a great selection of olive oil, so uh, I, I usually just buy a different kind every time. Uh, hold the cone. Those are mini cones, uh, kind of like mini, uh, which I don't know what those are called, the mini ice cream cones. Uh, I haven't bought those. I, like, again, I'm trying to cut back on sweets, but... Uh, then they have their own chocolate syrup called Midnight Moo. We're just about out of chocolate syrup, so I may be buying that. Uh, Dress Circle Crispy Crunchy Chocolate Chip Cookies. Uh, I don't know what those are. I'll have to look because uh, I can't even picture them. Yeah, uh, three ninety nine. Um, so I, I don't know. They also make a great high crust, according to this. Uh, cauliflower crust pizza. Mango, sticky mango spring rolls, uh, chicken tiki marsala, tikka marsala. Huh, how does this come? I've never tried this. Uh, Basmati rice on the side, five minutes in the microwave. My daughter's finally getting into curries, uh, so maybe I could get into this. But I usually, who's that? The Naked Chef, Jamie Oliver. He's got a great book called Every Day. I don't know what his book's called, but it was like the one to try to get more people to cook at home and eat healthy. And like he has a lot of great uh, curry recipes and and, and uh, Indian food recipes. So I would look into that. Wild salmon burgers. I've had those a few times. Those aren't bad. Um, uh, like uh, Like if you want a quick fish taco, salmon burgers are a great way to go. Organic toaster pastries. I have the brown sugar and cinnamon ones, kind of like Pop-Tarts. Uh, they're good. Oolong tea. I love oolong tea. Uh, but my brother, he buys a lot of tea, so he gives me milk, some sort of milk oolong. Uh, so I usually just get my tea from him. Uh, super green drink powder. That's probably a superfood, so I can't buy that because I would uh, overdo it. Then they have a bird in a suit who says, I have a head for fashion. I do my shopping at Trader Joe's. 
Trader Joe's were top hat and tails were optional, but great values always in fashion. Trader Joe's, they didn't sponsor this podcast. They should have, though. Uh, Robbie salad blend. This is another buy of the summer. Strong buy on this one. Uh, really strong buy. This is what we'll finish up with probably. Uh, again, this is a great deal. It, uh, great. It, it's not, I wouldn't have it just as a salad. I like to have like a, like a mixed green salad and then sprinkle this on the top. It adds a great crunch and it, uh, has kohlrabi and I think it has, uh, some beets in there too. I think this is the one. Yeah, sweet tasting shredded kale, golden beets, and red cabbage with kohlrabi. And it's just like little sticks, like almost julienne sticks. Uh, really good. One ninety nine. Along with that sunscreen, buy the summer. I've been buying this uh, every time they have it in stock, which is not even every time. If they don't have that, I'll buy the Cruciferous Crunch, which is similar, or I'll switch and alternate. Uh, organic broccoli slaw, I'm sure that's delicious. Uh, plum cots, my daughter's kind of allergic to stone fruit, so she says. She does, she gets her mouth tingles. Uh, chicken thighs, all natural and boneless. This is always, you know, those are always a good thing to have in your freezer. Uh, matcha green tea lemonade. These are things you could try. Think about trying uh, mozzarella and tomato salad, three forty nine. That's always delicious. And I'm just gonna go through the the hummus. Always good. Uh, uh, pre sliced mozzarella, bruschetta sauce, uh, red refresh herbal tea. That sounds pretty good. I might try that if they still have that. Uh, uh, mango mango kefir whole milk. Uh, Facial cleansing oil, uh, uh, ice cream sandwiches that are sublime. I mean, I don't know if I've tried those. Uh, oh, yeah, these are the ones I buy. Chocolate chip cookies, yeah. Those are good. Yeah, strong buy on that. Uh, they're just like, uh, those are the best. Uh, those are really good. And to close out the night, organic corn chips. Uh, those are like Fritos, I think. Those are really good. Uh, organic chip dippers. I like those. Triple ginger snaps. They still haven't tried those. Um, and then they have a cold brew uh, concentrate for organic French roast. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, ever since the listener, uh, one of our listeners, Melissa, sent me a, like, a way to make a cold brew coffee, I've gotten hooked. And so what I'll do is I'll actually use a French, like, normally. I think maybe just the way I prepare my coffee, like I would have like maybe a flavored French vanilla coffee on the weekend sometimes. But, uh, man, when you make a French vanilla, like flavored coffee, cold brew, you don't need anything in there. It's like a hundred percent of pure gold. Uh, so think about that. And it's super cheap to make your own cold brewed coffee and really easy. And so thanks, Melissa. Thanks everybody. And, uh, uh good night. All right, hey everybody. This is a uh, time. It's time for our holiday fearless flyer coverage. Uh, a few months later, uh, from 2017, where you get to go back and think about what Trader Joe's had in stock and was uh, p- promoting for the holidays. And this isn't passive aggressive. Just say, well, well, you're promoting it through these. Why aren't you promoting these things on podcasts? Uh, uh, I guess when someone would do it, promote it for free on a podcast. Why don't you pay for that kind of stuff, Trader Joe's? 
you know, so so if you, if you get a chance, go go ahead and you know get Bug Trader Joe's. So they can you know they they can they they do have the I think they make the highest margins uh, per square foot. So you know they can afford to be bugged uh, as long as they don't raise my prices. If they had to find a way to enter, like uh, uh, whatever. But so I'm going to cover the Thanksgiving and the holiday versions of the Trader Joe's Fearless Flyer. And what I'll do is, I guess after I do the Thanksgiving one, I'll give my thoughts on, uh, or my relationship with this year. This season was different. Every, every year it's the seasons of my life, as Thomas Moore or Thomas Aquinas once said. You know, Trader Joe's, it's a place, it's, I think it was Thomas Moore who said, Trader Joe's, it's a place to shop for all seasons, for people of all seasons. Um, but so I'll do my holiday, like my, my, like my personal, I mean, I personalize this anyway, but, uh, it definitely over the past two years have had different like, relationships with the holiday selection there. And this year was no different, probably more boring this year. Uh, but so this is, uh, the food pilgrim, pilgrimager, food pilgrimager, uh, volume 11, number one, November 2017. Presenting a selection of uh, fine, fanciful foods to keep you and yours happy and thank you, or uh, thankful. Uh, also, just in case you don't have a Trader Joe's, uh, let me explain that just to be fair. Trader Joe's is in the U.S. in in it's a I don't know if it's a regional supermarket or food shop, a uh, uh, grocery store. I think those are the three terms. Uh, and it, it, it's just in certain regions of the U.S. It mostly stocks Trader Joe's branded merchandise or, you know, merchandise they contract out. And uh, it's very good at like a, like it, it's like a 60 percent impulse shopping and 40 percent grocery shopping. But they do seem to have either. I don't know if it's marketing or uh, if it's, you know, but it, like that's where I do all my grocery shopping. And here's a couple of reasons. One, the store's smaller. Uh, two, you occasionally have crushes on people that you like, like, uh, like I find it, like, uh, like, three, it's a store smaller. The pricing, I think, is like, uh, very competitive. And, uh, I like, like, when I'm impulse shopping there, uh, uh, although, even though you're still dealing with some sort of corporation, it, it feels different. So there's, I don't know. They do a good job. Uh, Trader Joe's, they do a good job. Uh, but it's just a grocery store with a whimsically, uh, store branded merchandise. Uh, and so this is the, the one for Thanksgiving here. In, it's, turkeys came November 10th. I don't know if I've had a Trader Joe's turkey. I think I have, but not in a few years. Uh, uh, then pumpkin pie. I don't think I've had their pumpkin pie. Let's see what this is. According to some food historians, originally 17th century pumpkin pie was a hollow out, hollowed out pumpkin filled with milk, honey, and spices, and sometimes apples. Uh, but, you know, maybe I'll try one. I don't know if they'll be on sale this week. They were already five ninety nine. Twenty roses. Here's the thing. If you're on a first date or a hundredth date, uh, 20 roses. Is, here, here's another idea. Split them into tens. Here's another idea. Split it in sixes and then keep uh, two for yourself. Uh, uh, these are from Bogota, Colombia. So shout out to our friend David. Uh, he's in Medellin, I think, uh, over at Love Your Work podcast. Uh, but this is an assorted, seemingly unseasonal flowers. is actually an annual affair. 
these prodigious rose blooms are pruned in November. Oh, because they want to get the bumper crop for February. And that's $9.99 for 20 roses. Here's the thing. Will they keep to, to Valentine's Day? I'd probably not, but uh, you could try. You'll save a lot of dough. Okay, here's a bargain I missed. I never looked at the pricing. They had chocolate advent calendars for $0.99. Cents. I should I could have just bought those for gifts uh, for $0.99. Cents. And one was even an adventure board game. Uh, but I do my advent calendar. Uh, I did a Lego one. This year was Star Wars Legos for, for my daughter. And that's it. Then automatic dishwashing gel, three ninety nine for forty two ounces with plant and mineral based ingredients. Uh, and I don't have a dishwasher, so that, but that seems like a good deal. Three ninety nine fresh lemon scent. Uh, here's one that I'll never pronounce. Gr- green beans, uh, but uh, these ones are, are another solution. Haricot verts, uh, be- beans green in French. Uh, they don't have a string that you have to pull out. Uh, these legumes are quick to cook, and you would say snap. Uh, Five ninety nine for two pounds. Uh, so that's interesting. First page. Maybe I've tried the pumpkin pie, but I can't be certain. Okay, then we have grade A butter, double A. I don't know what double A means. Maybe they explain it. Uh, award-winning creamery, parcel four-ounce uh, sticks, waxed paper, uh, two ninety-nine, uh, like uh, for a pound. Uh, and I, that's where I do buy my butter. Uh, gourmet fried onion pieces. I have to have one one canister from last year and one from this year in my cupboard, but I haven't used them. Uh, though it says they had gourmet flair to almost any holiday side and a savory boost. Uh, well, hot dogs aren't a bad idea. Maybe I'll try it with hot dogs because uh, I have two of them. I always say, well, let me get that. That's an impulse buy. Raw pecan halves uh, from Texas, 12,000 acres of pecan trees. Uh, Mur- Murasaki sweet potatoes, uh, dark purple on the outside, cream colored on the inside. Three ninety nine. Uh, cut butternut squash. Uh, again, I'm not a, I'm not big on the. Uh, I guess I'm not big on squash and sweet potatoes. Trimmed asparagus. My daughter. I love asparagus. My daughter does not. But that's two ninety nine. And you know that's. I think that is a cruciferous vegetable. So that's good. Uh, like participants in a regional game of telephone, rural Englanders in the early 20th century mislabeled it as sparrowgrass. While we're not under exactly sure how, how they understood the bird connection, uh, they do look like grass, they say. Uh, go, extensive history going back to at least ancient Egypt. Uh, then here was something. I don't know if they stacked this all through the year. I'm not a truffle. I mean, I do like truffles, but... Uh, a black truffle butter. If you want something fancy, if they, I don't know if they still have it, but uh, I do recommend that to people that like truffles. Uh, smooth and creamy, earthy flavor and aroma. A three ounce tub for two ninety nine. Uh, corn pudding. I didn't even. Uh, this looks interesting. Uh, is a turkey sidekick. Uh, Ready made side dish. Twenty next year. Souffle ask recipe. Listen to this, filled with tender yellow and white corn, diced onions, and swimming with a rich blend of mozzarella and Parmesan cheese. 
I'm going to stop there today and see if they still have that in stock. That looks good. Oh, but this is from Thanksgiving. Uh, pull apart Aloha rolls. Uh, I saw these were still in stock on the, uh, uh, I don't know when the last time I was there. 20, maybe I was on there on the 29th or the 28th or the 27th, uh, or the 26th. I was in the grocery store one of those days, uh, so they still had those, and those are like uh, look great. Uh, you know, you could make little sliders with those too. Uh, turkey gravy. I either have two or three of those these in my cupboard, but I haven't made any turkey. But in case you know, if 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 something happens, I got plenty of turkey gravy. Uh, let's see. Then they have three mash cash or three mash cachet. Uh, must be pre-made uh, mashed potatoes uh, formed into medallions. Uh, is this frozen? Uh, these, oh, no, maybe not. I, I don't know. I tried to buy, like, my, I thought I would buy some uh, of the dried mashed potatoes. This was, like, four or five years ago for my daughter. because uh, She liked the um, the flaky ones, but she didn't like the ones from Trader No offense, Trader Joe's. Uh, these are from, oh, yeah, frozen. This this looks interesting. I might have to try those. 20-ounce uh, bag, two forty nine. But I, I'm really good at making mashed potatoes. That's what I made this year. Yeah, for Thanksgiving. Uh, you could say it doesn't get swimpler, simpler, sw- swimpler or simpler or sweeter with a mashed sweet potatoes. 18-ounce uh, bag, two forty nine, And then mashed uh, cauliflower uh, with skim milk, uh, half and half, and butter. Uh, velvety puree seasoned with garlic. This sounds pretty good. Uh, and enhanced with chunks of cauliflower florets. Uh, frozen in medallions. I'm going to have to try that. Okay, so that's interesting. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, this is all grown-up stuff. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Uh, scalloped tra- cracker trio. Well, not a traditional Thanksgiving meal. Uh, uh, scalloped crackers with their fancy edges fit right in. Rosemary, red chili, and garlic. I didn't see those. I would try those. I'd love to taste a red chili cracker. Uh, this year I didn't have the Thanksgiving and stuffing kettle chips, but I did have them last year and they were very good. So maybe 2018 you could try those. Uh, raspberry cran- cranberry spritzer. Uh, that's like a juice in sparkling water, uh, or as a base from something more adults. Uh, roasted tomato and cranberry salsa. I'd pass on that. I'd like uh, cranberry sh- goat cheese. As I say, when I have goat cheese, I can taste the goat. I'm not a big fan of goat cheese. I can taste it. It doesn't just taste gamey. It tastes goaty to me, goat cheese. And it's not the fact that it's called goat cheese because I can taste it even when I say, oh, it was, oh, that tastes like goat to me. That must be goat cheese. Uh, they had four kinds of cranberries. Uh, dried cranberries, uh, 149. Fresh cranberry sauce, three forty nine. Uh, regular cranberry sauce in a jar, one ninety nine, and cranberry orange relish at three forty nine. Uh, then they had puff dogs, which are uh, like a, a hot dog in a, a puffy stuffing. I've bought these for school lunches. One hot dog will make two lunches. I think this is the one. Uh, yeah, full-size uncured beef hot dog. Uh, like, I, I bake one, cut it in half, and it make, goes for two lunches for my daughter. Uh, turkey cranberry apple salad. Uh, 
That's three ninety nine through the Thanksgiving season. Didn't have that, but that doesn't sound too bad. Uh, the turkeys, let's see what this says about turkeys. They had turkeys, spiral cooked ham, uh, brine, bone-in, half turkey breast. Oh, bone-in. I didn't know that. Uh, no hyperbole. Uh, and then turkey and stuffing in croot uh, or something. What does that even mean? Oh, like burf, burf Wellington, beef Wellington. Uh, I'm having trouble, like, reading the turkeys because the way this uh, newspaper's thing... Uh, I'm not a ham person, but, uh, you know, like, uh, hams are, I think they're easier to prepare because they're already cooked. Uh, and let's check the, uh, back page here. All's well that ends well, they say. Uh, the turkey and cranberry dog treats is 16 ounce backs, 349. Uh, sweet potato and marshmallow pixie pie. Uh, from uh, made exclusively in Kentucky, this uh, non-fictional yet fantastical pixie pie mix is a lifesaver. Uh, somewhere between a brownie and a pie in texture with a buttery crust. Uh, this sounds interesting, but I'm not a big fan of sweet potatoes. Uh, turkey, uh, fat-free bouillon, turkey stock, uh, two twenty-nine. Uh, great for your stuffing. Oh, here's another thing I have two or three of for the past two or three years in my cupboard. Uh, cream of portobello mushroom soup, uh, $1.99. Shelf stable, it says, hopefully for a long time. Uh, gingerbread turkey kit. I didn't try this this year. Uh, it comes with everything you need, though, other than egg whites and vinegar. Uh, cornbread stuffing mix. I didn't try that. Gluten-free stuffing mix, $5.99. Riced cauliflower stuffing. So they're really big on this, like really using cauliflower for different things. Uh, mini marshmallows. I have those in my cupboard for uh, hot cocoa times. Uh, coins of the world. Uh, oh, this is interesting. They have euros, francs, pounds, and U.S. coins wrapped in uh, gold, silver, and copper colored foil for Hanukkah. Or Christmas Eve, it says. Even Scrooge could keep them all for themselves. And then finally, uh, oh wait, there's two more. Uh, is it a pie, is it a cake, or is it a cobbler? Traditionally uh, found on holiday staples across New England, Nantucket-style cranberry pie. And it's see this one. Uh, tart cranberries, walnut pieces uh, form this buttery confection with accents of almond and vanilla. Sounds like it could be interesting. And then a chocolate pecan pie bar. Uh, it's rectangular, which is why we decided to call it a bar. Uh, it's a melt-in-your-mouth, equal-angled pie-esque treat. I think I have the ingredients. Is this come in a box? Uh, oh, no, this comes in and you buy it. Because uh, I did buy a box of something with pecans you could make that I haven't made uh I'll probably make it, you know, maybe maybe in March. I don't know. Uh, so that's the Thanksgiving one. And then we'll move on to the holiday season one. Okay, so we're going to talk about my holiday purchases. I tried to curb, like, here's the thing. Uh, like, if you just started listening to this podcast or you've been listening a while, but you sleep through this and you're listening now. I've gone through different phases of my relationship with all the holiday impulse buy stuff at Trader Joe's. 
And I think they probably have like a marketing team studying me because like, uh, like usually I just buy everything, at least one tub of everything that looks interesting to me. And I guess they just mean holiday desserts, but like, so one year I did that, uh, well before the podcast and they had less selection. This was probably like five or six years ago. Then I get settled on these, uh, Dark covered peppermint JoJo's uh, with uh, canned cane pieces. You know, just buy those. I would buy like so. I had one box a month uh, over the year until the next holiday season, and uh, like uh, I burned out of those. And actually, like even there was one time like I, I had a roommate, and uh, like she she actually uh, like stole a bunch of them. And then I had like internal debate. I said, I know she took them uh, because she didn't even like bother covering it up. And it was someone that was like, uh, like my senior, like much older than me. Uh, and I, but I said, what the heck? Like, uh, why would you steal my like? But anyway, I got burned out of the dark chocolate. Like, it became too chocolatey for me. I just ate too much of that. And then last year, for sure, I mean, I literally, I'm not ashamed. I guess I should be ashamed to say it. I still have Trader Joe's holiday cookies in my cupboard from last holidays. Because uh, last year, I like anything I bought, I tried to, and it was for the podcast, also for kind of podcast research, but I bought a lot of different stuff that I thought I would like. And the most part, I did uh, like this stuff, and then I would consume it. And then other stuff, I was like, I'll try that later. Or some stuff I just said, well, that was good, uh, but um, I, I won't repurchase it. And this year I said, come on, can we keep a control on this? Because I'd like to actually make some holiday cookies or something, which I didn't really do. Uh, but I did cut down on my purchases this year because they just said, uh, let's try to like, let's try to practice some self-control. Uh, it, but I do still have stuff that I haven't tried yet. I still have stuff from 2016 holidays. I probably have stuff from 2015. I mean, including shelf stable stock. Uh, and so this will be interesting because I, I probably have some interesting reviews. And I will say that the one, my favorite, uh, thing from 2016 did not return, which made sense, uh, which was a tub of uh, butter cookies shaped like a holiday wreaths and then dipped in green sugar. Yeah, so very simple, uh, like a, like a, like a holiday cookie that you would buy at a store and not make, you know, the harder butter cookies. Uh, and I must say, I, I mean, I'm not, I guess like, I'm not kidding. Like it's like, a, I probably ate four or five tubs of those last year. No, probably more four, five, six tubs of those last year you know, over the holiday season in the first three or four months of 2017. And I guess, I don't know, I'm just trying to cut back on treats a little bit, but, but it like, uh, it, it, as we start out this, uh, thing on the front page, I purchased two of the three things on the front page. So this is the uh, 2017 holiday fearless flyer. And it, it has a thinking moon with a crown on it, uh, saying a marbit, a marbit, my kingdom for a marbit, uh, and really nice design. And it starts out, okay, here, well, here's another thing you want to learn about scoots. And I'll try to keep this as uh, friendly as I can. The first thing that comes up is winter snowflake pasta. And I'll tell Trader Joe's this and, and the rest of you if, you, if you want me to immediately stop listening to you, 
use the word snowflake in any context other than talking about snow or uh, arts and crafts. Uh, it literally shuts my down, my listening. Like I, I, like a great, I just have a great reaction uh, to the way that term has been reappropriated and then re-reappropriated. So don't use it, like, just never use that term unless you say, well, it has making snowflakes uh, or, uh, you know, oh, look at those snowflakes falling. So, so sorry, Trader Joe's, I'm going to skip that. I guess they could say technically we just, it's just a snowflake shaped pasta. And I'd say, okay, well, uh, I don't know. I, I've lost it. That term just impacts me now. But also because I got like, I get, like it gets used in like emails. Dear Scoots, uh, something, something, snowflake. Uh, and I say, okay, like, uh, I, get, I should just put an auto block filter on my email. Also, it never says "dear Scoots." It, it never starts like that. It just says, "just so you know." That that's if you if you also don't start an emails with "just so you know," or like a compliment, and then "just so you know," uh, that, that that tells me when someone says "just so you know," I say the next sentence is going to have snowflake in it. I bet fifty dollars. Uh, but anyway, let's go on to great, great news. And this is something I, I have a treasure waiting for me at the end of this rainbow is mini minty stars. And I am a huge fan of mint, uh, in chocolatey mint. Uh, and, uh, you know, not everybody is, but I am. So I, that's like one of the things about the holiday season. Even if it's fake, I don't, I don't care. And I've never tried these. I think these were new in 2017. And I don't know, I guess not. I'm wrong once wrong once again. Oh no, maybe not. Uh uh we'll well I'll read the thing. But it, like so I have these in my cupboard, just one box, because I tried to practice self control. And I'll be eating them at some point in twenty eighteen. Uh mini minty stars. Uh oh yeah, inspired by the perennial Trader Joe's uh, season favorite dark chocolate stars, the mini cho- mini dark chocolate minty stars. Oh, they joined the family in 2013, and now they've become stars in their own right through the fifth year running. Even though they're small, these celestials are, look, this is really well written, uh, outfitted with a big boost of flavor from chocolate and mint. Uh, really, this is so, and I'm not being facetious, this is so well. Uh, each cookie is liberally adorned with nonpareils, uh, which not only add to the visual appeal, but also a scrumptious crunch. Uh, we're nearly certain you could do, look at, they even say this anywhere, anytime you could enjoy them inside, outside, on a train, or even a crane, uh, with cocoa tea or a hot steaming monk of, uh, or coffee, your enjoyment will surely multiply. If you're a fan of the originals and you like the idea of chocolatey, minty, miniature things, you'll thank your lucky stars. Look at this, uh, you wonderful use of alliteration. Uh, listen to the sentence. You'll thank your lucky stars for these little luminaries. Wow. Uh, uh, we're selling 10 by 10 ounce of box of kosher certified stars for the stellar price of $2.99. Okay. So there's those. Then I have this one chocolate covered pretzel assortment. Uh, oh, pretzel twist assortment. These I have, and we only had, it, it had two layer levels, uh, and so we've only eaten one half of this box, and the other half is still sealed. Uh, and it's really good. I think this is the one. It has three different ones, yeah. 
I'll read it, read it. So you can, we'll be honest. We like covering pretzels and chocolate. You know, no shoot. Uh, is it no additional twist to Trader Joe's chocolate? Blah, blah, blah. The real deal covered in good chocolate that's italicized. So I don't know what that means. That, that I may quibble with the editing there, but, uh, the concept is simple, salty, twisty, crispy. And that is a key with the pretzel, chocolate pretzels is the salt, uh, uh, covered in smooth chocolate and crunchy toppings. Uh, result, uh, not so simple, but downright impressive. And here's where it gets good. Each box has 12 pretzels enrobed in three unique topping combinations. Dark chocolate and chopped almonds, milk chocolate and rainbow sprinkles, and dark char- chocolate and crushed peppermint. And they're bigger than, they're, they're like regular size pretzels, not a soft pretzel size. And you'll find four of every variety, which means there's plenty for sharing. And we also understand if you want to eat all 12 of them. And that's six ninety nine. And it came in a really nice box. Uh, it may say wasteful, but I mean, I realize this is part of how they get you to um, impulse buy things. Okay, then they had wreaths. I didn't buy a wreath from them. I never have, but I should have, like on the, like before Thanksgiving, nine ninety nine. Probably smelled really good, and they looked good. Uh, then sipping chocolate. I think I tried this once. I said, what the heck is the difference between this and how, is it like, uh, uh, so I may have tried that. I may not have. Uh, it's just, re- I guess I'm not, because I'm not like a diehard dark chocolate fan. Uh, I said, I'd rather just drink black coffee. If I'm going to have dark chocolate and, and it's before 12, I'll just have dark co- black coffee. Oh, here's a little story break. I don't know. this. Uh, they must be listening to this podcast. I may have to contact someone. Uh, like, this is called The O's of Hot Cocoa. And now an exclusive interview with one of our buyers conducted by the Fearless Fox. Uh, uh, Fearless Fox, uh, Hot Cocoa. What's wrong with good old hot cocoa? The buyer says, well, a bowl. Oh, this is, they have these hot cocoa, like Cheerios, but with a hot cocoa flavor. Uh uh, I don't know. It goes on and on. Here's the Marbit thing. The Marbit's here. What does Marbit mean? Oh, marshmallow bits, I guess. Oh, so it says uh, Marbit's. Oh, the industry term for freeze-dried marshmallows, F- FYI. Uh, usually those are f- freeze-dried marshmallows are full of stuff they don't want under the Trader Joe's label, like ingredients. Uh, so they search the uh, world uh, for... Uh, Trader Joe's friendly mallows, and where do they find them? Belgium, of course. Vanilla marbits. Uh, might have to see if they have that. I didn't realize it had marbits in there. Look at this market. This is live marketing working. Okay, here's a hit that I didn't have this year. My daughter wanted it this year. Is a uncured bacon wrapped porchetta pork roast. I had this. We had this choice for dinner last year, and it was so easy. And very good. Actually, I was holding it one time uh, when I was trying, like someone asked me a question, like I had someone I made eye contact with. Then I went to the meat section. Then they came over to the meat section. And then I was holding this pork roast. Uh, and they asked me a question. I couldn't even answer the question. Like they said, is there pork roast here? And I said, and uh, like uh, so i blew that uh that's like really actually what happened uh, 
like when I think I described this on last year, I said, huh, did I just, was that, was that some like random eye contact or was that like, was that some spark eye contact? And I said, no, just, uh, just said, keep your eyes to yourself, scoots. And they said, well, it's incidental lingering. I, I said, I couldn't do anything like, uh, like eye contact. Not, and they said, just go to, go pick up your roast. Uh, and then, the, 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 then it was already in internal conflict. Uh, so what's this? Hold the cone. I didn't see this one either. Hold the cone, peppermint edition. Uh, pumpkin season's gone. It's peppermint season. Uh, uh, peppermint flavor to hold the cone, mini ice cream cones. I guess I got to go straight to Trader Joe's after I record. Uh, then they had beet and roasted garlic dip. I did have beets on the ho- during the holidays, and I still don't like. I only like pickled beets. I can taste the dirt in the beets. I don't know if I ever talked about this. I used to work in a smoothie and uh, coffee shop. Uh, and we would, we also had a juicer, and one of the juices we had contained beets. And since I was an employee there, he said, well, maybe I should start juicing, like drinking a juice when I get to work instead of like to, this was like a long time ago to counteract my lifestyle. And, uh, like it, there was always beets. You could have it with beet or without. And I, I, like I said, this beet tastes too, like much like dirt. Uh, so that's me and beets. Uh, that's, that's, that's beets. Uh, maple bourbon flavored glazed uncured ham. That sounds pretty good. Three pounds, it's five ninety nine a pound. Uh, throughout the holiday ham season, concurrent with peppermint season. This is funny writing. Uh, we all have one relative who plays the role of holiday ham so well, constantly cracking jokes at the expense of Uncle Tim, dramatically uh, acting out scenes from Miracle on 34th Street and causing a scene during the gift exchange. Uh, but they're about to be overshadowed by a new stealing the show, maple maple bourbon flavored ham. Uh, so that's good. Then uh, boneless beef rib roast, eleven ninety nine a pound. That's too expensive for me. Uh, artisan crafted English toffee. Is that bespoke toffee? Is nine ninety nine for thirty ounces? Uh, that's like Ferro Rocher or whatever, but more expensive. Oh no, the other one, almond roca. You know, if you ever need uh, to make up a like, a, like this is a freebie. Like, if you if it's if someone has almond roca, you just take the um, uh, Ricky uh, uh, Martin song "Live in La Vida Loca," and you can just substitute eating some almond roca or whatever you wish. Uh, you know, uh, Billy loves almond roca, so that's a freebie for for anybody that's an almond roca fan in your life. Uh, uh, Hasselback potatoes, what the heck are those? Uh, fried, chipped, mashed, and scalped, and especially Hasselbacked. Uh, oh, an accordion cut, uh, which delivers creamy spuds with crispy skins. Uh, made in France, uh, before freezing, they're fried. Uh, seasoned with butter, salt, and then baked. Uh, when you bake them in the oven... Uh, the fan-like presentation is a sight to behold, an elegant side. And I've never seen those. Uh, another, my freezers are always full of, like, uh, junk, so I never have room for food in there. I mean, it has old food. Uh, like a lot of, uh, like one, ice cream containers with one scoop of ice cream left. 
and old ice. Uh, Nova Scotia sockeye salmon uh, smoked. That sounds delicious. Uh, and uh, sure, my, I think my mom likes that, uh, but, but we didn't have that this year. Uh, Jingle Jangle. I think one of our friends, Courtney, uh, neither a song from the 70s era, uh, Rankin Bass, uh, or the lyrics to a cow, uh, cowboy ditty. It jingle jangles descriptive of this chocolate covered snuff, uh, stuff. Uh, imagine if we get chocolate covered snuff. Maybe they had that back then, like tobacco with chocolate covers. Uh, mini pretzels, uh, in chocolate and white chocolate, uh, dark covered caramel popcorn, uh, chocolate JoJo cookies, uh, milk chocolate gem gems with a red candy coating. And milk and dark chocolate peanut butter cups, uh, 22.7 ounce tin, 8.99. That's good to bring somewhere. Uh, taste of Vermont gift set. There you go. Uh, next Christmas, guess what you're getting? Uh, yeah, maple taste of Vermont. I wonder if it has anything fish. It should have like a fish thing in there. No offense. A little late Trader Joe's, but next year you got to have, uh, some, can't have a taste of Vermont without, uh, Maybe put your Swedish fish in there with like, not, don't put maple syrup on the inside of Swedish fish. That doesn't sound good, but something like that. Yeah, it's three different kinds of maple syrup, uh, made in a multi-generational sugar house. Uh, uh, the old so charming name for a small cabin where sap is turned into maple sugar. Uh, I don't know, uh, Four 3.4-ounce bottles, a uh, great gift for syrup lovers. Oh, the, the syrups range from delicate and mild early season, boldest of bold late season. And you, you could do a syrup tasting. Talk about it. You talk about I don't know if these people still say bougie, but uh, it's like if you're having a syrup tasting, you, you're, you're like... Uh, uh, you're well beyond first world problems. If you have, st- you can't complain about a stomach ache from syrup tasting. Uh, people will be like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Uh, how about this one? A sugar plum jam. I didn't see this. I've, I've never, I don't know if I've ever had a sugar plum. Uh, uh that sounds good too. I guess I should have read this, uh, but I lock this stuff away for the podcast. Uh, then they had single serve K cups, a different, uh, uh, festively co- festive coffees, uh, uh, wintery blend gingerbread. That's probably good if you have that K cup thing and then you have holiday, um, gas. Uh, then they cheat. They have a lot of different kinds of cheese, uh, particularly the, the Trader Joe's have been branching out to different fondues, which are good for kids, uh, for a fast dinner, like in the holiday season when you're like, okay, like, uh, I need something worse for me than what we've been eating. How about just bread and cheese for dinner? Uh, let's see. They had a ba- black pepper pecorino. Uh, that's probably good. Is that a hard cheese? Yeah, salty, peppery. Uh, that's good on some stuff, I'm sure. I don't know, on a cheese board. I'm not, I guess maybe that'd be good. Uh, Marcona almonds uh, with rosemary. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Six forty nine. uh Rosemary, I love rosemary. Uh, uh, double cream brie with truffles. I may have had this. I, it, on, on Christmas Eve, I had a cr- cream, and it, maybe this was it, and it tasted off to me, but I couldn't read the label because it had been open 
Maybe that was it. it like, uh, it was a little too much with the truffles. I said, does this, this, this brie turn? What's double brie mean? What does it mean? I'm looking here. Adding to that exceptionalism is an inclusion of uh, authentic black truffles. That's uh, definitely what I had. Uh, Edward Albee famously wrote in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? You've got to have a swine to show you where the truffles are. Here's a Normandy-style fondue. Uh, the earliest known style comes from uh, cookbooking in Zurich from 1699. Yeah, but they're, they're not the only players in the game. This holiday, we want to introduce you to a uh, uh, different but by no means less delicious fondue, Fondue Normandy. Unlike Swiss, which is made with harder cheeses and white wine, uh, Normandy-style fondue is made with soft cheeses and brandy. I don't know. That sounds like a little too sweet. I saw apple brandy. I'll skip that. Uh, fromage pavé, French for holy cow. Uh, it could be mistaken for brie, but it includes a step in the cheese making process that changes things dramatically. Uh, the milk goes through ultra fr 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 filtration, which removes the whey before the process begins. Uh, that way, the cheese replaces more protein, calcium, and phosphorus. Uh, so it's exquisitely ripe and ready to enjoy only after two weeks. Uh, sounds interesting. The lemon ricotta. Uh, that reminds me of the song Lady Madonna. Uh, so there's another uh, parody song you could sing next holidays. When they say, mm, what's in here? You say, lemon ricotta. And then you sing, that's a Beatles song, by the way, kids, uh, Lady Madonna. Yeah, so there's a two for one. I forgot. Oh, the first song was R Ricky uh, Martin. I don't know if we'll see any other ones. Uh, so then beet crackers, uh, three seed beet crackers. Uh, I'm sure they look good, but uh, plus if you serve beet, you have to at some point remind people like, uh, that uh, beet, beet goes through your body, it stays red. Uh, so, like, Christmas Eve at, like, 1 in the morning, I got a text, hey, don't forget you ate beets, uh, uh, like, uh, at my house. I said, oh, yeah. So I was like, I didn't, wouldn't have worried about it anyway. But, like, uh, then stuffed brie with garlic and herbs. That uh, could be interesting. Uh, bacon wrap dates with goat cheese. I'll pass on that. Ooh, creamy cauliflower and onion dip. Uh, that sounds decadent. Uh, and uh, they really are, mil I don't know, what did cauliflower prices plummet? Is that why? I no offense, Trader Joe's. I know it's good for you, but why, what are you up to with this cauliflower usage? Did you corner the market? Scallops wrapped in bacon. That could be good. Uh, though I've been avoiding scallops because I can't eat shellfish, uh, and I thought scallops were a bivalve, but then, uh, I don't know if they get cooked with more of, uh, the crustaceans, uh, I don't know, provincial pastry puffs, uh, those are vegetarian, uh, with, uh, herbs de Provence and vegetables in their puffs, uh, 25 for three ninety nine. Uh, mini quiche duo, that's probably pretty good. Oh, yeah, truffle and Swiss uh, with cremini mushrooms and chives, and then bacon and sautéed onion with Swiss cheese and shallots. Uh, wow, that's like a, uh, uh, what do you call What do you call that thing when you have, oh, buffet come true. 
mini cheese crepes, uh, shrimp and salmon trio, mini brie and croat. Uh, that's kind of like a shamazani sear, like fried cheese, but it's baked cheese. Uh, it says use the sugar palm jam. Uh, I think that's what it is. Uh, in cruders, does that mean uh, in... Uh, this is a miniaturized, each person, flaky puff pastry. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, almond nog, I did have this on one day, and, uh, like, I wasn't a fan. I like eggnog, and to be honest, straight, like, I did, I did, again, I tried to cut back on my eggnog consumption this year. But I had found, like, uh, I'm not going to out the other main supermarket that's by me. But I, so I, I compared to Trader Joe's store brand eggnog, light and regular, to my local supermarket, uh, a giant chain supermarket. Uh, and I don't know what was in their eggnog, but it was it, like, and I tried it at two different occasions. Uh, it had some, like, it d- d- didn't agree with me, where Trader Joe's was great. Uh, and they only tried like two other brands uh, that were pretty good. Uh, then they had this cinnamon streusel coffee cake. I did buy this, and what I did was just like with the almond, I think I explained this, like uh, they have the almond thing. I cut this cake into fours and then put three quarters in the freezer and served like one quarter for breakfast two more with breakfast two mornings. And then, so literally you got uh, a six breakfasts for two out of that uh and it freezes well and they pull it out of the freezer the night before leave it on the counter wrapped and uh it comes out great and triple ginger brew that comes in a cool uh bottle uh, i didn't have any of this this year but that's cool a gingerbread house kit we didn't do that this year still have one from like 2015 that we haven't made same box so uh pitted cherry so that could be good uh, seven salts of the earth. Uh, the Fox interviews that they have uh, Inca Sun, Blue Persian, South African Oak Smoked, uh, Hawaiian Red, Hawaiian Black Lava, Himalayan Pink, and Kalahari Desert. Uh, wow, that's fancy. Eight ninety nine for a whole set of salts. Uh, poinsettias uh, five ninety nine. I didn't buy any of those. Uh, he said, "You don't." I looked at him. I said, "You're lucky. You're not going home with me." Uh, cinnamon roll wreath, we did do this this year. This is one of the things where they uh, pr- you proof it with, like, their frozen croissants. Uh, and it really came out well. And it, it because it wasn't in that, like, uh, definitely had a much more natural tasting flavor than the ones that come in the tubes. Oh, here was a pick. This might be, the, here, here we go. Like, if we had sound effects on the show, we'd have them now. Because this is my uh, 2017 Trader Joe's pick of the year. Pick of the year, uh, honey, hundred percent honey crisp apple cider, two ninety nine for sixty four ounces. Uh, well, I didn't stock up on this. I had, I did go through two bottles of it, uh, and I'm a cider snob. And I'll tell you, like most cider that isn't fresh, apple cider is not like it's not. It's not. You say that's like unfiltered apple juice or something. That's not apple cider. And most cider that's not made with, like, upstate New York apples, like Macintosh, like our friend Big Mac, uh, uh, like, I don't have an interest in consuming. But this was pretty good. Like, I mean, if you want apple cider, go to your um, local uh, uh, farmer's market. 
in the apple season. But this will do, uh, and especially because it's like hermetically sealed. I'm sure you could keep it on your shelf for. Uh, I mean, once you open it in your fridge, it's uh, seven to ten days. Oh, unopened your pantry six months. Uh, but really good and a good alternative. I mean, I'm sure it's got a lot of sugar and stuff, but uh, it's really good. Uh, so Honeycrisp Apple Cider, that's my pick of the year. Like, you would have thought it was a cookie? No, it was a cider. And, and I guess the reason I say that is because it almost uh, it has a flavor of East Coast. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I never had any West Coast because I went to the farmer's market one time. And this was before, like... Uh, when I was really struggling financially, he said, how much is your apple cider? And the, the person was like, you're like $12. I was like, okay, I can't handle that. Uh, but this has the taste of real apple cider. That's the important thing. Like, uh, it has this like, uh, cider flavor. Uh, like it's a tart. I don't know. It's a tough to replicate. Uh, but it has a tartness, you know? Uh, let's get through the rest of this Belgian cookie collection. I think I tried that last year. I am a big fan of those Belgian cookies because I love butter cookies. I didn't try that this year. Then they have the peppermint JoJo's covered in chocolate uh, with candy cane or not candy cane. And those I can't eat anymore. Italian butter cookies. I didn't see that uh, with a few meringues. Uh, uh, maybe I want to try that. Oh, here's Dan. This is what I like. The Danish butter cookies. Uh, uh, $5. I got to keep an eye out for that. Uh, that looks good. But they didn't have the ones I liked, which were just the Christmas wreaths or whatever. Uh, uh, this I didn't buy, but it looked interesting. Libkuchen. Libkuchen. Uh, soft gingerbread biscuits. I almost bought that at checkout. Uh, and they said, no, Scoots, we're practicing uh, control this year. Here was another one I didn't get because I was trying to practice. What the heck? Why would you practice control? But a uh, short walker shortbread uh, assortment. Uh, uh, maybe that now that's 20. When, when it, like this, this is coming on 2018, I'll just go and buy whatever I want. Uh, yeah, 32 cookie shortbread assortment uh, in different flavor profiles. Uh, that's interesting. A uh, stroopwafel, a uh, tin of stroopwafels. Uh, if you, what do you mean you never heard of stroopwafeling? It says uh, wafeling, stroopwafeling. I don't know. Uh, you uh, a caramel sandwiched between two thin waffles. I didn't see that either. Raspberry stars. I'm not. Uh, that's it. That, that sounds uh, interesting, but uh, I'd rather have the homemade ones of those. I guess I missed a lot this year because I didn't read this. Uh, three pepper salami, uh, tea party, winter was sale. Listeners, let me know that stuff's not tasty. Uh, salted honey milk chocolate. Oh, I tried those last year. Salted honey toffee crackers. Uh, need more salts on the cracker, I think, in 2016. I saw these. These look like a snack for lunch. Uh, soft baked drizzled gingerbread oat bars. Uh, but my daughter doesn't like bars for, for a snack uh, for school. I didn't see these either. Chocolate mint flavored cupcakes. Uh, divine dessert. Uh, uh, oh, they, they come topped with mini cho- dark chocolate stars. Uh, candy cream green tea. I haven't tried that, but I tried the chocolate black tea. It was very good. 
Chocolate, peppermint, almond beverage. I didn't try that, but uh, I did try the almond nog. It was good, but not as good as, uh, like, uh, a dairy-based nog. Uh, nut and fruits and honey. That's, I guess, another thing. Mini cannolis. Uh, eggnog yogurt. No, sir. You might as well call me a freaking snowflake. Uh, that just sounds weird. Eggnog yogurt. Uh, maybe I'll try it, though. Uh, truffle honey mustard. I don't like sweet mustards. Uh, geez, I'm sounding choosy here. Here's the ugly sweater cookie kit. That one is a gift that keeps on giving. Uh, really good uh, and fun. We did that Christmas Eve with a group of people. Uh, bourbon barrel maple syrup glazed walnuts. That could be good for something. Uh, no salt hazelnuts. New lower prices. Uh, a rainbow of honey, nine ninety nine. I got some honey from a listener. Thank you so much. Uh, light and regular eggnog, as I said, that's pretty good. Two ninety nine for uh, thirty two ounces. Uh, double cream bee chocolate orange. I didn't get one of those. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's not something I normally have anyway. I like to stick clothes in an orange. That was our holiday thing to make our house smell good as kids. Uh, I think the clove prices have exploded since I was a child, so I don't know if I would do that anymore. Also, I'm just assuming. Lobster tails, I can't have those, but that seems like a good deal. Wild caught. Uh, uh, fruit and nut crisps. Uh, chocolate chip panettone. You know, I think I saw, what's that guy? Jamie Oliver had a recipe with uh, panettone. Oh, so I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh Pan, I don't know, yeah, I don't know, I call it panatone, just like uh, the color thing. I think it's pronounced differently, but I say get, you know, that's one of my jokes, get panatone on the phone. I got to get my colors right, but it's pantone is the color thing. I don't know what this one is, panatone, or something, maybe it's panatone, I don't know. That's like the thing, it's like too close to... uh what is that? The nut, fruit, nut bread, fruit cake. Uh, I say panettone. Maybe because it has anise. I don't know. I, I never have it. Uh, uh, paper white. They had amaryllis bulbs, uh, paper, paper white bulbs, uh, lip therapy kits. Uh, if, you, if any lips need therapy, it's mine. They say, uh, they say, well, we don't need therapy. We're not doing anything other than flapping when you talk nonstop. Uh, winter wake up tea. The Grump Tree. I saw a lot of people getting those. That's kind of like something from the, the Who's Village. Uh, gingerbread Dog Treats. I got that last year for Koa. She liked it last year. But I said this year, I don't know. Uh, Bath Fizzer's Gift Set. Ooh. Uh, I didn't see this. I love a Bath Fizzer. I don't know. Uh, four for six ninety nine is a little spendy, though. Yeah, but that's that's always fun. I, me and my daughter were making our own bath fizzers uh, uh, for a short time. Yeah, ginger uh, gingerbread coffee—that's not my style. Uh, cedar balsam candles—I have those in my car to keep my car smelling good. Oh no, I have them by my garbage can from last year. Uh, so those smell pretty good. Scandinavian tidings—what uh, are those? Uh, Oh, they're like Scandinavian sw swimmers, uh, but they come in joyful shapes. Red ornaments, green trees, and clear stars. A berry-flavored sour apple. 
and sparkling grape. Uh, those sound pretty good. Uh, warm vanilla, vanilla body butter. That sounds pretty good for, you know, like a bomb. Four ninety nine. Maybe I'll get that just to try it, uh, when I put my bomb on. And, uh, big chocolate bars. Those are hilarious. They're four pound giant chocolate bars. And that's the close of the flyer, but I do have to give two special mentions that, that may be in their next fearless flyer. But Trader Joe's, you know, there's a, the sparkling water business is highly competitive now. And as I've talked with this with the listeners, like I, I try to drink, uh, I drink a lot of sparkling water and make some at home. And then I also drink the Gerholsteiner. I don't know if that's a problem. They come in a glass bottle at Trader Joe's, recyclable bottles, uh, that's a mineral water. Then there's also Trader Joe's cans of uh, sparkling water, a little bit pricey. And any friend of like Bill, Bill's, like, uh, will tell you, like, they drink a lot of sparkling water out of a can, or a lot of us do. And uh, it's good because the cans get so cold and you get the visceral cracking of the can. So usually you have to go to a different supermarket. But Trader Joe's does have, like, in plastic, like, uh, one-liter bottles, uh, They've done some cool things, and they had two new flavors this holiday season. Star Star Fruit, I think, was one, and it was pretty good. It was almost like tasted like a, a candy, and then uh, Winter Sangria was another one, and that kind of tasted like grape soda almost, and it's just sparkling water, you know, with whatever, you know, generally considered safe uh, flavorings are in there, but... Uh, they were both really good, yeah, so I recommend that. But you got to put it in a glass, otherwise you got to drink it out of plastic. Uh, so those are a couple things. Uh, I think that's about it. Uh, so I hope uh, you know you think about 2018 and uh, the Trader Joe's holiday season. Uh, maybe at some point Trader Joe's will like uh, you know get their head on straight and support podcasts. Uh, you don't even need to support mine, just support somebody's. And uh, But I hope you had a nice holiday season looking back at it. Uh, and I don't know what's in your cupboard, but I know what's in mine. Those chocolate stars are going to get some business soon. Uh, all right, good night, uh, and I'll talk to you soon.